Welcome to Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds Podcast. There will be spirit and swearing. Hey everybody, it's time to rock out with your cocks out in this feast for all that is heavy metal, episode 30, Metal Ween. And the, the Eternal Darkness of Not Spotless Minds podcast with me, yeah. your host Matt, and my co-host Kate. How you doing, Kate? I'm very, very well. I'm more like punked out and ready to rock and roll on Halloween and Woo. stuff. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we stop this. <laughs> We've got some goddamn guests. I don't know why I'm doing it like this. Don't way, right? no, it's terrible. Stop it. Okay. Stop. It's like you're embarrassing dad. Just, oh my god, dad, shut up. Okay. <laughs> yes, we do. We have some rocktastic guests. I'm gonna stop that now. Um the, uh, we have the wonderful, the legendary Pearsome, gruesome, twosome. That is Jamie J and Brian Sammons. Woo! Oh, yeah. Woohoo! Hello. I got a middle initial. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Brian's middle initial. M. Hello, oh, yeah, Brian UK. Woohoo! Are you ready to rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like we should do like yeah. a <sighs> thing, but I can't emulate thousands of people, unfortunately. Speaking yeah. of going, the guys? UK metal connection, we just saw Iron Maiden live last week. Fuck off, you did not. Oh, yes, yeah. we did, and that's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, oh. that was, uh, that was, I gave, uh, I got tickets for our anniversary because it was our Iron anniversary. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I heard you talk was, about that. I was like, that counts. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we does. went to see Iron Maiden, and uh, it was fucking amazing. Bruce Dickinson is funny as hell. Like, yes. he's so funny. He just, yeah. And he still has it. And he's got so much personality. His voice is still incredible. I, it just, it was so much fun. And it was opened with Within Temptation, who are from the Finland. Netherlands. Oh, yeah, the Netherlands. And um, Within Temptation, aren't they not on the yeah. Buffy soundtrack? It's, it's a, uh, it's a female fronted metal group that I knew about, but I don't know a lot about. I've listened to them before, but that was a really good show. But no, they did, yeah. I yeah. really liked them, too. She killed it, so. That nice. That sounds so fucking cool. And congratulations on your anniversary. Yes. <laughs> how, how, long well, Iron, how long has Iron Maiden been rocking for? Oh, hell. Uh, if not really early, like 1980, then the late 70s. Yeah, yeah, so at least 40 years. Let's see, hell. I mean, they were my second concert way back in, I want to say, 84 or 85. Wow. I never saw Iron Maiden. Who else? I saw Queen. Oh, that would be awesome, too. <laughs> I mean, not with not with um, Freddie Mercury. Uh, but with, oh, fuck, who was it doing it? It wasn't Adam, um, not Adam Levine. <laughs> no, it wasn't Adam Levine. It wasn't Adam, the other guy. The guy who's got, like... Guy from, uh... The guy who was from uh, American Idol? Yeah, yeah, not him though. Um, the other one who sometimes fronts them. 
Yeah, not him. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's who I meant, but it wasn't him because they usually get fronted by t- like it's either him or this oh, other person, and it's the other person I can't remember who the fuck it is, and I'm sure people are going, "Oh, dickhead, it's such a joke." But like, yeah. Anyway, that person can't remember. Um, <laughs> it's a cool story, bro. <laughs> I am so excited that neither of you guys had been to retreat because I just knew that Matt would have because he's our age, like and. <laughs> Well, uh, I, don't if, I don't know if you knew that, Matt, but you are you and Brian and I are like the same age. Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Late <laughs> I 40s. didn't know that. Yeah, now late forties, are you, Brian? Uh, are you Jamie? I thought you were. I thought you were like early thirties. Oh. Early forties. No, I just turned forty-eight in September. Holy fucking yes. shit. Wait, fuck off. Did I miss? No, I did send you a birthday thing. I did, didn't I? Did. Yeah, because it was that cool wolf. That yeah, no, it's cool. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I remember. I just had the fear then. I was like, fuck, I just missed your birthday. I, can I just say, I have seen Trick or Treat before. I saw oh, fuck you then. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't realised. I started watching it today. And I was like, fuck, I've seen this. So I have seen it. All right. Well, there we go. There Must we be go. nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I but, want, yeah. I want to know, right, I want to know from you guys... I want to know about your podcasting history. What's your, what's your background? Mm. How, did, how did you get involved? Uh, well, uh, ugh, man, okay, mine ugh. goes back. Passed your I mind got back. involved by meeting Jamie, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. he does it. Uh, he does it strictly to do it with me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I had done like uh, radio interviews and podcast interviews and stuff for my various. Uh, writing endeavors and books and all that stuff because god knows you got to sell yourself when you're a little uh, independent author oh yeah you have to completely whore it out yeah it's uh non-stop i mean that's by and large that's why i do any social media and all that and just it's something you have to do yeah and uh, i want you to pimp all of your shit um when when we we get to it because you do some fucking awesome stuff oh, like some okay. really fucking awesome stuff yeah but, uh, and that's how we actually met is through podcasting and all that. And so, yeah, that's my sum total of podcasting. It's basically she does it, so I do it too. That's so cute. <laughs> well, and because he is, uh, he is a, a lover of horror as I am, or otherwise we wouldn't be together. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he is very knowledgeable, which is a huge turn on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Safe sexuality me, for the win. I think I started. <laughs> I what? think I started uh, like around 2008. I started doing a live show, and at the time, Bo and I were running a. Well, he it was his website. It was the last blog on the left, but I was the head writer on the web on the website. I was also the only other person involved with the website. It was just the two of us. Uh, and, uh, so he heard me doing the live show and he's like, you were really good. You deserve better than that. Because the guy that I did the show with was very boring. And, huh. uh, and, uh, I mean like zero personality. Zero. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, why don't we do a show together? So that's when Bo and I started. <laughs> I love that. with Bo, like, Hey, you deserve someone better. Someone class, someone style, personality. Me. Somebody like me. Well, <laughs> Somebody like me. You know, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> he does 
that, that, yeah, that, that I fucking adore Bo. <laughs> yeah, it does. Valid. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bo and I started Last Blog Radio in about that was about 2008, and we did that for a while, and then he had to dip out because he was doing uh, he was uh, doing a lot of screenwriting back then. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, didn't I remember that. Time. Well, then we stopped for a while, and then uh, I met a guy named David Anders on one of the websites that I worked for, and he was looking for a co-host. And I was like, "Hey, I have some experience. Why don't you know?" And I sent him some samples, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so we started doing um, uh, Devour the podcast together, and then eventually okay. brought Bo into that. Because I was like, Bo, don't you miss okay. it? And so mm. he came back and then we started. And then it's been, I've never stopped. I've been going since then. Oh, I mean, you took that like, oh, I'm going to take like a break and stuff. Oh, yeah, six months later, I'm back. Well, and, and to tell you the truth, I, it's weird. It's, it's like you can't get away. Because I really did want to stop. I was done. Like I, yeah. I had had enough. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you've done it for so long. And, and I know that like at the time there was just like a lot of negativity online. I think it was like during COVID and people were just being more bitchy online than normal or whatever. Shitty, yeah. And yeah. I was sick of the shittiness. So I yeah. was like, I just don't want to do it anymore. But what yeah. I did was I found a good balance in that we still podcast. So Brian and I, that's when we started Horror in the House of Salmons. Yeah. Continued ABCs of Hidden Horror that we had already done. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, we decided to do this together. And I was like, you know what, if I just stay away from social media, then I'm fine. And so that's what I've done. I just, I don't go on social media. The only reason I ever go is to post our show. And okay. other than that, I don't pay attention to anything. And then I, I'm was it, way better mentally. Yeah, I'm a it, bit like it, that. Yeah, I can see that. Was it, was it people in the horror community that were being shitty? Uh, yeah, and, and really? not, not to me. I, I've been fortunate in that no one really has is ever shitty to me, which is... They really fucking wouldn't dare. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> like, not only but, can you hold your own, but the entire fucking community would just swoop down on, like, a fucking pack of vultures. Are you kidding? Nah. Just nah. <laughs> <laughs> they would. I'm not even, like, blowing smoke up your ass. That's just fact. Ask anyone, you know? <laughs> like, wouldn't stand no, for that. I am very fortunate, I am, to be surrounded with such incredible people who do really care. And, uh, but no, what finally pushed me off was on Twitter, Darcy, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, I know you don't really have Joe Bob over there, but, um, no. on Joe Bob, he has, uh, not really, a, not quite a co-host, but no, just a of. sidekick, but uh, okay. yeah, his sidekick is Darcy, the male girl. And she is a huge horror fan. She has been forever. She's, she's just incredible. I fucking love her. Yeah. And she uh, was getting a lot of shit on Twitter. Like, people were talking nasty shit about her. Like, mm. physically. what? And she's, she's beautiful. But people were just trashing her. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I can't take this uh, anymore. Like, get this is yeah. a person who is a genuine, dedicated, like, crazy dedicated horror fan. She is incredibly knowledgeable. She loves the genre. And she's and- beautiful. Yeah, and she's also really freaking nice. She's I was gonna say, like, she's not an asshole okay. either. I imagine. Holy like... shit, she's so nice. And if you if you see Halloween ends, uh, she's actually in that movie uh, briefly. briefly. Oh really? Oh, I haven't got around to seeing it yet. A very it, yeah. brief cameo, but she's in that movie. So she is an enormous horror fan. You can't not love her. She has an incredible, sweet personality, 
And then when I'm, I'm like, you know what? If people can trash fucking Darcy, yeah, then what the fuck? No one, yeah. no one is safe, you know. And I was just yeah. like, and it, and then it made me realize that, and I see this all the time with like YouTube creators and everything. Like, you get a big following, people love you, and then there's always going to be haters. Yeah, and then, but even then, it's like your fan base will only love you until they decide it's time to tear you down. Yeah, it's like that backlash. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I just, I can't, I can't with that. But then, like I said, when I, now that I'm off social media, I just don't pay attention anymore. Give a fuck. Yeah, I had to get off Twitter for much the same thing. Like, I just couldn't deal with all the bullshit on Twitter. Like, this is why we refuse to set up a Twitter handle for our show. Like, we have Instagram, we have Facebook and stuff, but, like, I cannot be asked with anything else because it's just, I just have no interest. And I'm not even, I literally, I'm the same as you, Jamie. Like, I'm barely on Facebook anymore, like, apart from to put stuff on the on the podcast page. If I, if I'll, I'll scan through my notifications and I'll ignore most of it unless it's something that is, like, someone's replied to a comment or you know something like that like interactive with me personally but otherwise I tend to just like not ignore everything in a horrible way but just I used to spend so much fucking time on Facebook and things and it just it got to a point where I was just like why though it's, like, it's not it's not good for you it's not <laughs> it's really not um, and to be honest, it is addictive it is it's completely addictive and like yeah. you know if it wasn't for the podcast page I'd just get rid of my Facebook account entirely um but you can't do that if you want to still access the page um so I feel bad because I do really love our page and I love how everyone interacts and stuff on there you get some really great conversations and stuff so mm. um that's really really fucking cool and and the reason why I keep it around um but stuff like Twitter and things it's just nah there's I find with Twitter there's there's actually really no room for debate you either feel one way or you feel another way and that, and that's it and there's nothing there's no, you know, coming together of anything really, particularly well, not in my experience thing, anyway. There's, there's no discourse. It's either you agree with me or you don't agree with me. And yeah. You're devil. And yeah. You know, you're you're you know personified evil. Yeah. Like, life doesn't work that way. No. You know? yeah. And it just it pisses me off. So I'm like, I don't want any, I don't want any part of it. You know. And honestly, it's great. You know, yesterday uh, we saw Halloween ends, and and Brian kind of did his little synopsis, like yeah, I saw. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, that's right, you did see. Don't encourage him. He's not, I, I'm sorry, he's not, but it just it just made me. I can I can hear him. I hear you in my head whenever I read your reviews. I hear you in my head, and I could just hear exactly how that sounded, like if you'd said that out loud. And I just okay, what was it that you said? Like uh, Jamie smoking something? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I read that as well. Because <laughs> you gave it a shit. What did you give it? A, a five. Five. You gave it a five. Right, yeah, right. I, so you're the one. Somebody yeah. else posted. Somebody else gave it a five. And they said, "I've been. I think I've been smoking the same shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah. Then, like, and then Brian's like, "Oh, so and so said this, you know, and so and so." And I'm like, you know what? It's a damn good thing I don't give a shit what other people think. <laughs> I yeah. did. I did notice though how you also loved my comment, and I was like, "She came online to do that." Well, I don't know if that was the only I, reason well, why you no, came online to do that, but I, that's. That's exactly why I came online because Brian oh. said, oh, Kate said, you know, Kate quoted me saying this and I went right over there and I loved it. And I was going to tell you there, don't encourage him. He's not funny. But then, <laughs> then she knows I am very fucking no, funny. No, I know I was going to tell her first. Dude, we, we, we all know this. <laughs> we all know this. Don't worry, Brian. Um, yeah, like, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I did also say, I don't know if it was that or something else. I said, I was very excited to have you guys on the show and stuff and you love that one too so i like yeah like yeah. oh, i actually came online for that you know <clears throat> um <laughs> just blowing smoke up my own ass <laughs> um but um well bring your ass over here i'll blow the smoke up <laughs> oh jamie <laughs> 
here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been five minutes before I've made a sex joke. Can we give me like a fucking like props for that? Jeez. Can we? I feel like I'm growing as a person. Um, well done. Yeah. And yeah, thank you. Yes, Matt, yeah, no, thanks. Can still talk about vaginas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they are great though. Um, <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> um, so cool nice well um should we find out what everyone you i mean you guys probably aren't drinking drinking because brian bless you not very well and also it's like what 10 11 in the morning for you guys uh we i actually am imbibing because it does help with the pain so <laughs> awesome awesome yeah what are you drinking oh uh, you understood the assignment apple flavored captain morgan and coke oh fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah it's tasty um, pretty basic bitch stuff but it's so damn good oh no nah, it's basic you know people are like, oh, such a cliche or whatever it's just like yeah for a fucking reason because it's <laughs> awesome or it's true you know like I, yeah uh you can be a basic bitch on our show lord knows that right. is awesome <laughs> good, stuff. good stuff um is there a blurb of captain morgan on the back is there anything interesting or is it just ingredients <laughs> oh just ingredients oh, and stuff. Boo. american booze doesn't have anything interesting yeah doesn't have anything fancy it's not <laughs> fancy and poncy like us uh that's a shame what are you drinking jamie uh, i actually am not imbibing i am drinking uh, just caffeine-free diet pepsi because... oh my god you've not even got caffeine in it go on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um I have some things I have to do after we record, which involve me going out of the house. So I don't want to get but I, anxious and yeah. Drunken. I mean, if I didn't, I had a bottle of Hendrix that I was waiting yes. to drink just with you, like just for, you know. I was My gin buddy. Ah, oh, do you know what I have? So I have two drinks because <laughs> uh, it's not 10 a.m. for me. Um, I have two drinks. So I have one that's kind of like an alternative like not at all what am i talking about i have like one that's like a, an autumnal kind of drink and then and then i have a gin and tonic because i knew i was recording with you girl uh, but that's okay i'll let you off and do you know what this means you're just gonna have to come back on during the evening and we can get pissed together or at least when i don't have anything i'll make sure i have oh yeah or just do. yeah i <laughs> honestly I, I feel like that was selfish on your part to make other plans um <laughs> Brian gets it. Brian yes. understood the assignment. Yeah. Um, he's got nothing to do and he's getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, I'm yeah. taking a nap. Oh, yeah. Rock <laughs> in, rock in, roll. <laughs> Matt, what are you drinking, mate? Uh, I, I've got a mixture of different things. Uh, I was out last night, so I'm topping up from last night's sesh. Um, I've got Fletcher's Fine Ruby Port, so I'm going to get through that bottle. Uh, what else we got? I've got a little mini fridge here. So I've got some Strongbows. I've got uh, Key Lime Lager from Tiny Rebel. Uh, what's that? Nice. What's uh, Tiny Rebel? I've not heard of that. Tiny Rebel, it's a uh, brewing company. Well, yeah, I imagine so. so. If they make like beer or whatever, but yeah. Like, is it like a, is it like a like a like a hipster one or? Yeah, like, kind of. Like Brewdog styley. Yeah, Key nice. Lime Lager. Yeah, it sounds so, pretty hipster and fancy. So it'd be necking that uh and i've also got some beers from the the white hag uh new england ipa i thought you're gonna say the white house then i was like shit son. Yeah, like the white house. <laughs> that'd be good wouldn't it yeah so uh yeah i've got plenty of booze to, to keep you going to get stuck into and i'm probably gonna checking. be absolutely shit-faced by the end of this 
Fuck yeah, that's what we want. Hey, um, God damn it, it, I want a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go get yourself some Captain Morgan and fucking blow off the day. <laughs> no okay, one's stopping you. Get drunk and go grocery shopping tomorrow. Oh my fuck. <laughs> yes, there we go. Do that. Like grocery or, store. Have you not got Uber Eats? They go to fucking grocery stores now. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, we, you know what? That's a good well, There we go. Yeah, see? Bring in <laughs> solutions, not problems. Yeah, Jamie? Um, <laughs> um, Matt, do you, that, are you getting that straight from the bottle there, Jamie? I, I, I am. Uh, yep. Noise. That was me, actually. Oh, that was you? Oh, fuck them. Have you got any, any blurbs on your stuff at all, Matt? Uh, Fletcher's Ruby Paw is full-bodied with a youthful freshness, deep, lively ruby colour, and intensely aromatic. Oof. On, on the palate, packed with ripe red fruit flavours and a long, lingering finish. You know Perfect what? A compliment to, to cheese or dark chocolate desserts. You know what? I love, a, I love a lingering finish on my palate. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Show's over, son. <laughs> We're gone. Night. Night. <laughs> um, well, as I said, I had two drinks. So was that it? Were you done? I am done, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have two drinks. So I have one, uh, which actually I've drunk most of now, um, is a Irish hot chocolate with whipped cream. Lovely. Mm, it was really nice, actually. Um, and I used, I used normal Baileys, but I also, it was like, it was like, two parts and one part and I did one part chocolate Baileys so I don't want to read out the both of them so I'm going to read the chocolatey one so it says I'm pretty sure I've read this in previous ones but I'm, hopefully it'll be long ago that people won't remember um sh oh shit shake it to mix I did not shake it oh well gotta shake it Kate <laughs> shake it shake it shake it shake it shake it like a Polaroid picture yeah you all know millennials Woo. um okay chocolate lovers this one's for you Sumptuously rich, real Belgian chocolate folded into delicious original Irish cream is our most indulgently chocolatey treat ever. And we've tried a few. And I just did a little wink. No one can see me, but I felt like it was in, it was on the it vibe. Was, oh, I it. Yeah, like the little wink with like the shoulder, the shoulder bop, you know, like, hey, I'm hey, boys. Hey, oh, <laughs> with your one eye. <laughs> it's out. Yeah, you know what? Like, did you say give me your one eye? No, is, that no. like a, is that like a pickup line? No, yeah. I, said, I just said with oh your God. one eye. I don't need. I don't need Matt's give one eye. Give me your one eye. Hey, give baby. Me one. Give me your one eye. <laughs> Only you could actually make that sound sexy, Jamie. Um, do you know what makes me laugh is however I hear anything saying being folded into. All I can think about is that scene from Shit's Creek now. Like folded in. Have you seen? You guys watched Shit's Creek? Tell me you've watched Shit's Creek. Nope. Uh, no. <gasps> <gasps> Ouch. Oh, no, because that pains me. No, honestly, Sorry. watch Shit's Creek. It, it deserves every bit of hype that it gets. Every single bit. And there's this awesome scene where David, uh, played by Dan Levi, I fucking love him, and Moira, played by the amazing Catherine O'Hara, um, they're doing this recipe and they're like folding the cheese and he's like what do you mean fold and she's just like just fold it in and he says what the hell do you mean fold it in like what do I do and he, she was just like just fold it look I'm reading the, the recipe yeah and she's like but he, she, he was she was like he was like you fold it in she's like I don't know what it means it's like it's your recipe <laughs> like that's great um anyway you should watch this creek and everyone should because it's, it's awesome and it's just so wholesome and lovely and funny and it has Catherine O'Hara in it so anyway okay and then the second thing, as I said earlier, is I've got my Roku, my old, old favorite Roku gin and uh, tonic. But I have read out the Roku back fairly recently, so I won't do it again for everyone. 
as, more than I do normally. <laughs> well, I just, dumped, I just dumped some Apple Captain Morgans into my Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm there very happy. We go. That. That, see, there we go. You're, you're so fucking irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that so much fun? Sorry. Yeah, we are. I guess we'll just starve. <laughs> just get takeout like every <laughs> other normal person. Look, Sunday, day of rest. That's not a day for grocery shopping. Day of drinking. Day of drinking, fuck yeah. Have some wine and whatever. It's it. basically a religious holiday. It is. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I was yeah, drinking I'll my just drink. drink a bottle of wine and say, what? It's fucking communion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I do feel like with the films we have today, like it's only appropriate. Ah. You see how I tied that in? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very cool. <laughs> uh, cool. So, um, should we get on what with my rented minute? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, right, guess first. Who wants to go guess first? Um, I will go. Um, do, are we doing the review at the same time we do the movie or at the end? Uh, like we tend to do it at the end, but okay, if you want to do it now, I, then you can. No, that's what I thought. I just okay. wanted to be sure that I sure. wasn't supposed to. Okay, so first up. <laughs> there's, first no, there's no rules on this show. <laughs> uh, well, good. That's the way I like it. Yeah. Um, First up for me, we've been doing a lot of Halloween watches and our Halloween theme this year is planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. So the first 10 days we did movies that were on planes. And so that's where one of mine comes from. It's called Flight 666. It, and I didn't know this until we put it in the, till we put it on to watch it, but it is an asylum movie <laughs> to okay. which I immediately, <laughs> to which when I saw that, I immediately said, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but I'd never seen it, so I was like, let's watch it. Anyway, yeah. uh, and it's a haunted airplane movie. There are <laughs> um, people taking a flight, Classic. and they start. some people start to see things, other people start to hear things, and then uh, there's a mystery as to why it's haunted. Are they haunting a specific person? Like, what are they, you know, why are they the ghosts there, are there really ghosts or people going insane? You know, all this stuff. Um, but uh, Bennett. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, great, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we, uh, I, I think we collectively, or both of us gave it a 2.5. Or no, you might have given it a 2. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I'm generally more generous. Yeah, uh, you are a lot more generous. So I gave it a 2.5. I think Brian gave it a 2. I say, Bennett, don't bother. It is, uh, unless you have a hard-on for uh, Asylum films, which there is a, there, you know, they, they do appeal to some people, but... Uh, I like them. Uh, I don't think I'm going to bother with this one, though. No. <laughs> now, I will say, if, uh, if you're a fan of Ghost, then uh, um, this is a very... Uh, and then the Patrick Swayze movie? Tenuous connection. No, the, the band. band. Or the, yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Keeping with our metal thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on, Kate. The, uh, there is a video for one of the ghost songs called Dance Macabre. And the lead in that video, the lead female in that video, it, oh, not female, but you know what I mean. The lead woman in that video is uh, in this movie as the lead flight attendant. So, I mean, I guess there's that. If, if, that if that's a reason for anybody to watch it. <laughs> sounds pretty desperate. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, but we appreciate the effort for trying. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so what's that? Uh, plane 666. Flight 666. Uh, flight 666. Flight 666. Yeah. yeah. Bennett. 
right, but cool. um, Brian has a, a better option. Okay. Uh, yes. Halloween kill. Just... Halloween ends. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually watched it last night. We've seen it before. We even talked about it on the ABCs of Hidden Horror way back in the day. So uh, it's end of the line. It is a Ooh. very independent movie out of Canada. Nice. And it's about a bunch of people on a subway just doing their, you know, thing, living their best life. Yeah. And then, oops, apocalypse. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about this, and it okay. sounded interesting as fuck. Yeah. It's really good. A bunch of religious fanatics suddenly start killing everybody, not to be evil, but because they want to save everybody because... If they don't kill you, then the devil's going to take you. Yeah, it's so, like a mercy killing. Oh, uh, okay. You get the whole thing of, is this real? Is something really happening? Or is it just a bunch of religious nut jobs being crazy? Yeah. And it plays with that throughout. It has some good kills. It has some good acting. And for such a low-budget affair, it was done very well. Mm. So, yeah. I think I remember you guys saying the practical effects on it were really good. Oh, yeah. So I give it a buy it. I love this movie. Yeah, nice. End of the line. Yeah. Added to the list. What, what, what year it's is that? From 2007. It was directed okay. by Maurice Devereaux. Or Maurice. I know that I know that the British say Maurice. Ma- it's like <laughs> Ma- Maurice, because that's like the French one. It's but I how think, it's yeah. Well, I think because he's Canadian and his last name is Devereaux, yeah. it's probably Maurice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but probably Maurice. Um, yeah. I actually reached out to him after we reviewed that movie and sent him our review to see i was like you know are we close like did we get what you were going for? yeah and he was super nice and <gasps> he got back to you yeah he oh, did he actually love that. listened to the show and then got back to me with notes about like what we oh. got right and what we didn't and um oh, brilliant it was great yeah maurice Devereux. It can be hard nice. to find because it never got the love it so des- deserves. But oh, that's such a shame. Out there, or at least in North America, <laughs> it's on DVD. So yeah, we'll we'll find it. We'll find it in murky corner somewhere. <laughs> you know, local blockbuster. Awesome. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, Matt, what's uh, what? Yeah, what's your first one? My first one is I'm gonna go recent because I've. For my 31 days of ho- uh, Halloween, I've been doing 2022 movies primarily. However, my local blockbuster hasn't been supplying me with the VHSs as necessary. Um, and but, Take however, this this was um, from this year, uh, 2022, and it's Deadstream, which is on Shudder. Oh, yeah. You're going to do this as well, aren't you, Kate? No. No? Okay. No. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's obviously it's a new release, so I can't tell you too much. However, it's basically a YouTuber who basically uh, does dumb stuff for, for laughs and giggles and for YouTube followers, and he goes into a, a haunted house and records himself going in there and lets things unfold. Um... All I'm going to say, because obviously it's new, I can't say too much, apart from, you know, that, that's what it's about. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, I know some people find it, the main character uh, really, really irritating. 
I, however, didn't find him irritating at all. I thought he was hilarious. It really got me. Um, it's basically like uh, a cross between Evil Dead and Blair Witch type vibes. You know, kind of fan footage style. Uh, I, I found it hilarious, and I love the main character. I thought I thought he was brilliant. Um, it's it's yeah, it's gory. Well, not gory. There's what well, is kind of it's it's kind of scary. Uh, there's some decent. Oh, one bit that proper got me. What's that? There's one bit that proper got me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, was, a couple of times I jumped. I was like, shit. Yeah. That hasn't happened to me for for a while. I was annoyed because um, I was watching it alone in a cabin in the woods and I was trying yeah. vehemently to stay away from cabin in the wood horror movies while I was alone in the cabin in the woods and fucking watch this shit. And yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> well, it was yeah, a fucking no. recommendation, wasn't it? So, <laughs> asshole. <That's> evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I had so much fun with this. Um, it just, it ticked all my boxes for me. Um, so it's a buy it from me. So that's Deadstream. Nice. Have you guys seen I that love one yet? The title, like not live stream, but dead stream. Dead stream. Oh, oh fuck! Didn't I didn't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> have, have, have you have you two seen it? Uh, no, as no. I haven't even heard of it, so I oh, will it, definitely it's, check it's it out. On it's on Shudder. It's 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 a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it. is good. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think yeah. we need to watch it, but we've been so busy doing our. Uh, Halloween theme stuff, and then yeah, crack out in November or something. It's 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 a fun one for sure. It's it's a horror comedy. It's not like that straight laced, but there's some really good effects and stuff. I'd say there's definitely a couple of jump scare moments yeah. that were pretty effective. And the look, character look, is a this way. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> such an idiot. No, no, it's alright. I just didn't say the character is a fucking idiot, but it's it's kind of funny, you know. But he's a likable idiot. Mm, yeah, um, most of the time. <laughs> put it this way, it's in my it's in my top five of the oh, year wow. already. Yeah. Yeah. But see, Matt likes crappy shark movies, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in your place. Oh, Actually, yes. you know what? I, I like some of them, too. Like, I love Ghost Shark. I don't. That yeah. one, it's, that one is an act. I think a genuinely good movie. I think it's fun. So yeah, it's a movie. That's shocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and my daughter had a lot of fun with that one. It's a good one. Uh, I haven't seen that one, but that's, that's not fun. I'll, I'll it's fun because Blu-ray. sharks come yeah. out of anything. They can come out of anything wet because they're ghosts. So like, they can, they can come. Yeah, they can. Opportunity to try and tell you what. I tell you what. I've been ghosted after they've come out of something wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I've never been ghosted in my life. <laughs> That's not true. Um, Have you ever but, had a ghost yeah. Loves to have a bite. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, yo. <laughs> we have to but, we have to class it up. Brian and Jamie on here. These guys are really classy and fucking professionals. <laughs> can, we, can we not yep, be that's like? Us. <laughs> yeah, you fucking are. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's us. Uh, as well as like you and me over gin, like you know, teeing in the corner, just you and me. Like the fucking reputation I've got. I'm like in the in the presence of Brian and Jamie. I've got to be fucking professional about it. <laughs> I wouldn't ask you guys to do anything we don't do. Yeah. So you know, Oh well, uh, well now you're offering Jesus. Well, sir. Here we go. Uh right, cool. What's my oh yeah, so my first one is also a uh 2022 release. Uh this is a cinema watch. Um Ooh. and it is Smile 
Um, oh, I almost nice. did that one. I almost yeah. did. Oh, you did. Ah, oh, cool, cool. Um, I got it. Um, yeah, so I went into this movie not really expecting a lot. It looked very kind of... So I, I, was, I sort of said to like mates and stuff, like, this is either going... This has either been advertised poorly and it's going to be kind of cool because it definitely had like ideas that came from things like the ring or just ring and like um no no the ring that's fine um and um it follows um and stuff with two movies that i think are great however it looked like more like it was going to be slender man truth or dare kind of type thing um and uh it was neither really um Uh it was it definitely was not you know, <clears throat> elevated horror, as we loathe to call it, um, you know, like it follows or something, but um, but it wasn't quite as trashy as like Slender Man and stuff. And I found that there was a lot more that I liked about it than I didn't. I thought that, I, I, I think maybe I'm kind of like a sucker for this kind of thing as well, because as everyone knows, I have a clown phobia and part of that is like that distorted smile like distorted yeah. smiles like that kind of look of insanity really freaks me out so I think I was kind of like always going to be affected by that more than maybe somebody else who doesn't care about that stuff you know um and I thought that the performances were good I really liked the character of Joel who's like you know this helpful police guy helping with the investigation and whatnot um and um I really like I won't go into spoilers obviously it's a really new movie but like the the way that it ends goes in such a different direction to what the rest of the movie kind of would lead you to believe. The ultimate ending, but there are aspects in that last, what, 20 minutes or so, which were really, were a real pleasant surprise for me. And I was like, oh, nice, you know? Um, And I, I, I watched it in the cinema, it was packed. I watched it with a bunch of friends. So there's that whole kind of like group fear. So you kind of egg each other on a bit and someone jumps, you're like, oh, you know, and all of that. So I probably, um, got a more enjoyment from it in that setting than I would say maybe sat on my own at home um, but I still think even sat on my own at home in fact it might have scared me more just because I am a complete pussy um, so um, but yeah it, the, the scares I found were effective and yes yeah, some of them were kind of more obvious some of them did rely on that kind of just a loud noise kind of thing um, but okay. I still had a really good time with it I still had a lot of fun with it and um, I really liked the investigative stuff. I liked when I liked everything that was happening when it wasn't scary as well. And for me, that's really important. Um, you know, I don't just want to be glued in when there's like, you know, some tense music. I want to be it, like, you know, excited about it all the time. And I really enjoyed all the stuff when she's investigating, looking stuff up and how that all kind of links together as well. So, yeah, like I, I came out of it liking it a lot more than I expected and I don't know whether that's just because I went in with low standards or what but um but yeah this is actually a buy it from me um I would yeah I would buy this I I had a lot of fun with it Um, have have you you two seen it yes yeah we saw it at the theater I would second that buy it yeah me too yeah good fun right wow I haven't seen it yet so it's yeah yeah it's really good fun going in when I the first time I saw the trailer the first thing I thought of was truth or dare and I was like oh fuck it (laughs) (laughs) but uh, then they started releasing longer trailers with more stuff, and I was like, okay, maybe maybe this will be better than that. And then when we went to see it, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was 
I, I don't know. I, I thought it was, it had more depth than I was expecting. Yeah, I know? agree. And uh, when she's, you know, goes into her history and the things mm -hmm. with her mother and all of these things. And the fact that the uh, passing of it uh, requires some sort of, some sort of trauma. Mm. Uh, I just, I also, I'm a mark for uh, movies that involve some sort of passing along of a curse kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, anything from whether it's like it follows or even like falling. I, um, if, if you have something and you could give it to somebody and, or someone could give it to you, but you wouldn't know. Yeah, 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 terrifying, isn't it? Coming from, or you don't expect it. To me, yeah, it's just a horrifying thought. So, so I terrifying, and also as well, like you can't necessarily get out of it either. Yeah, um, it could have been yeah. called Jump Scare the Movie because it does have a over reliance on that, and usually that would be the kiss of death for me. Did you yeah, put that on yeah, Letterbox? Okay. Because I saw that on, <laughs> saw someone say that on Letterbox as well. No, that's <laughs> actually what he said when we were leaving yeah. the movie. They well, stole it off you, clearly. Well, and I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I've 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 only heard positive things, to be fair. So it's doing really well. It's doing really well. Yeah, That's and they did a well. they did a really great marketing thing with it as well. Like, did you guys see that thing that I put up on the page where it was like they got oh, uh, it was like some big oh. Yeah, and they just hired <laughs> actors to stand there the whole it time. Just grin. Just grin it. Oh, that would, that would scare the actors. That is out scary. Of yeah, yeah. Fair yeah, fucking one play. Of the, uh, one of the stadiums uh, had, they called security on them because they were freaking <clears throat> people out. I'm not fucking surprised. Really? Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, if I, if if you were just minding your own business, enjoying a day out with the family or whatever, or your so girlfriend or whatever, and then someone you. staring at you with a fucking murderous maniac grin oh on their face God. and no fucking re nah, yeah, fucking security, get that shit gone. Do you know? Um, it's funny you mentioned about the trailer because I I try to I watch the trailer maybe once to get a feel for whatever it is, and then I try to like avoid everything else. I'll get like, hey, I'll watch that or I won't watch that, and then like you know. Um, I'll, I'll try and avoid everything else because I do try to like go in blind as I can um, <clears throat> and uh, and if it's something that I already know that I'm going to watch I'll just avoid everything if possible it does make it tricky at the cinema because you have to go and do screen checks during the trailers so I'm just quick in and out um, but I found now you said you saw two trailers Jamie one was extended um, I only saw one I don't know whether it was extended or not but I was I find that often with these types of films a lot of the better moments are in the trailer. Now, there was so much more in the film that was effective than they put. And I was really expecting, like, oh, I've seen all the good bits in the trailer. And, like, no, nah, not at all. Like, it was, it, there was yeah. still so much more to offer than what was just in the trailer. And I find that's really rare now with these type of mainstream commercial horror movies. Do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we talked about that on a recent episode where we were talking about how uh, we still watch trailers. I know a lot of people like Dave Z, he flat out won't, um, which is fine. Uh, yeah. I, I like to watch trailers because I, I just, it helps me get excited for movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, That's bad. We, but we were talking about, you know, how like, for instance, in the conjuring, they spoiled the clap game. Uh, in there in that trailer you know when yeah. that very moment when the clap comes from behind her at the top of the basement stairs that's mm. in the trailer. 
in yeah. Don't Breathe. They spoiled the whole twist yeah. in Don't For Breathe. Sakes. Um, uh, the Hunt trailer was one massive spoiler. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, that gets annoying. It does. Yeah, but really there are good trailers out there that purposely lead you in the other direction. Hereditary. 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 Oh, that is yeah. genius marketing that was. That was fucking Oh, awesome. and also, uh, more recently, uh, Barbarian. Yes. The oh, I haven't seen anything. Excellent. I've been told to I've go on blind, so I've avoided I've it. Like, it like, it's getting a cinematic release next month um here so i'm i'm steering clear of everything and i'm just gonna go and blind and watch because i've been told go in blind yes yeah. but even if you see the trailer they don't give anything away. anything right. really? oh okay i might watch the trailer the then just for... for america or anything I actually okay i'll watch glad... the US theatrical trailer yeah i actually was glad that i watched the trailer because when i saw the trailer and we saw it a bunch because it plays at the theater and we go to the theater a lot so every time i saw the trailer though i was like oh okay i guess I had all these ideas about where it could be going. Mm. No, none of that. You know? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Get Out was trailer. a bit like that as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you kind of thought so you knew what type of movie it was going to be, and it fucking wasn't, you know? And, like, with Hereditary, I think oh, that yes. trailer did the same thing. You were yeah. expecting certain things based on the trailer, and it, a completely creepy kid movie. Creepy kid movie, experience. and, like, no, nah, it's not a cute, creepy kid movie. And not only that, but fucking deal with this shit. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, anyway, sorry. Right. Uh, Jamie, we back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. My second one. Oh, no, I did. Oh, <laughs> shit. Up, shit. I thought I changed it. No, I did still have Smile. Um, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you want to do another one quick? Have you got so, another one in mind? Uh, buy that one. Uh, yes, I can just pull up my letterbox. Uh, Hurry up. Hurry. Ten. No, no, no. Nine. <laughs> no, don't pressure her. I hate that so much when people do that to me. My brain just goes blank. I can't deal with it. Okay, so I recently, la or last weekend, I just, I got up early one day and I was trying to find something to watch that that Brian wouldn't care that I watched without him. And <laughs> so I just landed on watching Disturbing Behavior again. Ooh. I've not seen and, that. Um, you know what? I liked it when it came out and I've seen it probably four or five times but this time when i watched it i realized it's very poorly written yes yes like it is, it is okay. very poorly but it's fun but it is fun uh but uh it's all about uh this you know kid and his family moved to a new town a little secluded town and uh there is a group of kids there the blue ribbon kids and they are you know jocks and scholars and all, like they're perfect kids they don't you know nothing they don't uh do don't drugs know. or drink yeah, or fool around yeah. <laughs> when you said like they're perfect kids they don't i was like what shit or <laughs> like, <laughs> well no i i realize what you mean now yep no that other thing the other things <laughs> yeah but they have temper problems that lead some people to believe that they're on steroids or mm -hmm. something like that. But then what you find out going on behind the scenes is it's much more sinister than that. Uh, however, um, it was chopped to hell by the studio. Oh, fuck and, studios uh, sometimes, honestly. The director who, by the way, was, uh, what's his, David Nutter from yep. X-Files? Yep. Uh, right, yeah. Directed, okay. Yeah. He directed it and it was so bad. They cut off 31 minutes of his <gasps> it was so but butchered Jeez. that uh, oh and they reshot the ending so they didn't even use the ending he had 
So, so it's a fucking Frankenstein of a movie then at this yeah, point. Yeah, and it was so butchered that he wanted to take his name off. The only reason he didn't was because he had so much respect for the other cast members and crew members that he, oh. that he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to do that to them. He went down with so the shit. He did. So that's incredible. And it, it has Katie Holmes. Uh, it has Nick Stahl. It, um, I like Katie Holmes. It is... Uh, it is a fun movie, but it could have been so, so much better. Much better. So I can for that, I have to give it a, yeah, they yeah they don't know anything. They um, making anything. So I have to give it a, a rent it, uh, just because I feel like it's worth watching. But it's not a movie you're probably going to watch a lot over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not so my I favorite. Would say just rent it just to get the idea of what's going on, but don't expect it to be great because they kind of fucked it up. Because the premise that you just described sounds really good. I was kind of getting like the Skulls vibes a little bit. And I don't know if it's about secret societies or what, but like, you know, there's that kind of, or like that like elitism or even like Riot Club and stuff, you know, like just that elitism, we're better than you kind of thing. Like here's our bad behavior. We can get away with whatever kind of thing, you know, like. It's, yeah, well, it's some of that because they do actually feel like, you know, they're, you know, we are the blue ribbon. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. They, uh, there's a little bit of maybe Stepford Wives. I was going to say, if you oh. want to spoil it, it's Stepford Wives for the 90s. Okay. Oh, okay. It could also have been called 1990s, the movie. It is so <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> So we have jump scared the movie in 1990s, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Right. Nice. Oh nice. yeah, the soundtrack is uh, crazy '90s. Oh, uh, is it like I was gonna say? Is it a time capsule? Like, what we got? Is, the, is Nirvana in it? Is Nirvana in it? Uh, or is it more like Spice Girls stats? I don't think Nirvana is. They probably they couldn't probably afford, afford them. Afford them. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> fucked that up, then, didn't they? You can't have a '90s time time capsule without fucking Nirvana in your movie. Amateurs. I'll make this movie. Fucking be way better. <laughs> give me a load of money and look what i do with it <laughs> uh yeah what did they have in there though like um i can't remember the there's a one main song that they play a lot and i oh, said so they got the rights to like one song uh, and it's like no one will notice oh flagpole sitter is in it yeah i don't know what that is i don't know, you know what that is sorry i'm letting down my generation was it one of those things well if i hear it i'll know it though yeah, you'll you'll you can't not. It was everywhere. But um, yeah, the the title is. I mean, I was only maybe about seven during that time, though. So, <laughs> so well, it's sorry, one of guys. Those titles that doesn't really. You're not going to know the song just by the title because it doesn't. Oh, here. It's we go. not like one of those. It's like one of those we hear. It, like, oh, it's that song. The da 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 song. <laughs> you know. Oh, obviously, we're getting to. Can you hear that? Like kinda. Not enough that we're going to get in trouble with copyright. Ooh. Oh, I do know that song. Oh, that's a great fucking song. Yeah, yeah I do know that song. <laughs> yeah. I'm paranoid, I'm paranoid. I'm going to listen to that later. Oh, that's a good song. I don't know it. You don't know it? Nope. Oh, get fucked. Great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good okay. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> no, okay, welcome. So, Brian's second one. Love you, bro. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I guess for my second pick was another one we watched for our planes, trains, and automobiles marathon. Nice. And this is Midnight Meat Train. Yeah. Ah, yes. No, I Excellent have seen this recently. 
Yeah. yeah. It's by uh, Clive Barker, who I adore. I think he is best when he's working in the short form, and this is based on one of his short stories. Mm-hmm. It is just a lot of fun. It has a bit too aggressive of a CGI uh, fest, I guess, because some of the CGI looks really bad, and I wish they would have went with practical effects. I mean, that I would say that about anything, but yeah. it's especially gratuitous here. But even with that, the movie is so much fun and so strong. Uh, I love Vinnie Jones as the meat <laughs> bad guy. And, uh, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. but I mean, Bradley Cooper, yeah. Oh, he's tasty. And, and uh, Leslie Bibbs. And Leslie Bibbs. She is tasty. Yeah. And Brooke Shields. Because I... Brooke Shields as well. As I mentioned, because yeah. I was, because I hadn't, uh, so I've, I've heard Midnight Meat Train, but your post you put up was of something else. They said it had like an alternative title. What was that? Sorry. Oh. Like, the, you, you put up a post, the, you know, your post on it and stuff. The poster you put up had, like, an alternative title, I'm pretty sure. Because I, like, I know of Midnight Meat Train, but, like, I didn't recognize what you'd put up. And I was like, ah, oh, that sounds great. And now I know why, because it's Midnight Meat Train, uh, which I have heard is really good. Um, so, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what you've put up now. I can't find your fucking post now. I can't remember. I thought it was the Midnight Meat Train, but I might have. Have I just made this else. up? Let me have a look. Probably. No, 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 yeah, you actually did put the midnight meat train. <laughs> I don't know what I yeah. saw. I, I, I think I, I thought it had photo something in the title. I don't know. I was probably drunk. My my issue with it was the CGI gore. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it, I'd say it's bad. pretty crap. Yeah. That's a shame. It is um, bad, especially when Ted Raimi's eyeball gets yes. like knocked out the the front of his head and the. Eyeballs. I love the idea <laughs> behind it. I just wish it would have looked so much better. Yeah. Um, but again, <laughs> even with that, the movie is so much fun, and I I love the idea behind it and everything. I give it a buy. Nice. Nice. Uh, uh, check that yeah. Out. I'll also give it a buy. Nice. Yay! I will third that. Yes. Cool. I will go check it out and probably fourth it. Yay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Matt, what say you? Ooh. Uh, right. I'm going to go in with the most recent addition to the Hellraiser franchise. <gasps> uh, yeah. So this is uh, out on Hulu. Um, okay. For me... I was kind of really, really looking forward to it. Um, and I kind of left a little bit disappointed for me personally. Um, it went on far too long. It yeah. was so long. They could have cut out half an hour out of it easily. There was so much just nonsense in there. And... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real fan of the original Hellraiser, and I love that whole kind of nasty, filthy, s type, you know, you know, the, what's it, oh, fucking what are they called? What are they called? Cenobites. The Cenobites, yes, thank you. Welcome. Cenobites in their black shit, looking filthy and nasty, <laughs> S&M type star, and... Okay, I, it's weird. I, I liked, I liked the designs of the new Cenobites. I just didn't have the kind of filth to it. 
Does that make sense? Was it too clean? I don't know, it just felt... It wasn't grimy enough. For for, for me, personally, I don't know, I just kind of wanted them all in black. Were they not? I've only really seen uh, Pinhead, like, I mean... No, they're basically all nude in this one. Oh, okay. Like, their clothes is the various body modifications they've done to themselves. So I like the idea behind it. That's a cool idea, yeah. It is. But I agree, I prefer them in the black leather and, you know, looking like bondage badasses. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I, I didn't dislike it. No. I just, I just left feeling, my god, that's too long. I don't really like the main character, I found her a bit annoying. Didn't really <laughs> understand, well, her backstory wasn't really explained particularly well. Um, and I just felt it was a bit weak. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, there's things I did like. I like the, um, the imagery and the usage of the, uh, the box. I thought the, yeah, the style of the box was excellent. Who doesn't like I a ju- good box? What's that? <laughs> what was that? Sorry. What was that? I said, who doesn't like a good box? Who doesn't like so a good box? It can keep exactly. you entertained for hours. <laughs> Let's just fiddle with this for have a, a good, while. Have a good play. Um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't say I can't say too much for those who haven't seen it, i.e., Kate and many others. I just, for me, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe I was just looking forward to it so much. I just kind of, yeah. You set I mean, yourself I, up to yourself down. Yeah, I I would say Aww. rent it for me personally. I'm sure there's others who completely disagree and say it was fucking amazing. Yeah, it's going to see quite up. well, I think, isn't it? Not? I'm sure like, there's others who would say it's utter shit. I, I'm pretty middle of the road, so I'm going to say rent it. But rent please it. go in. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go in, get, yeah, just go in and check it out. And don't listen to me. You'll probably well, enjoy it. Let me ask you, what is your take on the whole female Cenobite thing that some people were... Yay! And other people are like, "Oh, they're raping my childhood." And I, I've, I've got absolutely no issue with that. I think I, yeah, what the hell? Let's bring, just bring in more characters. I want to see, but I want to see them doing some horrible shit. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just felt they were kind of brought in and didn't really do much. You know, no, I want to see. They yeah, were tame compared to what we originally got. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah I mean, with, with the original, you know, like um, Jesus wept. All that. All, I want. I want that. I want that for my Hellra- Hellraiser movies. I want to see. Uh, you think as well with fight. like it being 2022. If anything, they would have gone darker with it. But they, for me, they, they haven't. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, like I'm not saying that they have. I'm just saying like it's surprising. Yeah. Like you think that like. You know, everyone's so fucking desensitized nowadays, especially with BDSM and stuff. Like, no one gets a fuck. Like, it's um, you know, it would be like if you're gonna do it, go further with it, go go darker, really fucking push yeah. people's limits. You know, no it, pun intended. It, it, yeah, it, it didn't feel that dark. It didn't. That's a shame. Me, I I still really want to check personally. it out. Um, no, 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 you should do definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean, there's some but, amazing, amazing shots. I mean, there's a bit where there's a girl in the back of a truck, and I thought that was that was really cool. I like the kind of um, the way that the scenery changed to allow the Cenobites to come, you know, come in and stuff. I thought that was great, but mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Jamie, what do what you think? I loved it. 
<laughs> oh, she's, she's not there. She is there. Oh, you loved it. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I get uh, everything that you said, and Brian said a lot of the similar things when we watched it. And I don't disagree, but I just loved it anyway. Uh, I'm like, okay. Part of it, I think, is that I just love the style of David Bruckner. Yeah. Um, and okay, yeah. yeah. Who, who also directed The Ritual and The Night. Mm. Great films, I, great films. I he's such a style. fucking, yeah, he's yeah. great. He's really good at using negative space, at having things go go on behind the, you know, behind the main focus. So you're mm-hmm. kind of always watching the screen to see if there's anything he's going to there. Yeah. He still managed to uh, surprise you, though. It still fucking creeps up on you, doesn't it? Like, he's yeah, so good and, at it. And uh, I uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I do um, love the new Pinhead. I thought she was great. Um, Jenny Clayton, I think, is just beautiful anyway. And, yeah. But she managed to also look beautiful dressed as a Cenobite, yeah. which yeah. can be kind of hard to do. And, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I also really like the fact that they used a transgender actress because in the original story um the hell priest is androgynous so it's jamie clayton trans yes i did not know that fucking play i did not know that fucking props to that yeah so i uh because that's just what i was gonna say like everyone's all like all up and down like oh you know oh shit it's a woman now i'm like well wasn't the like this wasn't like wasn't the original like and and you know, and uh, fucking, I can't fucking speak now. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> thank you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Fuck's sake, take two. Um, yeah, like, and it, you know, that like the whole kind of thing is that it's all very kind of fluid and it's just very much about feeling and you know, and all of you know, all of that stuff. Like, it, it it's not conformed to either one type of gender, obviously. You know, um, Doug Bradley is very, um, is very is very masculine is very masculine in his presence and his voice has that very deep baritone kind of you know but that i just feel was like a you know it doesn't have to that's not the law though like if it was like maybe an original film i still wouldn't understand why people say fucking up and arms get over it but like um but i maybe understand it a little bit more but like the original the original original source material like it's very much like yeah fucking do what you want kind of thing you know it's like it is it well, you know interpret however you like and it's it's much more fluid than um you know than anything else so like why not have yeah, a female I think, pinhead i think you're exactly right and the and yeah the the whole point it's all about sensation it's all yeah. about the experience and it's it's not nailed down to male or female and i think it the also the very essence is about blurring lines 100 yes. yeah 100% male female pain pleasure you know since clive barker is gay this is uh these themes are going to and and frequently do pop up in his stories so this is yeah even more uh more legitimate like yeah 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 it's not just doing it to be quite quite right this is what makes me laugh is happening it's just so like you understand clive barker's gay right like you understand like you know it's not be, like it's not like about being woke it's about just being like authentic and yeah, like and true to the the nature of the original source material and who wrote that like fuck off you know yeah this was not about being woke this was no. about this was ticking boxes or genuine to clive barker's original story fuck and yeah i i think that's 
fantastic. You know, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think to be fair, like whatever you think of the film, yeah, obviously Matt, like you thought it was right, but not great. And other people love it. Other people haven't liked it. Whatever else, you can't, you've, got, you've got to respect that. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I feel like, you know, we're kind of coming into an age now where, um, you know, having trans actors and having people of uh, different cultures, different sexualities, different genders and whatever is like slowly but surely becoming more mainstream and things, which is all for the good. And I feel like, you know, like even if you don't necessarily like the film that much, you kind of have to applaud it for that because like, you know, fair fucking play. It's, and it's not because it's a tick boxing exercise. It's not, it's because it's being genuine for it and no, and they're not being afraid of being genuine about it and and being authentic to the original source material like you've got to respect that because they could have totally gone the other way and be like oh no we don't want to do this because it'll piss people off and it's like oh fuck off yeah do what we want because it's just how it is and people can just fucking get over it and deal with it yeah fair, I mean, and i think play. if you were a fan of clive barker then you already know that about him and mm. um i even i don't even have a big and this is i think it shocked brian when i told him this but I haven't read a lot of Clive Barker. What? Uh, yeah. uh, his shit is difficult to come across. I've only got two of his books and I have looked, man. Well, we actually, because of Brian, we have all of everything. Uh, all right. Must but be nice. Good lad. I, so I have no excuse, but I've, the only story of his I've ever read is Rawhead Rex. And, um, <laughs> but I still know this about him. You know, like yeah. I am a fan of his work in, you know, from what I've seen that has been um well midnight meat train yep for one for yeah, things, adapted, yeah. things of his that have been adapted then mm. i am a fan of his work although i just haven't actually read his original work. <laughs> they <laughs> called him rawhead so much even though clyde barker hates it yeah well, <laughs> that's all right point. stephen king hates the shining and so you know what can you say <laughs> Oh no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I do want to. I, I I do want to check that out. I, it's check it out. Yeah, no, make, make up your mind. Yeah, I might check do it on like our next episodes of Byron in a minute, just to sort of get my get my opinion on whether I agree with you or not. Because I, I'm gonna fucking find it. Um, oh yeah, is that yeah? Everyone had to grow up. It's me, right? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so my latest one is one I watched last week. Um, it is a 2022 one. It's on Shudder, and it is called Sissy. <laughs> uh, Matt already knows my feelings on this. <laughs> First off, has uh, Matt, you've seen it, haven't you? I have seen it, yes. Have you guys, Brian, Jamie, have you guys seen this one? No. Yeah. No, um, I'm kind of behind on our new watch. Come yeah. on, guys. Come on, guys. Nah, no, 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 no pressure on this one. Um, nah, it's all right. It's um. So, okay, basic premise is this influencer. Um, there was a trauma that occurred between her and a high school, not friend, but like high school classmate um, and like her bestie from back in the day. Um, and we don't really know what that, what that is or anything. I'm not going to say. Um, and but she's kind of grown up and she's outwardly doing well for herself. She's an influencer. She's got like 200,000 followers. She does very much mindful kind of, you know, meditation appreciate look, after, uh, yourself, all of that, look after yourself kind of stuff which is you know great and positive and whatever and then it's kind of like well her life isn't actually that great she kind of lives in this sort of bed sit type shit and it's messy and she's very much by herself <clears throat> and she gets all of her validation and all of her kind of dopamine from 
comments and likes, likes. on her YouTube, kind of going like, oh my God, like, you, like you're such an angel. Oh my God, I love you. And like, blah, blah, blah. It's all big ego boost, right? Um, and then she ends up running into her old best mate from back in the day randomly. And she gets invited to her hen weekend, right? She's out in the middle of the woods. And then basically all hell ensues. And I won't say anything more than that. Uh, that's pretty much all you get on the synopsis. And, and that's it. Um, things that I liked about it, the gore was great. Yeah. Um, there were some really cool practical effects in there. I'm pretty sure they were practical. Um, they looked practical to me anyway, um, for the most part. Um, was it this one or was it something else? That's some dodgy fire. Something I watched in the last week has some dodgy fire. It might have been this, I'm not sure. Um, but um, yeah, the, the script was pretty good. Like it was pretty kind of like aware it's of itself. It's a believable story, isn't it? Yeah, like for the most part, until like shit gets really batshit crazy, like it goes a little bit, you know. But, a day. Yeah. but at the same time, within the realms of this, it's not too far. Like I couldn't imagine this happening in real life, but within the realms of the film, like yeah, okay, I buy this. Um, and uh, it it starts off in one direction, and it does take this really great left turn, which I appreciate. Um, I just hate everyone in this fucking film. Oh, <laughs> fucking hate everyone. Like right. bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, no, 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 fuck off. Because bodies, 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 right? They're all assholes, but they're supposed to be. And that's, yeah. that's where the glee comes from, is that they are all I assholes. Know, I, I hated everybody in, in both. I hated everyone, but in bodies, 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 I got a glee out of hating it. It was like, you love to hate them. With this okay. one, I was just like, no, fuck off my screen. I just want to punch you in the face. I don't give a fuck off guy. my screen. Yeah, no. And also the main chick who we're supposed to sympathize with, she's just so fucking insipid. Like I am, um, right, you, right, okay. I don't know, I'm saying you know me. I honestly am not entirely sure how people perceive me off my show, um, off this show, but um, off our show, sorry. Um, but um, I, <laughs> sorry. Okay, bye. Um, I'll see you later. No, cheers yeah, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll leave you with Kate. No, no, please no. Um, <laughs> uh, just leave me with Jamie, me and Jamie, we'll have a good time. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but no, like, I, I am a very compassionate person. All right. I like to see, I like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I like to kind of try and see people from their perspective and whatever. Right. Um, it takes a lot for me to like in real life, get pissed off. I know I get very passionate about shit, but really in real life, like I'm actually quite a chilled out person. I mean, no, I'm not, but like when it comes to, I guess when it comes to like forgiving people and whatever, I'm like, it takes a lot to stress me out. So, um, I'm normally very much, no, 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 like she's had through some shit and she's like, you know, and I don't want to be putting anyone down if they're a little bit weak-willed, but this fucking girl, oh my fucking God, like she gets walked over completely, gets treated like shit and all she can do is like, oh, I want to be your best friend. It's like, no, fuck off. Just get out of there. Take she the is a dick. She is she's a dick. so fucking moronic. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but something about her face, like it's something to do with her smile. When she smiles, huh. I just get angry. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Just oh, oh there's the cackle. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the, the famous Jamie Cow. I'm like, I tell you what, like, I needed that. Um, <laughs> oh God, don't encourage her. Uh, yes, oh, yeah, no, oh no, we're we earlier. Like, oh, don't encourage him. Like, oh, don't this encourage him. This is what people tune in for. Is the, is the is the Jamie Sam's cackle? Let's be honest. We recorded. Recorded. We recorded a video. No, fuck shit. Oh, we recorded, <laughs> Booze is hard. kicking in already. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> we, we recorded a video. God, again, we recorded. <laughs> an, okay. It's all right, Jamie. We all know words are hard. 
a review. Jesus, we recorded a review of Halloween Ends yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Brian said something that he thought was funny, and then... Uh... Because it was. <laughs> because no, I think you'll was. find it was hilarious. But I laughed at it, and as I was editing the show, I made him listen to it, and I was like, holy shit, I sound like the Predator. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's so great. Okay, I want to. Oh, that's a Patreon episode, though, isn't it? Oh, fuck, it is. I need to get. I need to sort that shit out. I've been so bad with Patreon. Like my fucking card fucked up, and I've just not not done a thing about it. <laughs> um, yeah, like. Um, I can hook you up. Oh, thanks, girl. Thank, thank you, girl. Um, yeah, she's just a dickhead. Like, oh my fucking god, she's so fucking infuriating. Like, I get, I get people are different. I get people, you know, get anxious and they get like, you know, socially awkward, or whatever. But just fucking, do you know what, love? Take the fucking keys. Only no one else can drive. Yeah. Only like fucking. Don't, you don't have to. St- you don't have to be aggressive. Just be like, you know what? I've got enough self, self like dignity or whatever to not put up with this shit. Walk out, leave them fucking stranded in the middle of the woods, and see how they're gonna get fucking home without you because you're the only one who can drive stick apparently. So like, you know, like, nah. So, what, what's, what's your rating? You oh, yeah. So, um, the, the, you are. I love hearing you talk. Oh, that's, a, that's a good job so, with this fucking show, isn't it? <laughs> to, borrow a, to borrow a line from Dog Soldiers, I love it when a posh. Say bird? I, Probably. I love, yeah. I love it when a posh bird talks dirty. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins oh, that, has Tourette's. That's so cute that you think I'm posh. <laughs> Mary Poppins. That would be so good, though. That would be so good. I want to say I want to see that movie. And you know what? Oh, my God. Oh, how much do you want to fucking bet that the behind the scenes one with Emily Blunt is definitely that? Because Emily Blunt, she's a posh bird who fucking talks dirty, isn't she? Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, she's self. I reckon. I reckon. Fucking love Emily Blunt. Matt, I love how you think I'm posh. I'm really not posh at all. Like, I don't even sound... Matt, do I sound posh? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But you I sound l- English, so to Oh, us. okay. Yeah. Well, okay. You clearly never heard a Scouser speak. <laughs> Look, to, a, to Americans, well, and you know, I'm, I'm kidding here because you actually know that I, I um, have a deep interest in varying accents. And so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, used to, I would always, I would always write Kate. I'm like, hey, so-and-so sounds like he's from Liverpool. Is that right? Like, did I guess that right? You know, and, and she's like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> But, but to Americans, it's like you're either posh or you're Cockney. Yes. Like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Cockney, so right. that, you know, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not quite posh. Yeah. Yeah. You just said no. What? Yeah. No. I suppose you are. Actually, listening. You're posh. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a silver spoon right up my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna have the queen. Well, no, I'm not gonna have the queen. Uh, oh, well, uh, I don't know, but you might be if you harken back to last right, episode. Please. Has it been more than a month? <laughs> it has. Uh, <laughs> We're yeah, going to get cancelled for making necrophilia jokes uh, about the Queen. <laughs> clean my bathroom. What? You're yeah, having someone around to clean. The Queen's a clean yeah, man. The King. The King. The King. Yeah. 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 He he bows down to you. Yeah. Right. He sticks his silver spoon right on my anus. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, though, jokes, though. Like his pudgy fingers. Oof. Guys, have you seen these? This is, oh, I didn't yes. realise until, like, doing the rounds um, recently around the Queen's death. Oh, yes. Like, poor Camilla, poor Diana. She she got out of that, though, didn't she? Well, she didn't get fingered properly, obviously. 
No, no, I just want to check. Brian, Jamie, have you seen King Charles's fingers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking weird, right? Yeah, kind of. That's like King's fingers. <laughs> oh, oh, gross. Nah, nah. Good times. So you not want to do Prince Charles fangs. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Yeah, she's a pain in the ass and I don't like her. But there was a lot of components I did like, so it's a rent it from me. It, it, what was that? Sorry, what was that? Sissy, rent it. Rent yeah, it. Yeah, it got derailed about three times, I apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's your fault, Jamie, fuck's sake. That I, definitely doesn't yeah. happen when you're not here. <laughs> I, I think I'll... I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll back you up with, a, with a rent it. Apple rum, I meant. Shit. Apple rum. Yeah, no, that's cool. I got you. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's on, um, it's on Shudder, so you're not gonna, it's, and it's not, it's what, an 80 minute runtime, 90 minute runtime? Yeah, it's a good easy watch. It's not, um, it's not a waste of time by any means, Do there's it. a lot of good parts about it, but just be prepared to go in and not be able to relate to a single fucking person in there and think they're all fucking assholes. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> um, cool, so who's got some funny online reviews? Brian? Me do, me do. Oh, Jamie. Go, Jamie. Okay, so I found one for Flight 666. Cool, cool. Um, and which is the asylum movie that I said Bennett. Okay, mm -hmm. this one says, "Holy Mother of God, my eyes are bleeding, and not in the good way." <laughs> or what the good way was? I'm not in the good way. I, uh, yeah. I need I more context for this. <laughs> what would be the good way for your eyes to bleed? What would be? Yeah, I. Uh, I no, I can't, I can't, I'm, I can't even think of anything. If like you were uh, getting your red wings and things got out of hand. Ah, oh, yeah. What's the, what? Your red wings? Uh, uh clown face. Uh, red wings. Going down on somebody. Oh, I got you. Oh, you know what, Jamie? I should have got that. <laughs> We've had this discussion. <laughs> this is the whole basis of me getting my, my other show with Bo Heart of Horrors that he heard me say in a, a fucking clown face story. Didn't happen. Oh. It's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, right. no, I, I, we don't have that phrase over here. We just call it like rainbow kissing. Oh, rainbow kissing. oh that's so <coughs> that sounds so sweet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it isn't low, is it? <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, it's probably more salty than sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like that metallic taste. <laughs> uh, but it, it goes on to say, I chose this movie for the purview of my viewing pleasure after jumping into the middle and watching about one minute. Dear oh. sweet baby Christ, did I choose wrong? <laughs> At some point or another during the course of this film, I became convinced that I had died a terrible death, gone to hell, and my eternal punishment for my great many unearthly sins was to watch this film, which in and of itself felt like an eternity. <laughs> to say this film is a travesty against all mankind is an understatement, the equivalent of which is like saying you wouldn't enjoy an entire eggplant being forcibly shoved into your rectum. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for your fucking say, self. <laughs> that is to say that you would, in fact, enjoy the experience about as much as I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> so he likes it a lot. Yeah. Right, Matt? So 50 50. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, no kink shaming here, guys. Zero <laughs> out of 10, I would rather stab myself in the nipples with syringes full of Frank's Red Hot 
then watch this trash again. Again, no uh, kink shaming here. Let's not. Like, <laughs> Fra oh, Frank's Frank's red hot sauce. Yeah, oh, that does wow. something. Okay, I was about to explain what that was for our British listeners, but I yeah, it's okay. I, that. I imagine it's, it hot over here. it's hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, Frank's. Yeah, I don't know. I have um, Scott McKenzie's hot sauce, Doctor Gibbs. Do, do, thank do. you, thank you. Um, but no, nah, I, I imagine it's hot sauce. But yeah, that does sound painful. That's where I draw a line. Syringes like, in the nipples, not a problem, but syringes filled with hot sauce, yeah, no, fuck, you can fuck off. Oh, no, I, I think I'd give that a go. <laughs> You'd give it a go? Yeah, yeah well, Matt, yeah, you why are. Not? Well, you are just a. Wrong a, a, a yeah, scoundrel. <laughs> scoundrel. <laughs> we scamp. <laughs> we scamp. <laughs> we scamp. Uh, oh my god, that's a review and a half. That's, where did that come from? That was from IMDb. Was it? Oh my god, that's amazing. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, that had a lot of depth, a lot of layers, a lot of imagery. Yeah, that was a, a good lot one. Of thought. Yeah, a lot of thought. Yeah, he didn't just um, start typing about that. Had a that had a beginning, middle, and end, didn't it? Um, Brian, Brian, have you got like a, a funny online review? Sadly, nothing that good, and uh, nothing all that funny. When you oh. uh, pick two movies that are both awesome usually people don't yeah it's tricky isn't leave it shit reviews it's tricky yeah <laughs> yeah but i did find one i wanted to have read i'm gonna have jamie tackle it because her reading voice is much better than mine today oh uh, you're sick we'll let you off you get oh, a sick bless note you. did you find it is she not right next uh, to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, let's see this is for midnight meat train and nice. it says it's a one out of ten one from IMDb. Already an idiot. Cheese horror for the next generation. Wait, what? This movie is supposed to be serious? The Midnight Meat Train is exactly the reason horror isn't a very big genre money-wise. Oh, they fuck always, off. That's such bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, horror always makes money. It's yeah. guaranteed. Dumbest. Yeah, just Dumbest. spotlight this for it being wrong. Yeah. Dumbest comment. Go in the corner and think about what you did. <laughs> uh, being a hardcore horror fan. Ooh. Get oh, fucked. Again. Get fucked. But one who actually enjoys horror and not just cheese, I'm constantly told by people that they don't watch horror movies for the same reasons Scream lists. They follow all the same predictable plots. They all pump, they all they're all pumped to the max with cheesy, unrealistic, laughable situations. They're never scary. They never really gory. They're ridiculous. That's the non-horror watching public's view of the genre. And you know what? You know what's sadder than their misconception? Movies like The Midnight Meat Train are just out to prove them right. Jesus well, Christ! Yeah, they this are, guy's a um, tool and a half. Yeah, and he's uh, like a, he sounds like a gatekeeper, which I don't, I. He's a hipster. I hate gatekeepers. He's a hipster. Yeah. What do you mean by gatekeeper? Uh, people who I are get it. like incredibly right. protective of whatever they like, and so you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also see themselves as an authority. Untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't understand. You don't understand my love of horror and what you don't you get know? it. Yeah. Oh, uh, now get fuck off. It's the same people who, when you tell them that you're doing a list for Halloween watches, that they'll go, but I watch horror all year. All yeah. the time. Well, oh, yeah, fuck off. 
We all do, dickhead, but we take it particular enjoyment at Halloween. Fuck off. You can get fucked. So, yeah, they're wrong. (laughs) And he can totally get fucked. Because apparently he doesn't think that horror makes money. So, fuck him. Yeah, as soon as he said that, I was like, wow, you've lost all kind of credibility right there. And like, I hate people just like, ah, oh, people who don't watch horror, like, my fucking, this is, this is why people don't watch horror, it's because of assholes like you, getting all up on your fucking high horse, getting your superiority complex on the go, and basically making people feel stupid for liking what they like. Nah, you can get fucked, mate. Straight up. Let's find him, and... Let's fuck him up! Him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evil dies tonight! <laughs> well, it is, uh, oh... I was gonna say I was gonna out him, but I can't. No, out him. Do that. Yeah, no, no. no. A bit outing. Now we're no better than him. <laughs> or her. Or her. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a him though. It's a him. It's a him. I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume gender. Um. <laughs> uh. Cool. Matt, have you got a funny online? I idea? have got one for Deadstream. <laughs> uh, I can imagine that there's tons of stuff like that. Yeah, there's really quite a few. Stupid. There's actually quite a few people who didn't like this film, and they're all idiots. They are. Uh, yeah. The silliest movie. Uh, oh, somebody urinating. Oh no, sorry, it's my wind time. I was just closing the curtains behind me. I was trying to do it subtly. Uh, it's my wind, okay. wind time. It's not urine that, cascading. I knew that was <laughs> wind time, but if yeah, could... he takes the term tinkling seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jamie, you just get me. Skeleton on a run. <laughs> oh my god, Brian! I was trying to keep the skeleton in the closet. Oh, Are you peeing on the skeleton again? That's true. Yeah, it's my personal thing. That's not. Yeah, let's not make That's me feel bad. Shame. I like what I like. Okay, get over it. All right. Trying to bleach the bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, it was too it was too, too decomposed for me to fucking fuck it. So. That's all oh. I was left to do. <laughs> Pee on the dead corpse. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Anyway, on back on track. <laughs> no more necrophilia again. Town, you were sorry. <laughs> I said just break off that femur and go to town. <laughs> <laughs> I had an image there. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, come on. Oh, right. Whoa. God, we're becoming the Necrophilia podcast, for fuck's sakes. Yeah, well, you wanted to call it the Necrocomicunt, didn't you? So I did want to call it the Necrocomicunt. Oh, I can't even speak. Anyway. And I seem to recall that you would choose Necrophilia over what was Over losing your legs, which I felt so bad yeah, about yeah, because yeah. there are so many disabled people who don't have legs. And I really want to make it clear that it was a joke. Like, we're not, we're not actually about fucking dead people. I mean, I'm not. Matt, Matt, Matt. I don't know if you heard my response. That's a <laughs> yeah. no for me. No, you didn't. You said you would fuck you would fuck Samara Weaving. And he holds a goal, remember? <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah, you I, did. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Sorry, yeah. Samara. Again, if you're listening. I'm sorry, love. <laughs> yeah, because she's a regular on our show. <laughs> well, she is. She's a regular she contributor to the listen, page. I've been messaging messaging her recently. Inside of her the show. In her, in her yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Ceasefire. Uh, Deadstream 2022. This is from Grace Spellman, who's a Patreon pick on Letterboxd. She says, The silliest movie I've ever seen, and yet I've never been more scared in my life. Had to wash my face 
after because I watched the whole thing through my fingers. My, my, no, no, my, my, not my fingers. <laughs> my fing. <laughs> my, my fingies. What? She actually, says, she actually typed my fingies, not her fingers, but my fingies. <laughs> How dirty are your fingers? You really have to wash your face after. What have you, hun? What have you been doing? Uh, I don't know. What have you been doing? Diddling. At, at one point, the main character... <laughs> yeah, thanks, that was implied, but, you know, thanks for clarifying there, Matt. <laughs> a YouTuber threatens to demonetize the ghost. No comma, but a full stop. But at the end of the day, I can tease all I want because they got my ass. <laughs> I was screaming like a little bitch the whole time. <laughs> Screaming like a little bitch. <laughs> when they got her ass. Yeah, no, love, we all been there. One. One out of five. Fuck off. No, because you can't be like... So much. It's, it's just painful. These people have no idea. So, so you're screaming like a little bitch. You're That's what the whole... You had to wash the fingers off your face wash and your you fingers in the ass. Oh, That's a good time God. to me. Uh, absolutely. That's one a out of five. Stressful evening. No, you can, Silly no. bitch. What? That's five out of five. You know, yeah. It's like when you read a review that's like, you know, great cinematography, great special effects, the acting was amazing, scared the crap out of me. However. Yeah, yeah however, this tiny little insignificant detail, one out of, like one out of five. Nonsense. People haven't got a fucking clue. I hate people. Oof. Ow. I, I, no, I'd like the general... Excuse me, the general Ooh, public. Wow. Is so wow. No, you're. Oh, right. am I wrong? Where's the lie? No, you're right. No. Yeah, thanks. Anyone who's worked in retail or hospitality, you got my back. Oh, yeah. I know you do. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Can't all be landscape gardeners. Um. <laughs> nice, everybody. No, like only if they deserve no? it. No, only if they deserve it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. unless I'm they can't. No, 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 of course not. No, 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 of course. They can't smack them. Yeah, exactly. That's my motto. <laughs> like the pedo yesterday. That's what I always say. What? What? What pedo yesterday? What? What pedo yesterday? What's this? Uh, right. Very, very quickly, went into Oxford to do an Alice in Wonderland uh, kind of adventure thing. You go <gasps> on Oxford. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Aww. we're literally taking time to answer a question about Alice in Wonderland. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there were girls there, kids there, and anyway, this dirty wanko pedo turned up uh, with a bottle of vodka in his hand uh, and he just suddenly decided to latch onto us and shove his face uh, in my family's life and he goes is your mummy here like mate just fuck off yeah yeah I know they, they uh, police some other guys that saw he's already tried to uh, nick a pram earlier today oh so anyway, what? yeah fucking yeah little dirty cunt pedo uh, anyway, the police arrived and he's going to go to prison. Good. So, good him. news to everybody. One less All's well that ends well. <laughs> That's horrible though. I'm sorry that you and your family had to enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, it was a bit horrible. I mean, yeah, having a nice day out and some fucking My daughter kind of laughed about it, but the, the other little girl, she was crying. Yeah. It was, it was really wank. He's like, is your mummy around? Oh. Ew, no. Ooh. No. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> anyway, right, let's move what on. To, what did you say, Jimmy? I said, was it Jimmy Savile? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, oh glad that fucker's dead. Might have been Prince Andrew, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
what? 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 What the what? Again, oh, where's God. the lie? Anyway, um, so I have a couple. I have part of the Jimmy Savile documentary was that he was so good, friends right? with Prince Andrew. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, I know. I know. Like, I, mean, I, know. Uh -oh. well, I mean, he was friends with King Charles as well. So. Uh -oh. I'll give you a pardon. <laughs> King Charles and his big fat fingers. Anyway, so um, mine is for smile. I have two because one's only one sentence and then the one's a little bit longer. And I both are great. So I'm going to go with the longer one first and I'll finish off with the nice quick one hey um so this is uh, from letterbox because actually I, right okay so matt i know i normally go from imdb and you go from letterbox but i want to start doing letterbox because letterbox is way more interesting yeah yeah um so yes smile half a star from maddie or maddie oh, it's one d maddie. so it's m-a-d-i maddie 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 like short for madeline probably probably maddie but she should spell it correctly shouldn't she um yeah that yes thank you jamie you get you get it um okay so ready so this is kind of like do you remember like last time matt yours was like really personal and like pretty horrific oh yes oh that was like an, an attack against the director yeah i Fucking got one hell, up. that was I got, rubbish i got one up on you oh, ready no. Oh, no. to the director your mum's oh, a no. hoe Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Nice one, Maddie. Shots fired. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, to the director, your mum's a hoe. I wish death upon everyone who contributed to this movie, except Rob Morgan. Um, <laughs> even A-Train. Um, so even A-Train. Who A-Train is the, is the guy who plays her husband, and he also plays A-Train in The Boys. Yeah, in The Boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie was downright awful and lacked depth. The marketing overhyped this shit ass horror movie. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that's literally the marketing's one job. Pretty mm -hmm. sure that's literally what yeah. they pay for. But all right. Um, I don't know what's worse. Smile, countdown, happy death day, or truth or dare. Like dot dot dot. I know, she's a fucking she's full of shit. Yeah. So she doesn't even have to spell her own fucking name. We shouldn't take any credit from her. Uh anyway, happy death day or truth or dare, Daddy's like mum is a hoe. <laughs> Clearly, um, <laughs> and then uh, then it like enters twice as like a gap, and then block capitals. Fuck this movie! Jesus, get up, man! Mic drop. Yeah, so um, fuck off, Maddie, because Maddie I, needs to have a diddle. She needs to have a nap. Is what needs to happen. She needs to sit down, sit the fuck down. A diddle and then nap. A diddle, a diddle and then a nap. Yeah, and then think about what you did. <laughs> Wash your face. <laughs> and then wash your face. Hundred percent, fucking hundred percent. And then this one. So carrying on this train of thought, half a star from Lead Paint. Such a fucking weird name. <clears throat> for smile. I'd rather be pegged than watch this again. <laughs> right. Okay. The end. <laughs> All right, Pegger. Oh. In fairness, I'd rather be Peg. No, I'm. <laughs> well, depending, depending. Um, but yeah, I enjoy Smile. You guys can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know that really. Be I think lead paint is indicative of the, what they eat. 
Yeah, like maybe stop like ingesting. Yeah, stop stop inhaling that fumes, those fumes, and um, maybe try that movie again. You'll find that actually, it's a fucking masterpiece, is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's our buy rent it minute. Um, I love I love oh. the contributions this week, guys. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, oh, cool. Me. So we we're gonna move on to our game show type thing. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Do, 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 do. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> and that is yeah, you know. Um, so our uh, our game this week is shit summaries. Um, where we describe movies in the worst possible way and try and guess what those movies are. Um, do. Yeah. So, Jamie? Yes. Okay. Do you want to go first? I do. I'm and embarrass it all. I'm ready. Okay. Maybe me. I have an obsessed bodybuilder gets what he wants, but the village. Hang on, but, but the village what? The village disapproved. Oh, uh, an obsessed obs- bodybuilder gets what he wants. But the Is it uh, Toxic Avenger? No. <laughs> you suck. Uh, <laughs> you got an answer? Nope, I have none, but Good. it doesn't stop you from sucking. I can tell you it's much older than that. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have no fucking clue, let's be honest. Uh, right, say it again, please. An obsessed bodybuilder. An obsessed bodybuilder. I reckon. Oh! Wants, but the village. Frankenstein! Yes! Yeah! Yes! Yeah, you were thinking Arnie, and I was thinking outside the box. Fucking ADHD wins again. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> That was great, Jamie. Not just because I won, awesome. but also I really like that play on words. I love a bit of a play on words. Um, cool. Uh, Ryanovsky. Yes. Uh, I'll have Jamie read this one. Okay. It says, uh, Brian's is, a dedicated med student tries to get ahead, but his professor won't give it up. One more time. A dedicated med student tries to get ahead, but his professor won't give it up. Uh, reanimate. Oh, fuck you, because yes. I was going to say, fuck yes. off. Yes. Fuck off. No, because I was about yes. to, oh. Too oh. slow, Katie. Too don't slow. Call, don't call me Katie. Katie. Hello, Ma- Katie. Matthew. 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 Just Katie's not even my name. Mother-in-law, because we're Matthew. <laughs> yeah, Are you no, ready, Matthew? Are you ready, Matthew? No, because Kate, no, it's, my name is just Kate. Any extension of that is just wrong. So yep. it's not short for Catherine? No, no, literally my birth certificate says Kate. It's literally that. That's so British. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. It is now. Kate is, seems to be a very popular British name. And like, uh, yeah. you know what's an incredibly British name, but I love it, but you'll never hear anybody outside the UK name for this? Giles. Beatrice. No. Oh, Giles. I have a friend called Giles. Giles. Deirdre. Oh, wank, wanker. Deirdre. No, fuck off. Giles is amazing and you can shut up. No, Giles is a cunt. No, Giles is not a cunt. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you even know what I'm fucking talking about? Giles Everyone. is one of those fucking silver spoon cunts. No. Mm, oh, just oh, gets him. Oh, 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 o
No, have you, uh, watched, have you even watched Buffy? Oh, hello, hi, I'm Giles. I'm no, just fuck come off. Out of the Giles is the best thing ever. In, um, yeah, you and hi, everybody. Fuck. Come back to my party, okay? I'm Giles, yeah? <laughs> right? You and me are yeah. going to fall out. You and me are going to fall out. Giles is fucking No, amazing. we're not, never going to fall out. Yeah, we are. Can you do that in That's an Giles. American accent? <laughs> <laughs> hi there, I'm Giles. <laughs> come to my party. <laughs> no! Stop it. No, I won't stop. No, Giles, no. Right, have you even watched Buffy? Who, me? I, yeah, because I can only no, assume no, no. that you're saying this shit without even no, having seen Buffy. No, yeah, exactly. So fuck off. So fuck off. Giles is amazing and you don't even know. Okay, yeah. Wives. Yeah, wives. Wives. Mm, fucking wives. We are going to fall out. No, fuck Buffy. <gasps> right, oh. anyway, come on. Onwards, fuck coffee, fuck. No, no, oh my god, we came on this show and burned it down. <laughs> 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 Matt, you and me are gonna have words after, and you're gonna regret that you ever said that. Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's this then? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever see Curse of the Werewolf with Oliver Reese? No. Uh, it's a hammer film. I think it's hammer. It is. Oh, yeah, oh shit, hammer. with hammer. Yeah. But, uh, they, it's supposed to take place in Spain, and but all the all the actors are British because Very it's a hammer British. film. So they and, and I'm not even making this up. There is a scene where this guy and they think. Uh, by the way, they think that it being uh, placed in Spain means that you just end every sentence with "señor" and that makes. See. Sense. So <laughs> there is actually a scene where this guy comes upon something and he goes, "Oi." What's this then, senor? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That's so great. That's so great. <laughs> I thought you were just doing a spike impression. Oh, what's this? No, 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 that was actually, uh, that was, uh, that, that was a quote. That, that was good. Like, that was, was good really impression. good like impression. I haven't seen Wait, it. Why, mate? You'll cut me. Matt, you, you know, how, how is Jamie better at the English accent than you? How? How is this? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang yeah. on a minute. I said that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> My impressions are up there. Yeah, your impressions are something. Up somewhere. Okay, this guy, <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not as bad as Brian trying to do a southern accent. Oh, please, please. Uh, 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 right now. Uh, you, whenever I hear southern, because you know I'm southern. Yeah, southern about what? Midwestern. But uh, whenever I... Whenever we're watching anything with southern people, he's like, all I hear is dark, 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 What's the thing you do? Ding! <laughs> hey, y'all, boy. Ding. Not from around here. <laughs> uh, no, if it makes you feel any better, like, the where I'm sort of from is, like, the southwest. It's, we're, like, we're, like, the southern belt of England in terms of our accent, just making us sound like the stupidest fuck. But what people don't know is actually really good. But no, we have like, yeah, uh, the Bristolian accent, like that. It's all like, yeah, it's basically like English version of the Southern Mountain accent, like in the South, only in Texas or somewhere. Do they say that, do they say that you also fuck your sisters? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You're like, no, like if you haven't fucked your sister, you haven't lived. <laughs> That's fact. Fact. That's like, fact. Yeah. No, no, for real, though. For fucking real. 
I was friends with someone at school oh, who go. used to actually fuck their cousin, their first cousin. Yeah. I went, uh, my, my old roommate went to college in extreme North, which is uh, up in the mountains and it's very rural. And, oh, I remember uh, you said about that on what you're watching. Yeah, she, uh, she actually went, um, no, she actually went to, no, get your story straight. Where she, where she went to college, there was a high school in that little town and there was like everybody in town knew that there was a brother and sister who were having a sexual relationship oh, in that hot. high school. So hot. That was a, a big topic of conversation in that little bitty town. Do you know what? Actually, no, fuck. Oh my God, memory unlocked. Ding. Um, so there was this kitty in my year, right? And um, yeah, it sounds great when I say kitty, doesn't it? Anyway, um, there was a kitty in my year. And uh, yeah, we, I don't know. I don't know if this is true. But there was like heavy rumors that he was fucking his sister. But the sad thing was, is that she was, um, I think she had Down syndrome. She had learning difficulties, whatever. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it was fucked up. Oh, and not then, only was he fucking her, but he was abusing. He thing. was abusing her because she was a younger sister as well. And, um, and she'd been dead uh, for 10 years. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he brought her out for special occasions. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> It's probably not true. You know how that bullshit rumor, rumor mill goes around. But he was so weird. He was in my year at school, right? And he would like, he was just like, okay, now nah, I'm not, mm, I don't want to describe it like this because then it makes it sound like if you're ginger, you're weird. Um, and I'm a mother, uh, no, I'm not a mother. I'm a daughter of a ginger person. So I have no prejudice against ginger people, love ginger people. Whoop, whoop, it's, uh, it's amazing. But he was just like really weird, short, like slight ginger kid with like these massive oversized glasses. And he would hunt for table legs. In art class. Sorry, all our redhead listeners. It's okay. right. They don't care. They know they have no soul, so it's fine. They they don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and also as well, actually thinking about it. Wait, hang on. What was it? So my mate was fucking her cousin, and then that guy was fucking his sister. the table. Yeah, Humpton, no, no, something I think about before that. Oh, yeah, no, that was right, because also, although this was in Bristol, but it's very much still the Southwest, if um, people who have listened to Heart of Horror, or even if you haven't, first episode, I talk about this guy who I was fucking, and how he said that if he, um, if they weren't cousins, he would definitely fuck his sister and ruin a night out with her, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I fuck things. Ah. Okay. They were both very, very hot, but still, that's your cousin. Okay. It's like cool intentions. Oh, yeah, but they're not by blood. You know, not another teen movie as tall as anything. I'm not related yeah. by blood. <laughs> I fucking love not another teen movie. Oh, it's so good. I fucking love Jamie Presley. I do too. I love oh her gosh. so much. She's hot as fuck. She's hot and she's fucking funny. I oh, adore man. her and I love you, man. If if you have never seen Ringmaster, nope. I highly recommend it. It is a, Gunner. It's a Jerry Springer movie, but it's fucking funny. And Jerry Springer? Jerry That's a throwback in it. What, the, the Jerry Springer? The Jerry Springer. How many yes. Jerry Springer do you fucking know, Jerry. Matt? I love Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Jamie Presley uh, is the star of that movie. And she's Amazing. fucking uh, like spot on. Hilarious. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. I yes. am posing this to you live on air. <laughs> live podcast. Oh, no, fuck off. So it's about me and Jamie. Jamie. Do you want to do a watch party with that movie with you and me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll, we'll arrange. I would be, I would be down with that. I think it because it's fucking hilarious. I think it's we'll arrange it. We'll arrange it off air. Don't worry, guys. All right, cool. 
Uh, where are we at? Jamie, Brian, Matt, you have got a shit summary for us. What is it, please? I have indeed. Uh, bad weather mixed with Ronald McDonald. Of course you think it's a fucking clown thing. Um, is it one of those fucking weird B-mudget movies like fucking Clownado? Yes. Is it called Clownado? Yes, you got it. That's literally, I've never even heard of that fucking movie. It's I've never, I made that up. I made that up. No, it's literally a movie. It's Clownado. <laughs> I have heard of it. I've I haven't. I guess that. It was it was my daughter's choice. First film of our <laughs> second days of Halloween films. Clownado. It's a good job I love Florence, isn't it? Because anyone else, I'd be like, nah. Um, was it good? Did you like it? Um, it, it, it sound it, it good, was, Jamie. It was shit. It was shit, but yeah, it, it was. was shit. Um, so yeah, yeah, we enjoyed it for for what it was worth. But I mean, it's shit. Hands up, who's surprised that by that news? Oh yeah, no one. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> God, you're really sticking a knife in tonight. Oh mate, no, I don't mean it. I love you. I'm have to sack this off. <gasps> That's alright. I've got I'm Jamie. Joking. Got Jamie and Brian. <laughs> Bye then. <laughs> right, I'll just log no, out. Don't, no, 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 because you're doing the recording and it will fuck up. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so you're good for. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm loving you with it. I'm sorry. My I'm show. Sorry. My <laughs> show. I set this up and you're freaking over. Damn you. Anyway. Lovely oh, my Um. So my my shit summary. This is so fucking easy, but like, um, I'm sorry, but I was away this week. Um. <clears throat> handyman helps kids believe in their dreams. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Oh, wow. That was good. Straight yeah. I thought it was really fucking easy, but I was like, honestly, like, I, <laughs> I just, um, I, yeah, I've had no time this week. I've had so much time, but I've had so much time doing nothing because I went away for like a nice little mindfulness retreat and didn't want to do anything. Okay, cool. Um, bargain bin. <laughs> yeah. So we moved. Oh, that was it. That was it. Right? That's everyone, everyone did their did their game show bit. Yes. Great. Okay. Moving on to bargain okay. bin. Woohoo! Uh, whoop whoop. Bargain bin. I can just about see in this light as the light is dimmed. Right. We're going to Germany. And yeah. a, night a nightmare on Elm Street, the original, for five euros ninety nine. That is a bargain, everybody. Really? Fuck Absolute off. The first one's like Ryan Elm Street, as I, as I just did like Ryan Elm Street. Yeah. No, it's literally all written down. Ah. Already there. This is why, this we, is why we work well together, because we're just so in sync. Well, this is it. Yeah. And then we've got Alien. Classic. Alien. Woo. First episode. Also, €5.99. Euros <gasps> bargain. So Jim, good. Jim. Helmet, get on to that one. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Helmet. Um, <laughs> Predator, five euros ninety nine. That's real no, good. That's I still good. have yet that's to see good. Prey. Have you guys seen Prey? Yeah, yeah, of course they have. Oh my god! Oh, add it, Kate. Okay, I'm gonna. It. I'll watch it by December thirty first. Okay, I promise. That okay. reminds me of Ed. 
I'm sorry, but all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yay. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't promote homophobia. Um. No. It, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Actually, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I'll fucking love it. Thanks. We are now going to. to oh, uh, my. Can I get to... any new cunts a drink? Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Uh, my apologies yeah. to our Australian listeners. Um, I wasn't able to bring up any, any, <gasps> any bargain bin uh, from uh, yeah Australia. Um, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I do apologise. All of Australia is just like, right, I might. I guess I'll just go get fucked. Sack this off. It's bullshit. You but, got however, we are going to Canada, though. That's good. <sighs> yeah, Canada. Uh, woohoo! Woohoo! Antlers. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. That's a good Twenty-two Canadian dollars ninety-nine cents. Wait, what does that translate? About ten quid. It's still quite expensive. I feel like that's a lot because it's been out for a bit. Cheap though. Still cheapish. Maybe for Canada. Canadian listeners, let us know. If you're a Canadian listener, let us know. (laughs) What are two listeners (laughs) from Canada? Yeah. Heather, Sabrina, let us know. (laughs) Yes. Uh, aliens. Oh, 30... no, we got a new one. No, fuck Ooh. up. Sorry, we got a new one. Sabrina's housemate, Kaylee. Hey, Kaylee. Kaylee? Yeah, she's now following us on Instagram. She's oh, not on Facebook. Oh, great. Come she's following us on Instagram. Welcome, yeah, man, Kaylee. get involved. Yeah, hi, Kaylee. Uh, hi to all our we? new other listeners as well. Sorry. <laughs> Shin Godzilla again is back in the Canadian charts at nine oh, yeah. Canadian dollars and 99 cents. Oh, that's so good. And then finally, Friday the 13th, final chapter at eight Canadian dollars and 99 cents. Pew, pew, pew. As Friday Boom. the 13th, mega fans, guys. Yes. Do you think that, that is a good deal? That is no. an excellent deal. It's the best of the franchise by far. Nice. Yeah, you know what, Brian? I totally agree. Well, I agree. We to... should do more of that. We should do a Friday the 13th movie, like one of the back-end randos ones. Oh, you know, Ted White just died. Yeah. No, really? Everyone's yeah. died this last two weeks. Everyone's fucking died. I mean, not everyone, but We're like a lot of here. people. We're still here. We're still rocking and rolling. I'm not. All night. What? I said I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what, you are dead or you're not dead? I'm dead. You are dead. We appreciate the commitment, Johnny. No, I'm not dead. I'm dead drunk. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Ready? Good work. Like on, Fuck yeah. Like on my fourth drink. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. You understood. You, you understood the assignment. You got the vibe. The vibe check. Um, love it. Drink, 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 drink. USA. 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 Actually, send genuinely, not ironically, this time. As above. Do you love it when we yes. do that? <laughs> but you do. So below. Mm. I love that movie. Great movie. It's great, isn't it? At it's great. Eight dollars and ninety-nine cents. That's, That's so good. A fucking bargain. That is a well done, Matt. That is a bargain. Uh, and also, ready or not, here I come. Also at eight dollars and ninety-nine. Sorry, that was pure reaction. <laughs> yeah, diddling again. It's a great song. What? Here I come. Here I come. Uh, Right. Uh, (laughs) Mom and Dad at $6.99. I have had that DVD for about three years. You never watched it. And I've still not seen it. 
Get it in your eyeball. I know. And I feel as a parent, I'd probably relate hard to it. But I just have never got around to it. Maybe I'll watch it this week. No, no, I fucking need to, I need to do my fucking... I'm trying to keep all of my 31s as part of 2022. And I know I'm behind, but I'm going to catch up. November. I'll watch it November, I promise. Every take a deep breath. Ooh. Yeah, no, it was quite a ride, wasn't it? Trick or treat. <laughs> no, 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 trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. With Sammy, who we all love and adore, at $6.99. Oh my god, that's fucking good, isn't it? Are we still in Canada? Uh, no, we're in the USA. Oh yeah, we know we did the USA Pay attention. Like Don't drink too much booze. <sighs> well, that's uh, uh, And then late. finally, <laughs> way actually, too I late. I, I think I have met, mentioned this before, Midsommar at $5. That is insultingly wow. cheap. I know. Yeah, I know. And you guys, you guys must have that on Blu-ray already, though, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's worth buying again just because how cheap it is. Give it a fucking Christmas present, someone. Uh, finally, we go to the UK. <laughs> in the <laughs> earth, in the earth, at four pound ninety-nine. Fuck you, because I bought that full fucking price last year. Ah, oh, you know what? Fine, that's fine. I'm over it. Don't be angry. No, I'm not. I'm fine. Uh, fucking fine. Not his fault. No, it isn't. I'm just here to provide you service. For it is Matt's fault. He's done this to me on purpose. You no. Don't, you don't know him like I know him. He's malicious. I, I got a penis out. Does that make any sense? <laughs> uh, escape Same. room two. Same. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Ah, oh, me too, bro. <laughs> High five. With a, with a Rock cock. out with your cock out. I didn't say it in <laughs> yeah. the beginning. Rock out with your cock out. Yeah, you did. You gave us full warning, in fairness. <laughs> I'm fully blown. Uh, escape room two. <laughs> Lock and load it. <laughs> Lock and load ready to shoot. £4.90. Aim. Aim. Fire. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, the unholy at £4.90. <laughs> I don't know where my uh, bargain bin's gone, but it's gone and spilled. I blame Brian. I blame Brian. Wait, you should totally do that the next time you you have sex with someone. When you're <laughs> go, just go. <laughs> I just took a drink, game. I just spilled. I just fucking sprayed Bailey's all over, chocolate Bailey's all over my body. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's Clyde with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he just blew out my ass, and it's not really chocolate babies. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking hell. No, for real, though, this has got everywhere. This Jesus is really bad. Wowza. Anyway, uh, back <laughs> to the bargain bin. Uh, Alien <laughs> Covenant at £4.79. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. And Have finally... I, I can't remember. Is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> is it, mate? <laughs> what, do you think? what do you say? Is it? Oh, is it? Is it? Is it? That's yeah, right. that's a real kind of like Bristolian thing. Oh, is it, mate? Like you say is anything, it, like, like you literally tell, say any statement, Matt, or or Brian, or, or Jamie, say any statement, any statement at all. Uh, any statement at all. Ted White just died. Is it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about the British when they do that thing where they ask a question, where like. They're like, I can't believe he didn't know how to do this. And they're like, well, he's new, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I really love, like, it can be about anything. Just like, oh, yeah, completed it, mate. 
Oh, that's bullshit. That's a new <laughs> age thing. I hate it. Oh, and it cracks me right up. It cracks me oh, right up. Like, oh, fuck off. It, mate. Oh, yeah, no, she was well good. Oh, she? Yeah, okay. completed it, mate. <laughs> anyway, finally, the last one of tonight from the bargain bin, we have Zombieland at £3.75. No, Ooh, that's so good. good. Dude, you know, I know we do like one prick. No, nope, fuck it. One I, uh, prick? No, one, one, I was going to say one, one prick. Free... Prick Tony, <laughs> one pre and one post two thousands, but I really want to do a zombie land double bill. Maybe I'll do it for my birthday and just bend the rules a little bit. No. We'll discuss it off air, and I'll win. No. So, uh, it's a no. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, a yeah. Anyway, move on swiftly. <sighs> okay, yes. <sighs> first movie, guys. This is your pick because the guests. This first one, yeah. Jamie, is your pick, right? Uh, it is. Yeah. Go ahead, fucking. Have you got the blurb in front of you? Uh, I could pull it up. I thought that was your responsibility. Nope, that is <laughs> yours. It is. No, it's nice. No, no, the guests read out the fucking blurb. I'm kidding. Ooh. I'll have it. Jamie oh. fucking got this. She knows. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Brian, heads up. This is from IMDb. I yes. am interwoven story. <laughs> That's not... Oh, that's the wrong fucking movie. That's <laughs> he's a trick or treat. Just don't. I look. I searched trick or treat. They fucked up. Okay. Yeah, they Here did fuck go. up. This is it. Horror comedy featuring rock god Jim, rock gods Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne for five minutes. A bullied metalhead <laughs> <obtains> combined a, <laughs> uh, obtains a mysterious de demo record of a recently deceased. Hard rock star with startling consequences. This is uh, release date October 24th, 1986. <laughs> directed by Charles Martin Smith. Yeah. And it stars Mark Price, who I know we know from Family Ties. I don't know if Family Ties. I is know that okay. he was in it, but I don't know Family Ties. Okay. That's an American no. thing. Yeah, that's kind of what Before I Before we got the cables. He played Skippy in Family Ties. And then. Oh, Skippy? Started... I just know Skippy the kangaroo. Do you remember Skippy the Kangaroo? Nothing, no. not connected. <sighs> no, 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 dickhead. Of course they're not connected, but like that's all I. That's how I associate. Jesus, wow. What? Yes, aggressive. Oh, you dickhead all the time. It's my pet name. Oh, Maybe I'm a bit sensitive today. Don't fight okay. it, man. Aggressive. I'm, I'm start crying. I think. Oh, don't start oh, crying. Beaten. Are we fighting? No. No. <laughs> we don't fight. Anyway, come on. Okay, it does. Uh, oh, I'm still starts... erect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it same also... bro. <laughs> it also stars Tony Fields as Sammy Kerr, who is the recently deceased rocker. Gene Simmons oh, as yeah. Nuke, a radio DJ. Fucking great. I Elise fucking Richards, Lisa Orgolini, Glenn Morgan, Kevin Yeager, and their four but. And Ozzy Osbourne. And Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, thank yes. you. Yeah, thank you. Which, by yes. the way, did you watch the post-credits? Yes, I did. I even messaged you about it, didn't I, Matt? You did, indeed. I sent you it because I was just like, dude, dude, there's an after-credits scene, which I only found out when I was doing my trivia because I just, like, write credits, right, got to get on. And then it was like, oh, fuck. It suddenly came up. And, yeah, and I was just like, oh, my God, fuck. So, like, I messaged Matt. I was like, Matt, there's an after-credits scene. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, oh, you know, it's like, it's like two seconds long. I'll just video it for you and send it for you. <laughs> send it to you. Thank you, love. You're welcome. See, I do care. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean to be it's a okay. It's okay. It's all right. Aw, lovely, bro. Um... Cool. Right. Well, we are going to take a break and we're going to listen to the trailer. Um, and then when I don't know what that was. And then when we come back, we'll do trivia and chat about it and all that good stuff. Sound good? All right. Give rock me a and rock roll. and roll all night, if that sounds good to you. What was that? Don't know. <laughs> that sounded like one of those repressed farts. All right. No. All right. Cool. So anyway, we're good. We're good. We're all yeah. good. All good. All right. Cool. Nice one. We'll see you in a minute. Wake up, sleepyhead. It's party time. Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. Inverted raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up! You're the bank, and they is you. This message is meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. have jamie's cackle for the next hour that's all the listeners are here for they don't give a fuck about us so like oh jamie and brian fuck yeah <laughs> you know actually i've had one negative comment it, it's kind of funny that over the years like all these years that i've been podcasting most people zero in on the laugh which i'm very self-conscious about because i i feel like it doesn't like it doesn't fit me it's weird because like i okay. you know i talk about all this stuff and then all of a sudden i'm like you know so i love it i love it i love it most people have been very positive about it you know they say things like it's infectious or whatever and i love that because i love reminds me of popeye yeah (laughs) 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 i will never unhear that now thanks brian but i did have one person back when i used to do devour the podcast i had one person who took the time to email our show oh, no. and they oh, she was a fucking cunt and she <laughs> no she's not i second that she sounds like it i don't like her she she said i haven't said anything yet <laughs> don't care uh, but we know we know but she's what, a cunt she, what she said was she can't get past jamie's attention seeking laugh <gasps> and no oh and basically she accused me of faking it and i was like bitch first of all 
this is just how I laugh. Either you you uh, like it or you don't. I can't do anything about did it. Did you reply to Second her? of all, yeah, well, we did on the show. We actually ah! read it out on oh the show. Oh my God, you outed her and everything. I love and, it. Uh, and I, what I said was, I was like, look, if it was attention seeking, it got yours. So, oh, she actually took the time to email us. That's and the so only person pathetic. she had anything positive to say about was Bo, because yeah, that's 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 she Bo. was hot for him. Um, but uh, I was like, you know, fuck you. Like, yeah. and, she tell us and that was also she had only listened to one episode. You know, she's like, and I'm like, so if you're going to take the time to do to write that email after listening to a single episode, then clearly I got your attention. So fuck off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, fuck you. For the record, it's not attention seeking. It is that's not. just the way I laugh. No, no, Can you not. imagine how exhausting that would be if like for the last like 13 years, that's how you've been laughing on air and it was yeah, fake. Just, and Brian can tell you for real that. Yeah, do you know how exhausting it is? It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's all>. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, mate. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, Jeez, that laughter. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. it. me in. I'm done. I love it. I love it. You know, oh, Jamie, you I just listen to your laughter to help me fall asleep because it's just, it's just like coming home. I thought you were oh. gonna say because it's that boring, and I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say nothing. It's like music to my ears, right? Honestly, yeah. Uh, cool. Should we crack on with this? We yes. can do. Uh... Oh, fuck off! <laughs> and we're back. Um... <laughs> fuck you. <man. laughs> um... You all right? Say it. Yeah, say it. No, it's on it. I'm back. I don't know what oh, you're right, Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, you ruined it. You're you happy now? You're pleased with yourself. Good. I'm glad. Right. <clears throat> Trick or treat 1986. This is Jamie J. Salmon's pick. What? Um, I had never seen this one. Matt, you had, but you didn't think you had, and then you realized you had. It's a really emotional journey. Agreed. Yeah. And Brian, you presumably had as well? Oh, yeah. I've seen it before. Ah, pfft, old hat. Cool. So I'm going to do some trivia and then we're going to chat about it. Um, so I'm sorry, I immediately regretted it. Um, cool. So writer and producer Joel Swasson? 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 Swasson. Sure. Whatever. Joel S. Also, sorry, Joel. Also produced Freddy's Revenge. And can I tell you what? No, no Nightmare on Elm Street is like the unofficial mascot of this episode, I think. Also produced Freddy's Revenge and likened the not, wait, what? I went to say not another teen movie. Are you drunk? Yeah, I really am. Oh, um, sakes, already. What, are you shocked? I don't know why this is news. No. Um, okay. Already, like, it's been two and a half hours. Yeah, I was gonna say too. Like, how are you not? <laughs> um, <laughs> like in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies to this one, stating it's like an alienated teen version of a nightmare on Elm Street, because there's this guy who didn't come out of your dreams, he comes out of the backwards masking of a record. Um, the way he infiltrates the world is very similar to Freddy Krueger also. And then also as well, like when you look at, this isn't his quote, but this is my observation. When you look at the makeup effects for Freddy and then also Sammy Kerr as he's come back from the dead, um, they are kind of similar. Well, the really? Are done by Kevin yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool, I like that. 
Um, so the guy who came up, the up with the story, Rhett Topham, um, it was his debut movie and he based the character of Eddie on himself. His middle name is Eddie and his high school status and demeanor, style, experiences, insights are exactly like um, what, so Eddie's stuff is exactly what he was like in high school. Shut up, I can't read my own notes. Um, even, even though it's typed up on a computer, I still can't read them. Even the way he, shut up, even the way he dresses, <sighs> was exactly how he turned up to the meeting with Joel Swisson when he made his pitch. <laughs> it's going to go great. Um, this was Actorton Director's Charles Martin Smith's directorial debut. He makes a director's cameo as the high school head teacher at the dance. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I bet Brian Jamie did the whole like, you want, you know all this. Um, originally, they wanted an actual rock star to play Sammy Kerr, but most people they approached turned it down as they didn't like the way the movie seemed to poke fun at metal and play off each side um, of the derisive music genre. There's a lot of satanic panic at the time and stuff, and so like they, it, uh, like yeah, they they didn't like the way that it was kind of like playing into that. Mm -hmm. um, Gene Simmons was also approached to play Sammy Kerr, but he Kerr, but he opted to play the smaller role of Nuke instead. And honestly, he's my favorite character. I love him in this. It's great. Keanu Reeves was in line to play Eddie, but instead producers cast him in Bill and Ted, which obviously shares. Oh, well, that went move. Well. Yeah, it shares a love of rock and metal also. And um, yeah, worked out well for him. Um, there was a deleted scene in which Eddie imagines himself as Conan, like a Conan the Barbarian type figure based on a heavy metal album cover he, that he sees. This was eventually cut, but it was set to pay homage to artist Frank Rosetta. Um, so those who don't know, he did like lots of fancy artwork covers for albums and books and comics and lots of other stuff, um, as well as um, uh, fucking oh, Christ, it's an Italian name. I want to say Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah, Dino yeah. De Laurentiis. Yeah, thank you. Who produced the Conan movies and oversaw the production of Trick or Treat as well. So it's kind of like a little nod to both of those people. Ozzy Osbourne's dialogue was ad-libbed as director Charles Martin Smith felt huh. that... Um, what he came up with was much more funny and interesting than anything that was in the script. I feel really bad for the screenplay writers at that. <laughs> yeah, you shit, let Ozzy just do his thing. Um, in the end, they had to cut down 45 minutes worth of material from Ozzy to do, to what we see in the final cut, which is about oh, three wow. minutes worth. Yeah, I really yeah, want to see those cuts. I would love to see all of that. I, wanna, I, Same. Wish, I wonder if that's available anywhere, because I would mm, love to see that. If it is, post it to the page and we can only have it. In. It's on there, is it? No, it's uh, bare bones. It doesn't have any oh. special features. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. You know you know that if Arrow did this, like if they did like a redistribute, they'd get yeah. that footage. Right, yeah. I feel like this would be really good with Arrow. <laughs> what? Nothing. All right. Um, <laughs> Cool. So, um, <laughs> the, right, last bit. The demon we see during Angie's death scene is seen. Oh fuck, these notes could be clearer. Is seen on Sammy Kerr's album out artwork, and is called Skeezix, and serves as a sort of familiar to the character, like a witch's familiar kind of type thing. It was inspired by Iron Maiden's Ezzy, no Eddie. <laughs> and Megadeth's Vic Rattlehead. Smith loved the design, uh, that's the director, and ultimately, oh wait, sorry, and, oh, fuck my life. 
Smith loved the design and the ultimate creation um, and expanded the scene a little bit to incorporate more of it, but afterwards um, stated that he wished that it had got more airtime because uh, he really liked the design and stuff and would maybe turn up in a sequel. Oh, nothing they did okay. it. I'm sorry, that was that was shambolic. There are all my trivias. Hopefully I'll sober right. up enough to do the next one a little bit more caringly. <laughs> Jamie, why did you choose trick or treat? Well, uh, for one, this was the Halloween episode, so I wanted to pick something that was Halloween-centric. Mm. And I thought this would be a fun movie to do with our British friend, because uh, I know you guys went through the whole uh, video nasties thing in we did uh, in the UK, and but here we had the PMRC, uh, which was the parents parents. <laughs> um, I don't know. They were a bunch of fuckheads uh, against against horror movies. Yeah, basically just and music and anything. It was headed by Tipper Gore. Who is Al Gore's Yes. Wife. And yes. it was, uh, they they actually brought a lot of people on trial. Uh, Dee Snyder, famously, and if you have never seen this, you should look it up. It's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, but Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister, he actually, uh, what do you call it when you show up in court? and Testify. Thank you. He testified. I'm so drunk. Uh, he actually... <laughs> Yeah, girl. Yeah. He testified at the PMRC hearings and he fucking slaughtered them. Like it was because they expected because he was this metal guy. And they he looks it. and he, he looks like a metal guy. They expected that he would be dumb, but he comes yeah. in and he just floors them. And also Mr. Really? Rogers testified. Yeah. Uh like there were a lot of oh and uh John Denver. John and um other guy uh he, uh, Frank Zappa. Yeah, uh, um, but anyway, oh, they Zappa, had a lot of people yeah, wow. come in and testify. And it was all about this was during the satanic panic. So what I love about this film is that it actually tackles the PMRC. It tackles yes. the satanic panic. And it's not overt, like it's not they don't stop the movie and say, Hey, this is what's going on here right now and you know, but it's However, in enough yeah. to where if you know what was going on, then you get it. So I was, I thought it would be fun to talk about with you guys because I didn't know um, how steeped you were in the history of like the whole satanic panic thing here in America. So I just thought it would be fun to fun to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that was a little bit before my time. Um, I don't know a great. I still haven't seen Satanic Panic the movie, and I really need to. Um, that is that is a great movie, but it has nothing to do no, with the, but it's awesome. uh, the actual nothing reality, to do with yeah. the actual satanic panic. But yeah. no, it was set in modern day, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a fun movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't. So I don't really know like a huge amount about that time. Matt, like Matt, was that really a thing? Like, did that kind of like come overseas to to the UK at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I, I was living in the states probably actually at that time. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot you lived in the States. I did, I used to live in Boston. Uh, and Swind. then I left literally in mid uh, Satanic Panic. And yeah, no, no, definitely. There was there was definitely a thing going on. People were shitting themselves about death metal, music, horror films, just anything which is potentially. Oh, is yeah. that what like, the video nasty is? Was that kind of like off the back of yeah. that? Yeah, of right. course it is. It's just literally like a backlash against 
anything which which normal people I put in in you know, quotation marks in quotation marks yeah you know deem unacceptable um and and not right and against what normal people would watch and listen to good christian people so fuck them um yeah this this movie is clearly a backlash to that shit and literally a middle finger going fuck you we're gonna do this and we've got the people who are actually involved in the, in the you know in the music and stuff going, yeah fuck you bullshit mm. this is yeah, what we're is, about i think it's so funny that ozzy osbourne played a preacher yeah. <laughs> so good it's i think that was just perfect it was yeah. like you know let's get him in and he even has like you know they cleaned him up you know to where I, he was yeah, I, in the time i knew that he was in bike. this and it still took me a good minute but Fuck he? Osborne. he doesn't really? sound like him. yeah like it doesn't sound like him it doesn't look like him like honestly yeah, i've got a note here saying like way. No, like, it took me a good, like, I mean, maybe not a full minute, but, like, a good 10 seconds to go, hang on the fuck. Like, give this guy all the Oscars, you know? Like, because I, if I didn't know that Ozzy Osbourne was in this movie, I wouldn't have guessed that it was him. Yeah, but it was shit act- acting, though, to be fair. Well, yeah, of course it was, but, like, it's fucking high, probably. But, and like... <laughs> I, I didn't know it was Gene Simmons who played... I was only that. No, not Fresh. Nuke. Nuke. Sorry, not Brad. <laughs> see, I, see, I didn't know him. I sorry, I'm not from a metal background, um, so yeah, I I didn't understand, you know, his his being. <laughs> sorry, does that make his, sense? His being. Oh no, no, no! Him being there and going, oh, oh, that's oh fucking okay. Gene Simmons from Git. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have the con- like, yeah, you didn't no, know that he was there. I, I didn't know, who he, was. I didn't know right. who he was. It was only, you know, when I looked at the end of the film, I was like, oh, right, okay, I get you. Get you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I knew it was him, but like, it was, I thought he was great in that role. Like, you can see kind of like he was, he was in for it. It was quite interesting, though, like how he opted for like that smaller role, though, over having like that kind of full on role of um of Sammy Kerr and things but I think that it worked like I think that everyone was where they were supposed to be if that makes sense I think so yeah 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 so, you don't agree Matt yeah no, no, no I'm with you I'm with you yeah okay all right <laughs> um but yeah um I uh, yeah, I really like Gene Simmons in that role. It's a really kind of like minimal role, but I feel like I don't know. It's just it was kind of it, I don't know. He just he just did it well. I thought he was cool with it. Yeah, he's very kind of cool. Step back and very relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Brian, I know you're not feeling too great at the moment, mate. But like, um, like obviously we got these like two big kind of cameos with Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons. Like, what were your thoughts on those? Well, I loved it. Um... I was at the perfect age when this movie came out. I also, I was a kid who played Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. I listened to heavy metal music, and I loved horror movies. So I was like the Pope yeah. for everything wrong during the late 80s to the 90s. Yeah, I mean, you were basically Damien in yeah. the eyes of everyone else. You know, I was not me on my way to hell, and there wasn't anything to be do, you know, done about it. 
yeah but let's be honest Hal has better music so oh yeah 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 and this movie I've always just I totally loved it it is so ridiculous it is so silly this is another time capsule film where it's just right there in it's it's 80 as hell yeah as somebody who was there and experienced it firsthand I just love it and yeah it was nice seeing Gene Simmons play somebody who was just really cool and chill yeah in a lot of ways in real life wasn't and it was neat to play neat to see Ozzy play against type because yeah he's a wild man and snorting ants and doing all this crazy eating bats heads and yeah just total insane shit. Fucking hell, go for it, dude. And then, you know, him being a uh, straight up you know, priest bumping kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just seeing those two in this movie did give it a little cred. Um, the soundtrack is also really good. It's done well, that's done by Fastway, right? Who's like amalgamation of all these other different rock bands. Well, you know, it, it kind of was, but they were their own thing as well, so. There was some legitimate legitimacy there, so it wasn't just like, you know, it kind of sounds okay, but no. It was... I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is great. Really great. Metalhead kid from that time period. Uh, This movie just had a horror-loving metalhead kid. This movie had my name all over it. Ah, you were its demographic for fucking sure, hey? Yeah, easily. Yeah. But you weren't uh, you weren't picked on in high school though, were you or anything? No, I always I was lucky. I was always one of those middle of the road kids where like the exception to the rule. Yeah, I was kind of friends and friendly with everybody. Right. At least nodding acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'd walk through the halls and go, "Hey, what's up?" You know. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got a pass. Um, you didn't get like you know um, wedged or. Yes. Now in my high school. We, it was kind of, I always thought it was weird because when I was growing up and you'd watch movies about high school, there were all these separations, like the metalheads and then the potheads and then the jocks and then the, the popular kids or whatever. Yeah. When, uh, but when I was in high school, it wasn't anything like that. Everybody really? Got along. Yeah. No, everybody got along in my school. Really? And it I was, was like that in mind. Like that we would have, uh, the valedictorian was, um, was actually, uh, friends with the jocks and with the like and all of our, our jocks were actually smart like a lot of our smartest kids were were jocks and all everybody got we had one kid but who, they were okay like yeah we had one kid who was like super D and everybody accepted him nobody gave any shit to anybody like it it, oh, I, it was dream. completely different mm. from what i was expecting well, going into school that's like uh when i was a kid i was the typical long-haired burnout black leather jacket long you were saying my type hot <laughs> hot Heavy hey brian t-shirt. what's up <laughs> but i also was on the honor roll and i was like the one kid in the Look honor he's subverting stereotypes i would always show up in my black tee and my torn up jeans and be what's up <laughs> yeah it's great it's great to hear no it really is no, that is really nice. That's really fucking wholesome. Because, like, I don't know what, like, your school was like, Matt, but mine was definitely, like, there was, like, tiers of popularity and things. And oh, I, mine you, was 
very divisive. It was very hardcore. You could be a metalhead, or you could be a jock, or we had like in it, like an Italian Italian American subset. They uh, what the hell were they called? Something something posse. Okay. The pasta posse. Something. <laughs> yeah, there were all these strata and you know various clicks. But uh, at least for me, I just. Got you okay, that Matt? Yeah, that's so good. Well, yeah, no, like it, I went to a really rich high school. I went to a I wasn't rich, but I went to a very rich high school and everybody just got along. Like nobody in nice. all the four years, no one ever got into a fight, no one ever got kicked out of class. Wow. No one ever, that's cool. Really? I mean, it, yeah, the fight's all how progressive. <laughs> yeah, no, like for me I was just like I was like that middle kid. I was kind of like I wasn't really popular, but I also wasn't really unpopular either. I just kind of like milled about. Um, but I kind of, but there were like, I mean, I don't know, this is probably pretty common, but like, I, because, because I have ADHD and like my, um, I was always like the kid that kind of like said the weird thing in class. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, no, no, lay no, out, no, no, no. Lay out going, my trauma. Going, going. <laughs> you no, 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 no. Keep going. So I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I would laugh at that. Yeah, no, like, um, yeah, so I was the one who was always like, come out with it. But, 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 in saying that, I was always like, right, you know, like, like everyone was like sniggering behind their hands or whatever, and the teacher would be like, no, Kate's completely right, shut the fuck up. Well, they didn't say that, but um, that's how I replayed it back in my head late at night when I was crying with my pillow. Um, jokes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> totally fucking joking. Um, but no, like, um, yeah, like, so I, I kind of got picked on a bit because I was kind of like, not the weird kid, but the kid who was maybe a bit more outspoken that they should have been. I didn't really kind of like go along with the flow ever. Like if I didn't think something or if I didn't like something, I'd like speak out about it, which is great as an adult, but as, as a kid trying to get along, you don't do that. Um, if you want to get along, like you kind of just go with the flow of shit and you kind of follow the crowd. Like that was what it was like at my school. Like if you, if you didn't fall in line, then you were weird kind of thing. Mm. Um, and so I would kind of get picked on for that. But like at the same time, I still had like a lot of friends. So it was kind of like a bit of a middle ground. I wasn't made to be unpopular, but equally I wasn't popular either. So, um, so, but so it's, it's kind of funny because like I can, I, even though I did, I had completely different experiences to this kid, to Eddie, I can kind of relate to it in a way as well um because like he's just being himself and he's kind of getting like given shit for just being himself um and he might like sort of you know stand up for himself every now and then and things and then just you know he, he, my, he was he was given some unnecessary shit really just he was different yeah. you know and, and actually and obviously this is what the film is about it's about yeah you are somebody slightly different to everybody else because you like this certain sort of music, blah blah blah, and therefore you're ostracized, um, and therefore you know you're and labelled a bit of a loser. Yeah. yeah, this is what you I don't know. Right. So all you oldies, <clears throat> lol, um, jokes, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, well, then. no, but like back in the right back in the eighties because. I was <laughs> because I was I wasn't like, I wasn't alive then. So I thought that like heavy metal, death metal, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was cool. Is it not? 
like genuinely asking all jokes aside genuinely asking i thought that it was kind of cool to be like a bit of a rocker uh there was a time where i guess it was and i always thought it was and i still do but I mean, nowadays it's not <laughs> Yeah, but this was this was filmed in like in the mid '80s. Like I thought it was all cool and like you know, oh yeah, like you know, a lot of the people all night. Metal is the whole sense of empowerment. Yeah, it's, you know, a sense of community and getting this thing when nobody else does, knowing that other people get the same kind of thing that you do. Uh, that yeah, is also yeah. About, a lot of it is about you know, well again, empowering. You, know, you, you can't knock me down. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna fight, and you know, it's, it's it, yeah. It has a lot of connections with actual fans of horror movies. Yeah. Um, well, just think of, or maybe you don't know. I don't know, but uh, there are lots and lots of heavy metal meets horror movies. Yeah. It's a uh, you know it goes together like peanut butter and jelly. It just, yeah, and some of that is because it does speak to the outsider, both yeah. movies and heavy metal. Yeah, agreed. And obviously, there's a lot of that shared imagery as well, and that kind of like you know going against the grain, doing what like every, like going against like the societal norms and what people tell you you should be like, and yeah. all the rest of it, you know. And I feel like there's that sense of rebellion that is not only also like very freeing but also there's like that sense of like it's kind of ironic that like it's there's a very much sense of community that sense of wholesomeness with it as well like hey these are my tribe these are my people and i feel that that's something that transcends to nowadays as well like you know we talk about the online horror community and although there are always toxic sides of the of social media and the internet for the most part i feel like especially in our little corner of it you know like um it's very wholesome and everyone's sort of there for each other and stuff and it's kind of like the misfits and the outcasts and whatever all kind of coming together to be like hey i've got your back they get it too yeah exactly things that you have or are going through so they understand yeah Yeah. no definitely one thing i love about this movie well there's a lot that i love about this movie but one thing i do love is the portrayal of eddie's mom and how she doesn't she doesn't really know what he's into like she doesn't she's like parents you know at typical parents of teenagers you don't actually delve into necessarily what your kids are interested in but you see scenes of her watching uh on talk shows uh like the ozzy osbourne appearance you see scenes of her watching stuff like that and talking about how it's all satanic and it's evil and you have to get your kids out of it so i that's i think is a very realistic portrayal of what parents were going through at the time because they didn't yeah, yeah they didn't not... listen to the stuff they didn't talk to their kids they got their information from tv and from the pmrc and the people yeah. who were raising the red flags about it is that so too I different had... from now though like social media like parents just like uh, you know like yeah i mean it's not uh yeah it's I just think a different that... medium it's just uh yeah exactly and and you'd think that parents our age would do a better job because yes. we all went yeah. through what those parents went you know what i saw one intend to yeah. do a far better job but i have a friend who um when he was in school he was a huge kiss fan like huge kiss fan he had everything kiss and his mother heard that they were satanic so she just took all of his stuff and burned no. it. 
And no. and it's it is unthinkable now because it would be so it would be worth so much money if she had you know allowed him. To oh, that makes me. Oh man, nah. But she burned everything without oh, even talking good. to him when he That's was at so when he horrible. was at school one day. She went in, cleaned out all of the stuff from his room, oh put it in a big pile, and fucking burned it. Yeah, but burned it. That always happens, and it always has happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Gets the next generation. Like, like uh, Elvis Presley was a prime example. Yeah, my mum with Eminem. Like, my mum is a massive like. She's like really open and accepting of pretty much anything. Um, and like she, I mean, she's she was um a real hippie, and you know she was open to so many different things. Um, but. I was playing Eminem's album, the Marshall Mothers LP, and she came in during Kim, which if people oh, haven't yeah. heard Kim, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's uh, well, he basically, she came in the bit where there's this kind of like, um, what's, the, what's the fucking expression? Like when like he basically like replays these sounds as though he's got his girlfriend who's pregnant in the trunk of his yeah. car and she's screaming and he's like fuck you bitch and all this i'm gonna kill you she comes in on that bit i'm 13 and she's like she's like um, get rid of that i obviously burned copies of it before i gave it up obviously it's not an idiot um but like yeah like it's that whole thing i was just like mom i know that that killing people is not cool but also have you heard his however however have you heard real that, that is gas real some shady yeah mom you'll love this shit <laughs> And like, I was like 13 and she wanted to protect me, you know? Was, I Marshall Mathers is from Brian's neighborhood. His no, fuck neighborhood. off. Are you from Detroit? Oh, yeah. <gasps> is he met him? Is he cool? What do you like him? What do you, <laughs> uh, I didn't know him all that well. <gasps> but you didn't know him? Yeah. <gasps> nah. And uh, the Marshall I knew was just kind of quiet. He did his own thing. He drew a lot and just you know whatever yeah he actually uh jim had him sleep on his couch for a while before yep. he got oh, famous shit. uh one, of, one jim? of brian jim is uh one of brian's best friends they've known forever they've been playing D D together since they were like what, 10? Oh, yes. he has a group of like five friends that have been hanging out like their whole life anyway so I love that. Love Jim that. actually had oh and Jim is related to the guy from Insane Clown Posse. That's yes. his cousin. Really? So, um, oh, it's all connected. It's all yeah. connected. I love so that. So he oh, actually for a while, uh, before Marshall got famous, he I love how you say Marshall like you guys are like buzzing. sleeping on uh, sleeping on Jim's couch for a while, which is I mean it's cool. It's like about all these connections and so is then, that like, Debbie kicked him out? Because you know, I know. I know. <laughs> But I like, actually don't know at what point that was, but I remember Jim telling me about it. I've never met, I've never met him because this was years before I got yeah, up here. It's not like we were best friends or anything. Yeah, but yeah I did know the guy, and he seemed to be okay for the most part. Was he, could he not go over Uncle Uncle Ronnie's house? Like, could he not? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, which is funny because I was a huge Eminem fan before I even moved up here and knew you guys, but and knew any of that. But that just was your mind like fucking blown when you found this out. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, actually, yeah. I want to meet D12. I want to meet Proof. Like, yeah, I want to meet 50 Cent. Just fucking hook me up. I'm so fucking cool. Like, you know, like white people can like. I love Detroit for a different sound. Oh, like Motown? 
like techno. Oh, oh you suck. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Anyway, I'll show. <laughs> Speaking of other Detroiters, just to throw this in, um, mm -hmm. also, um, oh, what's his name? That's straight out of straight out of the trailer oh, park. What? Oh, sorry. Oh, you mean what? Oh, fuck. Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock, yeah, Kid Rock <laughs> is. Uh, Do one. By the way, if anybody ever, because he's all he tries to play gangster all the time. His dad owned a car dealership, and he lived in fucking Romeo, Michigan, which is a very small town, but it's a nice town. And <laughs> he didn't. He did not grow up no. in a goddamn trailer park. Oh, uh, right. he, he's, he he's such, talking bullshit. He's such a poser. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no shit. He's, fuck, he's all into like Trump and shit, and he's all like fucking. Oh, cunt. Yeah, I fuck that guy. But, but he's also, uh, no, also, he's also a, pose, a poser because he's like, you know, I'm straight out of Detroit. No, you're not. You're yeah, straight you're not. out of Romeo, you dick. You yeah. Know, <laughs> dad had a lot of money. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like it's fucking like Trump. Like, oh, yeah, I understand the blue collar people, you know, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just going to wipe my ass with this million dollar pound note or whatever. Right. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you, Kid Rock. You had one good song. What, what, what film were you talking about? What film we uh, Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I have to do this in real time. I can't fucking. Go. That was a subtle segue. It was a subtle was segue, and it was on point because all still we brought around back to rock music. As much as you want to, you know, not label kid rock as rock music. Just fuck off. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I really so so for me, I just really liked this whole. Do, do you know what this film kind of reminded me of? There was a lot of beats that's very similar, and, that, and not because this film, obviously this film came out way before the film I'm about to mention, um, but I had never obviously seen this film before, and I love, oh, I love is, is seeing films from a bit ago and being like, oh, I can see influences on shit that I love now. And for me, there was a lot of beats in here that reminded me of Idle Hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, like there's the you know the satanic persona affecting a high school kid. You've got like there's you know there's even that fucking the the makeout scene in the car and the girl getting killed topless. You've got the Halloween dance. You've got the live band with the lead singer getting killed and shit. You've got the crushing mob of school children afterwards like fleeing for their lives and shit. Like there was a lot of you know there's not to take away anything from Idle Hands. I fucking love it. Um, and it would not surprise me if there was influence from this film because like there's a lot of like rock. Especially with like, the soundtrack and things in Idle Hands. Um, you know, you've got like Rob Zombie and, you know, you've got um, Quiet Riot and stuff like that. And, um, you know, but it was kind of like, it was, it was weird because even though I hadn't seen this film, it felt very familiar. And I don't know if that's just because like I kind of related to Eddie because he was a bit of an outcast, but like kind of went by the beat of his own drum. And, you know, already there was like kind of similarities to other movies that I adore. and things like that but it was really comforting as a film did it like i don't know like obviously matt you had seen it before but you kind of didn't remember did you kind of get that vibe at all um to me this movie is pure comfort food yeah because i grew up with it and i enjoyed it for so long yeah I, there are certain movies that are just like a big warm fuzzy blanket yeah yeah, and as you know, it's funny because I get that sense, even as someone who is, you know, has not seen it before 2022, you know, like nearly 40 years after it was made, and someone who was a, a different generation, and someone who, um, I don't mean that's disrespectfully, but like, you know, and, and, and someone who has never seen it before, 
yeah it was kind of like it was it was like a big hug it was it was there was enough familiarity and I don't know whether that's because I I do have an interest in in um you know in in heavy metal and stuff like my my dad was a real like he was really into stuff like that and I kind of grew up with a lot of that stuff as well um so maybe there's some of that in there um but like yeah it was it was really comforting to watch like I kind of I sat there on Friday night watching it in my hotel room and I had a hot chocolate and I was curled up in my bed and I was all snug and it was fucking great I had a really fucking good time with this film and you know it's not perfect but like it was just <laughs> I can love you, Jamie. Um, well, because I don't want you to think it sucks. Like, you know, like, oh, thanks for bringing this movie. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Matt hasn't said anything. I was going to say, we haven't had oh, a Matt. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, but, no, nah, like, um, yeah, it was It was just It was just this film where it's kind of like it wasn't, I mean, to me, it's not offensive. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not definitely not offended by, like, metal music or Satan stuff or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, that's, like, it's like a warm hug. It's like, oh, yeah. And like you know, it was kind of very relatable characters, and it was kind of you know, it was it it had strokes of other movies that I adore, and you know, it was all around Halloween, and you know, it was just all the kind of like the beats that I really relate to, and it was just it was I find it kind of interesting how you know you can have someone you know for example Brian like who um, watched it when it came out and has like you know had a long relationship with it, and you know someone like me who's only just come across it now. And we still kind of, maybe not exactly the same, but still kind of get the same response from it, you know? Yeah, that's the sign mm. of a good film. Yeah, I agree. I it agree. It more than just the time period it set in and came out in. Yeah, it's a time capsule, but it's also still relatable because ultimately people's high school experiences and people's general experiences growing up are still kind of the same. Well, no, that's that that's an excellent point that oh well, thank you take away the <laughs> different dress and the different music and all that stuff kids are kids and they're still just kids today yeah so Agreed. they're always going to be a big ball of you know erotic you know anxiety and yeah worrying about girls or guys there's always going to be so something isn't there and this is why buffy's so timeless Matt. Cool. Well, that, and i agree with that i love buffy yeah no, but uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you were saying. I think that, like, you know, you can dress it up in other, any, any sort of which costume you'd like. Ultimately, the core experience is still the same. And, you know, and you know what? You might have some people watch this movie now who are maybe more of the jock role, who are maybe a bit more of an asshole, and they've just grown as people because, you know, people change. And they look back and be like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, you know, and I can relate to this because I was that asshole and stuff. And, like, you know, and like, oh, it's good to see that those kids do all right in the end. And, you know, you can have, you can still have like different experiences. I think as horror fans and as people who are naturally drawn to those types of things and metal and D&D and all those kinds of things that, you know, are generally through the generations kind of seen as a bit more nerdy and a bit more whatever, we probably look at it in a very kind of similar way. But I reckon you could probably show this to most people and there'd be someone in there that they could relate to. Yeah, there should there's always the outsider um no matter what that is are gonna respond to that and that's essentially what this movie is about an outsider kid is always picked on and he starts to go down the dark path you know starts to give in to his down power when he's revenge and all 
but ultimately, even at the end of it, he's still a good kid. And he's still, yeah. I don't really want to hurt anyone, but uh, Sammy Kerr, the asshole, he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, it's kind of interesting as well. You look at things like you know, like you know, you so have that thing where you don't meet your heroes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I like the fact that it starts off with him writing a letter to Sammy Kerr, and just from the the verbiage, you can tell that he writes to him often. You know, he's like, yeah. "Hey, it's Ragman, yeah, it's Sam, and he, right?" Speaking of that, yeah, your friend forever, Ragman. So he, it this is his idol, and. You know, so when he first is drawn in, it's like, well, my idol wouldn't steer me wrong. My yeah. idol is my friend. And then yeah. he realizes, oh, shit, this is an evil fucker. And he, you know, then tries to combat it. And, I, and like at the end, he's like, this is my fault. I started this. I have to finish it. Yeah. yeah. And can we just like fair play? Because for a kid his age, I mean, I feel like anyone, but if you have someone who you really admire and who you think can do no wrong and take that kind of step aside and be like, actually, no, this guy's a fucking prick and I'm going to go against it. Like that takes a lot. I feel like, you know, like if you think about like people who you've admired forever and ever and stuff and, you know, like, you, you know, especially the last few years, you know, you have people you really admire and then you they find out, oh no, they're a sexual predator, you know, like, and you kind of have to kind of like sort of look at them differently and things. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be like, oh my God, my pain when you've got some real pain going on. But, you know, you, you know, if you followed an actor or a singer or just someone who you've idolized for a while and it turns out they're not who you thought they were, that's a real blow. Disappointing, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really disappointing. And then, so, I mean, luckily, you know, for the most part, we're never in a position where we have to face that person or we have to address those things particularly other than like, oh, that was shit. All right, I guess I, you know, fucking put them in that category now instead of this one. But, um, you know, for someone like who's a kid, who's idolized this guy, who's suffering like, you know, the the grief of, of losing him in death and then finding out that like he's actually a complete fucking cunt. And it's like, you know, and not only that, not only does he have to process that, but he has to actually go against him and essentially fight him off. Like, that's a lot. And I know it's all like within the supernatural and it's all like, ah, you know, whatever. But like, you know, if you think about what that would be like as a, as a kid, like you have to kind of respect the character of Eddie because, yeah, he goes down a bit of a dark path and he's a bit like, you know, flippant about shit and stuff. But like when it comes down to it, like he steps up and it's like, yeah, fucking fair play. You go get that girl. You deserve that snog. You know, <laughs> like you did good, kid. <laughs> you know, and I think like, yeah, fair play. There's a lot. There's a lot to kind of like, you know, look at on that respect because. Yeah, we've all learned the last few years that people are not who they seem to be. <laughs> and talking of which. What, what? Um, yeah, I'm not so big on this film. No! Oh, oh, man. Sorry, I'm sorry, so metalers. Sorry. Uh, no, no, just for me, it. I have seen this before, sort of a long, long time ago. I started watching it again today. I was like, oh, fuck, I have seen this. Um, yeah, I understand what it represents. I understand, you know, you know, the position that the, the lad's in and he's, you know, ostracized and people give him shit. I get it. I fucking get it. I understand that. However, I think for me... I just think the story could have been told better for me. 
That's all right. Like, I just didn't like this film. Did you um, like the demon? The the the. I just felt this. it was just a bit. Yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see some shit happening. You know, and I get it. You know, the Ouija board. You know, the vinyl being used. I love that. I think that's awesome. I just. I don't think it was utilized properly. So you know, this is just you like the story, but you think that the film it, it could have been told better. I think, for me personally, the story. okay. The I mean, that's fair. It's I, 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 I love the story. <laughs> I, I think the concept the concept <laughs> is great. So what was that? It's, it's wrong, but no, no, he said it's fine, wrong, fine. but it's fair. No, that's fine. Uh, you're gonna make Brian say you've been smoking something. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> right, Brian disagrees with Jamie all the time. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I think the concept and the idea is is awesome. I love it. However, I just feel as if it just wasn't really utilized properly. Uh, situations where you know he's angry, he wants to get his revenge against Tim and all these motherfuckers, and I, I'm backing him. I want you to get your revenge. So when he's got the lad's head in the lathe and the drill coming towards his head, fucking let it roll into his head. Come on, this is yeah, horror. but he's not there yet, and I feel like with that <laughs> scene, like if he let him do that, then we oh, wouldn't. He wouldn't be sympathetic anymore. Hang, hang on, hang on. This is a horror movie. Yeah, but is we still have not? to root for our main character. Yeah, okay, and you can make the decisions. However, come on, let he or hates maybe, maybe he, he hates his motherfuckers. And what he if... actually said, he actually said, "I'm going to get you back, you fuck." And you know, but and he walked off, and he's so angry. But fucking let him the... have it. If you're that, that angry, let him have it. He, he is so angry, and he's so filled with rage, and you know. I'm gonna get them all, and you know, you set me up, so I'm gonna get you too. Do it. But when it comes to it, I mean, that's a maybe not for you, and you might want to look into that. But most people (laughs) (laughs) see that as a line they don't cross. Yeah, maybe murder's not way. Okay, here we go. Okay, so what if then? Though, what what if Matt? What if so? Because you know, we do have to sympathize with their characters. We still have to have them relatable. So, but what if? It, what if, like, say, for example, he doesn't go ahead and stop it, but what if he tried and it just, it still didn't go because it was jammed? Like, the, the lever to stop the whatever it is going into his eye. Okay. Like, what if, like, he was going to stop it, but he couldn't because it was jammed for whatever reason the guy died anyway? Like, why, would that satisfy your bloodlust? Like, would that, like... No, no, I just, I just, I just or was think... it just the fact that he didn't do it? Like, it's not just the fact, the fact you didn't get to see it. It was the fact it, that you, it, he didn't do it. If, for me, it was a bit, yeah, come on, dude. Just, you know... Okay, now know. I want to know, who hurt you, Matt? And, <laughs> and no, did, you the, them, did you get them back? The <laughs> How did you get... I, can I, you air this, Matt? How did you I, get them I, back? I, I, I'm not an angry man. <laughs> However, today... Oh, I just, no, I, not at all. <laughs> I just, I just kind of needed something today, and it didn't supply that. Yeah, but dude, you were hungover, so I mean, like I am hungover. Um, we like I for me, like um, I when I was watching it, 
it was funny because I had the opposite. I was like, no, dude, don't do it. Because like, I felt like his character would have gone too far. Like he would have gone to a place that he couldn't come back from if he'd done that. You know, horror, like it's a horror movie. Yeah, but it's just really do... but, but also as well, this isn't like a fucking. This isn't a mean spirited horror movie. This is a movie that is like it's like yeah, Brian says like comfort food. Maybe, maybe that's why I needed. Maybe that is what you needed. Maybe you need a few other things now. <laughs> maybe you um, need a diddle and a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did that. Um, yes, I did that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still didn't help. Still didn't help. No, Maybe like, I, I mean... should have chosen Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad you didn't do me. Um, no, but like, I mean, no, no, Matt, like, also it's like, like, I, you know, obviously, like, respect your opinion and everything. Like, and I, I kind of get what you mean. Like, it, it, it could have, it could have gone a little bit further. Um, I think for me, like a happy balance of that wouldn't have been like, I just feel like for me, if our character of Eddie, our, you know, our protagonist, the guy who we're rooting for him, the outcast, if he'd gone that far, he'd crossed the line that we then couldn't relate to. We couldn't bring him back okay. from that. Yeah, I get but it, like, I get it. but if he, if maybe, for example, like, as I said, like if he was trying to pull that lever to stop it, but it still didn't stop. And the guy got brutalized anyway. It has satisfied that, like, you know, that kind of what we want for gore and goo and whatever. But he wouldn't have gone so far as to lose our main character. Yeah. It wouldn't have been his fault. But also, uh, this is a movie from 86. And True. It, the 80s yeah. horror films yes. were not mean-spirited. That's just no. the that's just the way it was. Like, it was all... Yeah, people forget that, but it was totally different. Yeah. The dark, dark horror films really weren't a thing. And yeah, they happened. They were around, but when they did happen, they were so rare that it was really uh, the blue. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah, in the eighties, everything was. Uh, we had a lot of happy endings. We yeah. had a lot of uh, rock and roll all night. What? Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it just it was a very yeah. different. It wasn't nihilistic back then, and. Mm. Um, and as much as I love a good nihilistic film, oh, fuck um, yeah. and I do, I mean, I love The Mist, and most people want to commit suicide when it's I done. fucking love that. I, I talked about mist. that today, actually. Fucking love The Mist. But not so every movie oh, has we should to do be that. Oh. dark and depressing. And conversely, not every movie needs to have a happy, you know, bunny sunshine Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I think the main thing here is that it was important for our character not to go that far because it, it the the whole point of it is he thought he wanted uh, this yeah, revenge, revenge, but yeah, then I, he I, realizes, I, oh, that's not what that I want. Yeah, the whole I, point. I, I I I get it. I I do. I understand it. I appreciate. I I get it. However, I don't know. I just. I mean, I this movie doesn't have to have to be for everyone. This is just maybe no, a movie no, for you. No. One thing I would say, like, is that I felt like the uh, the overall ending was fairly anticlimactic. Um, like, I just felt that the death of Sammy Kerr could have been made, that it could have been more. Yeah, um, it was a bit rushed. It was like, okay, yeah. we're done. Yeah, it was kind of like blinking. In fact, actually, like, I kind of blinked and I missed it. Like, um, I think I got a message from a friend and I had to go back and rewatch. I was like, well, hang on, what the fuck? We're at the end. Um, and so, like, I had to go back and rewatch it because I was like, hang on, what the fuck happened? There's just, we've just gone from Sandy Kirby and all like fucking rah, and then we got the fucking kissing, and then what the fuck is this? All right, let's go back and rewatch it. And I was like, huh, is that it? Like, that was, and it was a little bit of a downer for me because, um, 
because up until that point I'd been having like a real good time with it I'd been like it had been funny it had been like a bit of nostalgia from like back when I was a kid listening to my dad's records and you know stuff like that and um you know I uh, yeah I, I'd had a good time with it we got some boobs we got some demons we got some rock we got some fucking cool effects and shit and some nice makeup and we've got Sammy Kirsch shaking his ass and like you know we got Gene Simmons doing some oh fucking can we just real quick like talk about Gene Simmons because there's this where's my note on it like um I love that bit where <laughs> He, where Eddie goes like about Sammy Kogus, no one understands him the way that I do. And then Gene Simmons just rolls his eyes so <laughs> fucking hard. And I was just like, oh my God, relatable. Cause like, no one loves him. Like, oh, fuck off. Um, but yeah, like, and then, you know, sort of get to the end and it was kind of like, oh, is that it? Like I was, I was kind of on this like good ride, you know, enjoying the flow of it all. And then like, ah, oh, all right. I guess that's, that's, that's the end. Cool. All right. Fine. Fine. I had, I had fun with it, but I kind of wished it was like a little bit. Again, it's kind of like Idle Hands, you know, like how at the end where it's just like, wait, that's it. Like, there's no demons, no how fine. No. <laughs> you know. All right. You know, and it was kind of like that was my reaction to this film as well. Like, um, it was kind of like, oh, that was that was over kind of quickly. But all right, I had fun. Um, you know, like that was that's like my real kind of big criticism of the film. Like everything else was kind of good fun, and you know, it, it, it was. Um, you know, of a vibe, but like the ending, I just thought was a little bit of a, an anticlimax. Another point: uh, this movie is clearly meant to be fun. I mean, yeah. we have a guy who's pulling little old ladies out of televisions and dropping them on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. You know, we have him. Uh, oh, oh, he, the whole scratching. Everything he does is just magical and almost whimsical. And you know, that may or may not work for you but i think that was the intent they were clearly going for right they weren't trying to make a serious dark disturbing horror film they were make trying to make a you know a good time you know yeah power kid that kind that kind of thing yeah 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 and i 100 get that and i don't necessarily need it to be a dark ending but like it would have been cool to kind of like have some like loads of flames and like you know something over the top and you know kind of silly but like you know just a bit of a spectacle like it doesn't have to be serious it doesn't have to be dark or bleak or anything but just like you know just a bit more of a spectacle um you know like uh, it would be kind of cool if like the ground opened up and then some big kind of like creature tentacle thing you know kind of pulled him down he's like ah you know like you know something like that like kind of I mean maybe it's a budget thing I don't know I, I don't know but like it would I, I just kind of it doesn't even have to be that extravagant, but just something maybe a bit more and, and it could still be tongue in cheek. It could still be like a little bit over the top and a bit fun and whatever else. But just I just kind of expected it a little bit more than what we were given. Here's, here's a question. Is this a film prim primarily just for metalers? No. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't think so. Uh, what is, 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 Do you consider yourself a metalist? Uh, am I, I, I? I'm certainly not. I, I have no objection to metal. You know, I appreciate the, you know, and understand the direction of people who love it. I get it. I fucking get it. It's, it's not my choice of music, but I get it. I understand it. Well, what about you, Kate? Are you a metalhead? I'm not like strictly a metalhead, but I certainly enjoy the genre. She likes Nine um, Kills. Oh, I do. I do like kind of. I, I mean, I am, so I can't look at it from another point of view. 
Yeah, I think. Okay, cool, cool. But for me, I feel like, as I said earlier, like I feel like the characters and situations are relatable regardless of what you're into. Because I that, feel like a lot of people. True. Yeah. Outside of the genre. Yeah, because true. I think even if you're not just if you're not into metal, then all right, if you're one of these people that was only ever cool and you were never like picked on and you were just like, you know, fucking whatever, like, all right, fine, you might not necessarily relate to this movie as well. But I feel like, I mean, for me, like, you know, I was a big nerd. This was before nerds were cool. Um, and I was a big nerd and I love Buffy and I was outspoken about it. Cheers, ADHD. And like, I was, you know, and I, I loved, you know, stuff that wasn't cool. And I was, you know, out and proud about it. And I said things that were a little bit weird and I, I, you know, whatever. And I was outspoken in class and stuff. And it kind of, I wasn't unpopular, but it it didn't, certainly didn't make me popular. And so I can watch this film and and relate to Eddie and relate to Roger and, and have that kind of experience of, I wasn't as badly treated as he was, but like, you know, being picked on and kids kind of like joking about or whatever in class and shit like that, you know, like, um, and stuff. And, And do you know what, like I was even bullied by teachers um because of various shit or whatever like is, 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 is that what it is relatability i think yeah i think so i think yeah i think okay. for me this is relatable i, I don't okay. feel like you need to be that's, a metalhead to appreciate enough. it that's fair enough okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no, that's fine absolutely fine and I, I i totally get it why people would relate to it and understand it and I, and I do understand it However, it's not for me. Yeah, if it's not a movie for you, it's not a movie for you. Like that's, that's yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah, it that's is what it is. Totally it's fine. I'm, if anything, I just feel bad because I made you watch a movie that. No, 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 no. No, Jamie, no, feel bad. Please do not make. No. No, Matt, Jamie, feel bad. <laughs> um, no, nah, of course not. Um, is there anything right, else scores. anyone wants to talk about? I was gonna say, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about this movie? No, I don't. No? I, don't think that's about it yeah. yeah okay cool just checking just checking scores um cool who wants to go first jamie um let's see um well for me on our scale uh you know we just do the netflix scale so oh, right, right. Okay. the old netflix scale so for me it's a five because i love it but i know you guys do a 10 scale so i would say probably on a 10 scale i would go with uh like an eight Nice. Okay. 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 Uh, I'd give right? it a ten. Oh wow! Really? really? So, so, so you literally think it's a perfect film? No. I just rate <laughs> movies that way. I just rate them at a emotional, personal. Okay. Yeah. Here comes some context. Matt will never give a movie a ten. I think he's yes, he will. Like one. Oh movie. yes, he will. What did you get? Was it Clockwork Orange or the Ten? No, the the thing. Oh yeah, okay, no, that's fair enough. It is the only film I'll give ten out of ten out of. You're scoring upset from that. Well, I will give you that one. The thing is, the best picture of all time. Yes. But um, to me, I just how do I feel about it? That's why I think the Netflix scale is the best scale. It's just I hated it. I didn't like it. Liked it. I really liked it. I loved it. And I loved yeah. it. And yeah. And I'm fully aware <clears throat> that a lot of that <laughs> is me looking through rose-colored glasses. I am right. always aware of that. Uh, it's like my love for the movie Chopping Mall. 
I completely. <laughs> I would never stand up there and say, as an artistic work, this is a masterpiece. But you wouldn't. Uh, however, you love it. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that's totally fucking fair. No, I, I appreciate that. I Matt, totally get that. What's what's your uh, score? For, for me, uh, it's five out of ten. That's not the worst so, ever. Uh, yeah, it's no. actually not bad for Matt. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I just didn't get invested. I I really didn't like the main character. Um, I understood his position. I loved that scenario. I just felt it just needs to be, um, I don't know, just portrayed a little little bit better for me personally. I'm I'm not a heavy metal man. Not that I have any disrespect for any of that because I love it. I get it. Uh, just yeah, not for me. This one, that's fair enough. It's fair. Uh, oh, actually, I, I did give it uh five satanic dub plates out of ten. All oh, right, nice. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot to do that. Oh. Do you want to do one? Yeah, I will uh, I will give it eight half melted metal guy faces out of ten. Excellent, <laughs> I like that. Awesome. I'll give it 10 horns up out of 10. Nice. Whoa, wow. Horns awesome. up. Okay. My okay. my score is um kind of in between everyone's. Mine is a 7.5 Gene Simmons eye rolls out of 10. Nice. Yeah. We, we haven't really spoken about it. Can I just bring up the whole uh, tape in the car scenario? See, that I loved. You know, when the girls, you know, she's, you know, just playing the tape. Oh, is it because there was tits in the scene, Matt? No, no, not not anything <laughs> to do with the tits and the fact that it got slightly erotic. That was great. <laughs> it just, Good I, you know, come on, there's a monster there, and then what? Well, yeah. And the end of the point, I was like, fuck. I, I want that shit. I want. I want to see. I would have liked to see him come back and stuff a bit more, yeah. Like, the ears melting stuff was cool, and, yeah. I just, yeah, just sorry, I just need to bring that up. Oh, like, maybe, do you know what would have maybe, like, satisfied both of our riches with that? Is if, right, at the end, like, you know, I can't want to call him Gene Simmons, not him, Sammy Kerr, um, you know, like, he has, he kind of goes all like, ah, and stuff with, the demon thing behind him all big and shit going and stuff and then like some even bigger demon from hell's depths like pulling him down and be like ah! and then as though nothing happened like that cool. <laughs> 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 yeah all you right get yeah you, you get it you get it uh yeah nah, I, that said, ah, and then the other guy said, like, ah. ah. and then the other guy said, ah. and yeah. said ah. there was like Ooh. some hand wavy motions in there too you guys can't see it but it was there yeah you get it <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i really enjoyed this film it was a good it was a good time to be had for me um it wasn't perfect there were some things I'd, I'd probably change about it or like just do slightly differently but yeah i really appreciate it thank you jamie for thank bringing you jamie, yeah, and absolutely. also i hadn't seen it the fucking before so that was really cool i know it's one i'd heard a lot about um and if nothing else, praise the fucking soundtrack. So yeah, like that. Um, cool. So our next film is Brian's pick. It is Devil's Candy from 2015. Keeping on the metal train. Brian, would you like, or maybe Jamie, if you're not feeling too well, mate, um, read out some of the blurb for Devil's Candy. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, uh, Jamie, you got that. Yeah. Yeah. It's my job. It's what I do. (laughs) Devil's Candy from 2015. Satanic forces possess a struggling painter after he and his young family move into their rural Texas dream home. Mm -hmm. This was uh, directed by Sean Byrne. Mm -hmm. And um, incidentally, I reached out to him. Did you? Did you get him back? I did, yes. (gasps) He was awesome. very appreciative. Uh, actually, I can uh, read you what I said. Oh, exclusive inside scoop? Fuck yeah. Is it exclusive uh, but this stars, uh, Ethan Embry, Sh- uh, Shiri Appleby, Pruitt Taylor. Third name doesn't. Taylor. Isn't it David Pruitt? Pruitt Taylor. Wait. Oh, Pruitt oh, Taylor right. Vince. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, that devil. Or as Brian calls him, the shaky eye guy. <laughs> Yeah. Get it? Yeah. I get that. I get it. And uh then Clara Glasgow stars as, as Kiara. Oh Kiara, sorry. Thank sorry. You. I'm old and blind. No, it's all right. I appreciate it. But uh real quick, I'll read you what I said to Sean Byrne. Just because, I love this. Um I don't often reach out to directors, but if a, a film apparently you do though, like this is twice now. So. <laughs> I know I've done it like four times, but if what? a film strikes me, then I will. But I sent him this. I was like, just rewatch The Devil's Candy. I'm finding it difficult to put into words how that film affects me on some deep emotional level. By the end, every time there are tears rolling down my face as I sit wrapped unable to break away Mm. it's not the story it's not the visuals it's not the spot on down to every beat soundtrack it's not the powerful soul-wrenching performances of the actors who make me believe every single emotion from joy to screaming desperation at the perceived loss of a child it's everything all of it and one word comes to mind perfection i cannot begin to recall the last time a film cut me this deep and there is absolutely no way anything else will be my number one this year. Upon the first viewing, I thought, probably, but seeing it again has me laughing at my past self. Probably, you're a fucking fool. This is miles above everything else. Sean Byrne is a talented son of a bitch. Well, I mean, we don't have to fucking yeah. say anything else, do we? <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's it, everybody. That's the right, devil's next, candy. Next, uh, next episode, we'll be... <laughs> what he did he said, uh, say back? Yeah. He said, thanks for the kind, thoughtful words, Jamie. I wish you were running the studios. Then I might have more chance of getting my scripts made more regularly. <laughs> really? Oh, he has a fucker time of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that was it. Oh, that was pretty good, though. Oh, my God. Has you, oh, wait, hang on. Has, have you read that on a podcast before? Uh, no. Exclusive content right here, folks. You heard it here. Hashtag moist. Hashtag moist. Hashtag moist. Hashtag moist. Hashtag spray. Fuck yeah. What, what? Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're going to listen to the trailer. Uh, and uh, then we'll be back in a few minutes. And we will, we will discuss. We will discuss the devil's candy. We've come to the place where we joke about the idea of the devil. But that is Satan's lie to distract us from the reality of who he is. And what's going on? It's like 
It flowed through me. I don't remember painting this. This is mommy and daddy's house. They're dead. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I need to come home now. We are his pawns. We are his demons on earth. He uses us to carry out his unspeakable deeds. We satiate his hunger. Jehovah's work is wonderfully disturbing. Oh my God. I didn't mean to do this. To sacrifice. He will slither into your soul. the gas trailer for devil's candy from 2015 brian this is your pick so do you want to um read out the imdb bits i will uh as previously defer it to my better half uh-huh. yeah that's right this is done yeah is it <laughs> okay this was written and directed by sean byrne and stars ethan embry mm-hmm. shiri appleby Pruitt Taylor Vince, Kiara Glasgow, Tony Amendola, and various others. <laughs> yeah, those were the nice. And um, what is it about, pray tell? Okay. A. Oh, that's not okay. <laughs> A struggling painter is possessed by dark forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas. In this creepy haunted house tale, it's not a haunted. Yeah, it's not not a haunted house tale at all. Fucking IMDb. Oh, I know (laughs) they're in their public input. Um, Should look at Wikipedia instead. Um, (laughs) So um, cool. Yeah. So I've got some trivia's. so, yeah, so Ethan Embry uh, said that the script hit him very hard as he grew up Southern Baptist and very religious. Not only that, but he was specifically forbidden to listen to metal as after it was said um, ACDC stood for Antichrist Death Child. <laughs> like, did you hear that? I didn't know. I hadn't heard that either, but that's what he said in an interview. I don't know. I always heard Antichrist Devil Child. Oh, yeah, maybe it was that. Uh... Maybe, yeah. Antichrist Devil Child, yeah. I haven't um, heard that either. I never Yeah, heard no, I've not heard either of them. Um, but apparently when I was, because I was like, I haven't heard this, so I, I went to sort of like fact check on it, and apparently ACDC was like a term back then used for if you were like gay or bisexual or something. Yes. 
Supposedly ACDC picked it just because they saw it on the back of a sewing machine. They liked yeah. how it looked. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. And then when they came to somewhere, some cabbie's like, well, you kind of know what that means, right? And they were like, no. <laughs> so, supposedly that- they were totally flabbergasted. Yeah, but apparently it got them like a lot of like plays and stuff and like gigs because they would just like play at these gay venues and stuff all the time. Um, so yeah, apparently the director sent the first cut of the movie to Metallica, who approved two tracks for the movie after watching it. Which, and um, they did. Well, yeah. I, you know, wow. there's the uh, they also have. Doesn't he have a bobblehead of Kurt Hammett or yeah, something? But... And then oh, they're really? wearing Metallica t-shirts. They are and... wearing Metallica t-shirts. Yeah, so, yeah. This was clearly endorsed by Metallica, which yeah. uh, I thought was kind of funny because I'm like, you know, did they pay them to do this? Because Ulrich, oh, oh, what's his name? Lars, <laughs> Lars Ulrich. Lars, yeah. I can't even remember his first name. You know how he's a uh, he's all about the moolah. So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what their situation was, or if well, they just is... said, yeah, go ahead and use them for free. Well, this is the thing because, like, I mean, this wasn't like it's just like a, a low budget movie. You know, like oh, I yeah. can't imagine them having big bucks to be able to pay out Metallica for their branding and their songs. So right. like, and that's so, what I said when we watched it. I'm like, the 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 licensing fees alone for this film would be outrageous. Yeah, but I mm. think after sort of seeing this, like first, I don't know, it was either um, a first draft of the or like a or the final draft of the script, and or a rough cut of like the first. You know, like, you know, before they put all the editing and make it all snazzy um, of the film, like a rough draft of the film. Um, but yeah, it seemed it wasn't specified in like the interview that I saw, but it seemed to be like they kind of just liked it. And well, I can't it, imagine they'd have done it for free, but they might have worked out a deal, you know. It could also have been uh, Kurt Hammett, the guitarist of Metallica, is a huge, huge, huge horror fan. Yeah. Um, so okay. maybe he got involved somewhere or somehow. Yeah, and obviously, uh, this, just, sorry. I was going to say, this is a definitely puts metal in a good light kind yeah, of film. Exactly. So. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. It's, it's definitely a respectful film of, of um, like, you know, of metal and stuff. And it's a movie that's clearly inspired by metal and things. So, yeah. So maybe it was just that they just kind of liked it and they did it real cheap or whatever. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Um, the score and demonic chanting slash whispers were created by Hungarian band. Right. <clears throat> okay, so the first first bit is called Sun, I reckon, or Sun, because it's S-U-N-N. But then I don't really know, I don't know if you guys know, but like it's like a capital O and then a, a three brackets, like closing brackets. So I don't know if that's mm. pronounced a particular way. Or I've never heard of that. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, so the demonic chanting, so yeah, everything, the score, everything, um, anything that wasn't like actual music, from like tracks um, was by then, um, and the demonic chanting. Sorry, what was that? Uh, I, I was going to say, does that include the you know the ET? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all of that. And the demonic. That's so that bit you were on about there. Uh, right. It was actually made into a sixteen-minute track called. Ah, oh, shit! Something in Hungarian. Bell. <laughs> Bell. <laughs> Bell. I should have looked that. Bell. Roll. Put. Tip. I don't know. So I'll put it in the I'll put it in the Facebook page, uh, which translates to destroys from the inside, um, and it can be found on YouTube. So I'll I'll post that to the Facebook page. After I this, only know talks. one word in Hungarian, mm-hmm. and if it's even correct, but I was taught this word 
like 30 years ago. <laughs> and supposedly that means little dick. But <laughs> oh, right. That's good. What are they? I know goulash. Oh. <laughs> yes, and I speak Swedish too. Meatballs. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, uh, I know Mexican. It's Doritos. Because <laughs> Mexican's its own language. I don't know if you guys know that. getting desperate. Um, what was the word again? Jamie didn't quite catch it. Kichipus. Kichipus. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sounds so okay. cute. It's very cute. Well, I mean, it kind of, yeah. Little dick would be cute. <laughs> oh, look at that little thing. Um, cool. So director and writer Sean Burns' inspiration for this movie came from Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um Oh, I love yeah. some Nick Cave. Oh, mm. great. So great. Uh, he derived meaning from the lyrics in that the devil can't physically walk the earth and have to use humans as vessels in order to carry out his evil doings. Uh, he also uh, used his own psychology and fears as inspiration. So, like, he, you know, he's an artist and he'd recently had twins and was terrified of bringing them up in a world that was so full of corruption and worried how they could be influenced by either good or evil or, like, have some evil happen to them, things like that. Um, and that sort of comes into some of the themes later on, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Um, Byrne was turned on to Ethan Embry through the producer Keith Calder um, after, he after he worked with him in Cheap Thrills. Um, great movie, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen it. Um, Byrne it. Oh, it's so good. Um, you'd really like it. Actually, is it on? No. Mm, you should check it out, though. It's good. Um, Byrne watched it and really liked his performance in it. Then he watched him in some of his earlier roles, sort of in lighter movies such as Empire Records, and could see how as well as being this sort of like very intimidating guy, he could also be this very lovable guy, um, you know, as you know, so as well as well as being able to go to some dark places, which is obviously pretty important for this role and, and the character arc. Uh, and last thing, Ray's jumpsuit colours are representative of the devil, black and red, but the slivers of white portray his lost innocence and childlike demeanour. Byrne, uh, Byrne chose the... Uh, oh, start that again. <laughs> Byrne chose a jumpsuit as a nod to iconic horror villains such as jason and michael and that is the end of the trivia uh so nice. brian this was this is your pick um tell us why did you choose the devil's candy okay uh i wanted to pick this one because it pairs so nicely with what we just did in trick-or-treat mm -hmm. uh, most horror movies that have heavy metal in them and there's quite a few but heavy metal's always the bad guy because it's always, you know, considered dark and spooky and the whole satanic panic and parents just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea behind this movie, though, what originally drew me to it was it treats heavy metal as the hero. Yeah. In other words, yeah. nothing in this movie is evil because of the music. No. There's evil stuff, but the music actually helps lessen the evil. It drowns it out. Excuse me. It drowns it out, and it even brings a family together. Mm. Uh, the father and daughter especially, they have a special bond when it comes to metal. And yeah. even the main bad guy of this, he turns to metal for his salvation. Yeah. So, as dark and scary as it sounds and is often portrayed, here it's actually a positive force. And I really like that because it was a positive force in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, completely. Oh, cool. I think, like, um, that's the same, you know, with 
a lot of things that are considered like dark, like horror, metal, stuff like that, um, you know, or like, uh, you know, supernatural fantasy books to some extent as well, you know, with the whole hoo-ha about Harry Potter and things, you know, and um, yeah. and I think like, you know, so often people do find something positive and there's a wholesomeness to those kinds of things because it's like, you know, here's where the misfits are, here's where, it's kind of what I was saying with like trick or treat, you know, like you can all kind of relate to, you know, in some ways being outcasts or, you know, not being like the quote unquote popular kid or whatever, you know, even if we weren't necessarily unpopular, like, you know, um, we have these sort of things that we kind of relate to and stuff and we find our little tribes within these things and our little communities, um, you know, and I think like, you know, I mean, even with like the podcasting and stuff, do you know what I mean? Like with the horror community within that pod our little podcasting corner of the internet, like we all like come together. I've got people like you guys who, I mean, obviously I've met Matt now, but like, you know, for ages, Matt and I haven't met, and Jamie, you and I have never met, Brian, you and I have never met in real life, and, um, but I would still consider you friends, and, you know, really good friends at that, and, um, you know, it's that kind of, like, you, you have often have the quote-unquote dark things actually being really wholesome and, and uniting, as you said, like, you know, with, with the father and daughter, especially having that bond over metal and stuff, and, you know, it's quite, you know, quite the opposite of what you were saying about, oh, my par parents just don't understand, like, in this case, the parent not only understands, but he's instigating it, you know, he's encouraging it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? um, so, well, yeah, metal's been good. around now long enough where a lot of original metal fans are now passing it on to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. You go to metal shows and it ain't just a bunch of long haired, drunk, high, you know, people. There's families there. It's, well, we yeah. just did that. We yeah. went to we went to see Iron Maiden a week and a half ago. And I was yeah, surprised yeah, yeah. how many yeah, yeah. kids were there, there. There were a lot of parents there with little kids, little bitty kids. Brilliant. And the kids yeah. were loving it. And they were singing like before the concert even started, there was this little boy behind us. Did you hear him? Yeah. And he was just he was back there singing two minutes <laughs> to men. And like oh, nothing was going on. Oh, he just was wow. so excited that Brilliant. he could wait for it. So oh, yeah. it was really cute. Yeah. And I also noticed I was like my God, baby, look around there. Cause everybody's our age. Yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> <old>. yeah. Old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I remember my first gig ever was uh the Rolling Stones concert uh with my dad. Really? And I was yeah, I was really wow. I, think, I, was, I don't know, it was six or seven. I was I was sat on his shoulders and like I just like I'd grown up well, I think grown up <laughs> all of my six or seven years. Um, but like we had like the Rolling Stones and my dad was a bit of a mod more than like a metalhead um but like yeah we had all of that stuff going on things so i knew all the words i was like singing along on my dad's shoulders and all of this you know to rolling stones and i was about i don't know seven years old or something um so yeah it's really it, it's really cool and and like you know i've got my own kid now and i know i'll be passing on things to her and um you know and and some stuff that my dad listened to and, and some stuff that I've gotten into since I've got older and things. Um yeah it's well, really I mean you've already starting that. her started dressing her like a droog. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone if anyone's been on the podcast page long enough, I've uh yeah, basically my kid refused to wear her fairy outfit for uh, World Book Day. So she refused to wear her rings, refused to wear the tutu or anything. So I just let her in what she was wearing, which was white leggings and a white long sleeve top. And she was still in nappies at that point. So she had like, you know, the oversized bum. And I basically just gave her my, my umbrella and um, sent her through. <laughs> and I was just like, right, yep, yeah, you can be Alex. And if that's you're gonna be your attitude, 
go ahead be a rapist you know murderer go ahead have fun <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, and you know what it still life. counts for world book day it absolutely it's still does. A fictional character it, in a yeah it's based on a book i have the book on my shelf um so yeah did not cheat she was just being a little asshole so quite in character um so <laughs> uh so yeah so if anyone who wasn't sure what that how that was about and i didn't intentionally dress my kid up as a horrible thug thanks to a rapist <laughs> I was really proud of myself, but I'm not going to lie. Um, on the spot parenting, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, it's really cool when you can we can share those things with your kids, um, you know, <laughs> when they're aware of it as they get older anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's really nice. And you're right, it does pair really well with um, with Trick or Treat that we did earlier. And it's it's got that kind of real love for the genre in different ways, I think. Like, it, um, you know, they're obviously very different movies and, like, they have oh yeah but there's uh, trick a, or treat is very silly yeah it's a very cheesy very fun horror film this one it's isn't not too cheesy it's not too silly it's pretty it's dark. serious <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not it's not cheery no no uh, it's... <laughs> yeah this is not one to like just oh yeah should we shove this one and just have some popcorn and have fun with it no no uh, <laughs> this goes to some pretty pretty horrific places but um no uh no, it's gonna be good to to chat about um jamie obviously you had seen this before as well this was this it was everyone's first watch or oh, sorry was this everyone has everyone seen this before sorry yes uh i had <laughs> yeah well yeah. Oh, yeah 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 i've seen it four or five times i don't know i fucking love this movie yeah and matt you had seen it before it. i had yes yeah, yeah yeah cool um so yeah so jamie what what do you think of this obviously you just said you love it um i love it but, like, uh, well it was uh it's like i said in the message to sean it was it was the culmination of everything that makes me love it so much not only the great soundtrack not only the brilliant direction which i thought was brilliant like he has some really gorgeous shots in this awesome, film and uh, his actors were all just amazing the scenes where they have to emote as far as when they think they've lost their daughter or when the scene where they go, yeah. the parents go to pick her up at the police station, and they just both collapse into her and hug mm, her. And just hold on to her, yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah, it just, it was so real. Their relationships, all of them, felt so real. Like, it, where it was mom and dad, or dad and daughter, mom and daughter, they had such a sweet relationship. They had yeah. such a good family uh, dynamic. Everything just it felt authentic and their emotions felt authentic and even when the oh, i can't remember her name the kiara is her real name but the daughter zoe she, zoe thank you even when she was having to be terrified you know when she woke up and mm. uh, the guys like in the bed with her uh, that i believed it I believed mm. every second of it, you know, mm. it just, and it tears my heart out every time I watch it because I feel for them so much. And when you think that there are times toward the end where you think one or both of the parents could be dead mm. and then it's, it's devastating because yeah. you don't want anything to hurt this family. Not and, yeah, completely. Uh, yeah. I also love the fact, and this is one of my favorite aspects, is that Sean Byrne managed to create a villain 
that is terrifying, but at the same time, very sympathetic. Mm. I, I yeah. feel for him. And I, I know that because, you know, he doesn't want to do these things. It's not his choice to do these things. And he tries everything he can to keep from doing these things and nothing, nothing helps, Works. but yeah. he does try. He tries not to, he doesn't want to, but he's forced to by this entity or by the devil. Mm. And it's to me, that's heartbreaking as well because mm. he is, I don't think that there is anything evil or bad about him. I think he just is being, uh, you know, he is a puppet and mm. he can't cut his strings. He can't stop it. And it's, I, I hate my heart goes out to him as well. And that scene where he comes to the house and, you know, knocks on the door and Zoe answers the door and she's so sweet when she answers the door, she's like, Hey, <laughs> you know, Hey, what's up? You know, and she's talking to him and he's like, you know, and then they find out that his parents used to live there and he used to live there. And he's like, I need to come home. And then when, uh, when Ethan Embry closes the door on him, it may, it, makes me sad because I'm like, Oh my mm. God, that was so mean. And even Zoe and their, her mom, they're like, that was so mean. And I'm like, it was. And even though he is a murderer <laughs> at the same, and we know that as the audience, I, I can't help it. Like it just, because there is an, an innocence about him that sort of betrays this evil side because that evil side isn't really him. And so that innocent part, I just, I just want to like hug him. I feel so bad for him because he doesn't want to be this way. So it's, I, and that's what I love about it. I love that you have a, a, a villain who is equally terrifying, but also sympathetic. And then you have this incredible family that crossed pat that crosses paths with him. And it just, it takes you all over the place emotionally and if a film can affect me that way, then it's you know, doing you got right. my vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I agree with everything that you said there. I think like we care so much about this family. We don't want anything to happen to them. You know, you were saying later on, like you know, this bit where you don't know if maybe one or both of them are dead, and like my heart just like like you, it just it wrenches at that bit because you know not only are we worried about them, but in the meantime, um, Zoe's been, she gets chased down and is taken, um, he brings her back in, in a minute, but like he does take her out of the house. And can you imagine hearing your child scream, being completely immobilized, unable to do anything, know that she's being taken by a, a murderer and someone who is is basically insane and, um, you know, or at least, you know, would come off as insane, like, to be honest, it, he's not really insane because he is being <laughs> infiltrated by the devil um but like you know and and just being completely helpless to do anything to help your child like that just oh my god like I can't mm. I can't even think about it you know it's just it's so gut-wrenching um and then yeah but again you know um uh with Roy's character it's it's such a complex character and and the actor you know does such a great job Roy? Ray Oh, Ray. Sorry, not Roy. Um, Ray. It sucks Roy. <laughs> He's Roy. I don't know. I don't know where I got Roy from. I'm sorry. You don't remember um, Roy? 
Yeah. The guy. <laughs> you know the guy? Were you paying attention? Did you even watch this film? Were you watching the wrong film again? Were you watching Hard Candy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, uh, sorry, right. Um, yeah, he has got this real, um, like, innocence, and we do find out more about him, and it seems that he is, he's almost, I don't want to say just as much as a, as a victim, but he is a victim. And um, he has this, as you say, like, he has this sort of, like, streak within him that, of that innocence, but he wants to be good, and he w- doesn't want to do the things that he's being made to do, and he tries so hard to save Zoe. And, um, and yeah, it, it, it is really heartbreaking to watch, but then when you see him doing the things that he does, it's so malevolent like um wait malevolent yeah malevolent that's the word right yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. thanks um (laughs) and uh yeah and it's just it's so genuinely scary um it's like this this switch and it's it's so amazing to watch and I think that that's what's so great about um you know this film is how all the characters are so well written and they're so complex and they have these layers and it's not just a case of black and white and good and evil it's a case of there's like so many different things going on and I think that that's very true to life like we might not necessarily be possessed by the devil but nobody is all good no one's all evil we all have our influences we all have stuff that makes us who we are and builds up as characters and you know it's um it's a really good reflection of that I feel um Mm. and you know you're saying about like he's you know he's being manipulated and stuff and you know he he is it's kind of what um you know saying about in the trivia about how his jumpsuit sort of reflects um, this innocent and and how like the the uh, song Red Right Hand was um, an influence with like the devil not being able to sort of man himself manifest himself physically in our realm but like have to use vessels and you know he is kind of like the perfect vessel like he's you know because he's this very vulnerable guy he's obviously got some learning difficulties he's not equipped to sort of defend himself and is the type of person to be easily manipulated and influenced by the devil or probably most anyone if, it, if 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 this wasn't set in like with like any of these sort of supernatural um aspects you know he would probably be manipulated and and sort of controlled by somebody else um you know because he's just got that innocence where he just trusts or he listens or you know um you know all those kinds of, yeah. of things saying, you know yeah. Yeah. um yeah. so why why not the devil and you know this is obviously very um comparable to how like the church and religion generally teach the way that the devil works you know through temptation suggestion and like sort of letting man's free will kind of do its worst you know just sort of yeah. whispering in your ear like oh you go do that go do that and then you're like no no, no go do it okay <laughs> um and then you find out that he did the same thing when he was a child yeah and has spent all this time in a hospital yeah up to that point or up to the point where we're now and, uh, and in the beginning, his mom is like, you're going back to the hospital. That's it. You know, mm. so this is something that has been plaguing him his entire life. Can you just imagine? And that's horrible. Yeah. It's uh, like having like the de- literally have the devil whisper in your ear your entire life. Like, I just can't imagine. Like fair play to him retaining any sort of semblance of innocence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I'm curious to hear what Matt thinks of this one since he wasn't so fond of the of my pick. Oh, oh shots fired! Wow. wow, and that's fine. No, that's it's totally not. fine. It's not. It's not. Fine. It is. Everybody can be wrong. Jamie's really mad at you, Matt. No, she isn't. No, 
she's not. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. So yeah, carry on. What we say. Well, yeah, this is this is my second watch, um, and I have to say, this got me a lot harder second watch than the first watch. Um, I enjoyed it the first time. I really enjoyed it the second time. Yay! Um, yay! Uh, I think. <laughs> I think one of the reasons, I mean, it is, it's, it's a very powerful film. It's a very, it's very realistic. It's a situation which, okay, not the devil stuff, but, you know, somebody breaking into your house and uh, attacking your family. It, it's that, that that got me and that was so realistic. Um, you know, uh, uh, as you were saying earlier, you know, the characters are so believable. You, you know, it's, uh, you know, husband, wife and a, and a daughter. I don't know how old the daughter was, but that's like, that's that's me. That's me, my wife and my daughter. She's mm. 12, you know, and I, I, I felt myself being dragged into this feeling how I would react and how I'd feel. Um, and I mean, there was, there was a point, I mean, Christ, it was the bit where um, uh, Ray has basically got into the house, um, has basically grabbed Zoe, done all the sort of shooting and stuff, and basically holds holds the gun at Astrid's head. Um, and then she just kind of like whispers, whispers like, you know, I love you, just mouths, you know, I love you. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, fuck, I was like, fuck, I had tears rolling down my eyes. I don't know, it just really, it caught me off guard. Um, and yeah, I just, I just found it really, really powerful. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. There's a lot of aspects which I enjoyed about it. You know, it's, it's brutal, uh, really bloody brutal in parts. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that. I like, I like the grittiness, grittiness of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Nice. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, it's really not afraid to go to those places. You know, the bit where he takes the kid and we hear the kids screaming and screaming and screaming. And then he, um, you know, he's got him in the bathroom. We see him enter. He's got the saw and it doesn't show you anything after that, but you don't, it, next thing you see is, is like a suitcase. And you, up the blood and, stuff. and you know what's happening. It's just, it's, oh, it's horrific. And um, it's really the worst of humanity, that type of thing. And um, it's not afraid to go to those places. And fair play to like the studio pick this up because like, you know, there are some studios who wouldn't touch something like this with a barge pole just because of how dark it gets, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's, it's really like good the, for doing uh, that. The bit where he's in the park and there's yeah. the kid with the dog, and then there's the kid on the swing, and the, the misdirection. That yes, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's amazing. It's so good because the kid, you know, the dog goes running into the woods, and then the kid's like, "All right, I got to go get the dog." And you see him walking towards the woods. You see Ray in the woods, and so you're kind of expecting, at least. I was the first time I saw it, expecting him to take that kid. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then and the dog, yeah, up, yeah. Yeah, and then too. he comes up and you see him raise the rock and it's actually the kid on the swing. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then when he takes that kid to the motel and <laughs> he's like walking in with this 
bundle like wrapped up bundle yeah. and then all of a sudden it starts squealing and moving and you're just like oh i mean to me when i when we watched it this time as soon as that kid started to wriggle and squeal it just it it i don't mm. i don't i don't i felt it like i felt it in my guts it was horrifying yeah yeah because you know? yeah. if they're you know passed out and you know aren't having any reaction then that's one thing there's like not, they're passive but and it's it you know, like when it suddenly when it suddenly woke up and it when the kid suddenly woke up and was like you know <laughs> wriggling and screaming, it brings home that that is a live child. Yeah. And yeah. you know what's about to happen to that live child. You yeah. Know? And it's just it. And just so many times I just feel like so many feel. times in this movie shit runs all over you. You know. It's yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you kind of need a cold shower after after watching this movie. And, um, you know, speaking of misdirection as well, like I really love, well, I mean, okay, so I, um, I feel like this is, I thought this was clear. I thought this is, oh, this is what the film is. But then reading like people's comments and stuff online and things like that, I was just like, but that's not, that's not what happened. So I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Um, I... Are we in agreement or no that while Ray is being um, like influenced by the devil, um, Jesse, Ethan Embry's character, like he's like he's not being communicated through by the devil. I don't know what he's being, whether it's an angel or whether it's God or Jews or whatever. But like I thought that he was being influenced by the opposing force because oh that's interesting like, i think maybe at the end he kind of is because there is a moment of what could be seen as grace at the very end of the film where and he looks like jesus yeah well that helps uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's all the, these like parallels because like because <clears throat> everything that he does it essentially it it pushes him to find these kids um, and see, presumably you can like releasing his soul. It, it tries. When he comes walking into the house when he's alone one day and it's just him in the house, he comes walking in, you hear the exact same voice talking yes. to him that was talking to Ray. And I feel like I, what I think is happening there is I think that the devil is trying to block him uh, because uh, like it that the force overtakes him and he starts making the, the dark, dark painting. And he doesn't even know that he did it. He's like in a trance when he does it. Like he is, he wakes up and he's like, I didn't paint this. Yeah. I don't think that was God giving him a warning. I think that was the devil trying to manipulate him. Well, then they also, the art dealer, yeah, which of is, yeah, which but is, Belial which company. is, right. Which yeah, is, you know, yeah. named Belial and he yeah. comes over he knows that he has to go pick up his daughter, but he's like, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices. And so I think that that is them trying to, not them, but it, the, you know, the force, trying to force him in a direction it wants him yes. to go. And he, I, but I love that scene because after the Belial guy says, sometimes you have to make sacrifices, and then the next thing you see is him driving to pick up his daughter. So I feel like he probably was like, yeah, not this time. Yep. I got to go pick up my daughter. Yeah, but then on the way, his car gets crashed and he ends up not was... making it. It's like they're trying to push everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, 100%. I, I, sorry. Yeah, carry on. You were just going to say, Brian. 
I was just going to say, I read it all as temptation. And no matter how he was tried, tempted, or manipulated, he kept rising above. And that's why yeah. at the end, he does save the day. He saves his daughter. And he saves the rest of the children who've been lost for so long. And he is, at some point, something good is giving him... Yes. Uh, messages of some kind because he knows where to find those dead children. Yeah. But so, I think yeah, up until think that point, it was the devil play. trying to, yeah. you know. Oh, this, okay, you know, so you're going to say it, that? It, is that? Is that, sorry, is that, so that's what that is. So that's what I thought at, at the very end when he's digging in the dirt and, and, he, and he gets the boxes out. So those are previous children. The missing kids. Yep. Yeah. Got yeah. you. Yeah, and I that's see. what he's been, he's been painting at him. Yeah, uh, and like he painted right, them. Okay. He needs to let he needs to let them out. But no, I, I no, I, yeah. I, I okay. Sorry, I agree I, with I, everything. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say I hadn't realized that they were there at the house. I thought they were like in the woods somewhere just, else. I no, because that's that's where Ray grew up. So that's where he would bury the bodies. And that's okay. where he was familiar but, uh, with. That's why he'd keep coming back. Sense, but sense. I, I agree with everything that you were that you guys were saying with that. I think we're kind of like we're agreeing with the same thing. I'm just sort of, but in slightly different ways because like, so I've got like um, notes here, sort of saying like you know we've got this one guy who's being tormented and, and manipulated by the devil. He watches old sermons and was first influenced as a kid, you know, when he was innocent. But then we contrast it with the character of Jesse, who is an adult and is very much an adult. You know, he's not got um, the same sort of innocence that, sorry, excuse me, that Ray has. Um, and he, you know, he listens to metal, which is, you know, quote unquote, the devil's music. But then he kind of looks like the whitewashed version of Jesus. He's ultimately mm -hmm. the savior of not only his own kid, but all of these other kids' souls as well. He's, and then I also, you know, got the whole temptation thing. You know, he's tested in order to get to this end. He has to make these real choices. You've got the use of the word sacrifice. You've got, you know, all of these things. But the reason why... It, it, to me, he's he is like the savior figure because there's, along with this um, theme of temptation and things, you've got greed, you've got ambition, you know, to the point where you kind of he almost loses track of who he is and what's important in, in order to achieve, achieve success and wealth and everything. And then there's also things like pride in there. Um, and again, that kind of goes to my theory is is that in that Jesse is kind of more of a Jesus type. I'm not I'm not saying he's Jesus. I'm not saying that, but like that kind of thing um because he's constantly being tempted he's constantly being tested like jesus was by the devil um you know and he has to overcome his material wants to save his children and his family the real um the real values in his life um and like you know like jesus and the devil uh desert sorry the devil uses his vulnerability to try and manipulate him with you know jesus obviously it's his weakened state and stuff and uh, with jesse it's through his art and his need to support his family but in both those cases it's kind of ironic that both of those things are ultimately like they ultimately provide a gateway for the devil to kind of creep in. So by them trying to do the right thing, it opens up, it opens them up to vulnerability. Um, and so you've got Jesus who proves his faith by fasting. And, and um, then you've got Jesse who proves who's kind of creating this dark art in order to provide for his family. So like he's creating this dark art, which obviously appeals to the um, curator guy. And then you've got, um, but ultimately what he's doing although it's very very dark and it's like you would think that it's kind of influenced by the devil what he's kind of doing is is creating this map almost to lead to the children who have been 
taken and oh, murdered. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Do you know what you I mean? Think that you, okay. Well, I mean, I can, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Like the, yeah. the painting itself was sort of a conduit for him to, uh, I don't know, connect with these children's souls and yeah. save them. In the yeah. End. I mean, and by the time we get to the end, he definitely is a Christ figure. Yes. Like, yeah. there is no question about that. Like, that is, I think that was what was fully intended. I think that's yeah, why yeah, he yeah. looks the way he looks, because Ethan Embry never looks like that anywhere else. So. No, he does not. Um, <laughs> that was a conscious As a matter story. of fact, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't even recognize him. Does he, you know? Does, does he kind of, in a way, like, there, are, especially when we have these, like, close-ups, um, he kind of, um, to me looks a little bit like christian bale yes absolutely not, yeah okay cool look at something like uh where christian bale was skinnier like in the, like the machinist or yeah like that. yeah and he has that kind of like desperation and that kind of like intense focus that real intensity about him um yeah, like I, he's, I, he's I honestly thought this. it was christian bale the first time i watched it christian it bale could do this Oh, totally. Uh, the, the, the first time I watched this, I had no idea what it was about. I didn't know anything about it as far as who was in it. And then I thought it was Christian Bale. And then I, then I started looking up stuff and I was like, wait, Ethan Embry is in this movie. I haven't seen him. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, it's Ethan Embry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks completely, completely different. Yeah, no, like, and I know what you're saying with like the, the voices and the stuff. I mean, to be honest, like, to me, it, like, anything where... I mean, even if you if you look at the original transcripts of the Bible, apparently, like the voice of God and the voice of angels, you can't you can't hear it. You, it's so powerful; it would just it would mush your brain, you know. So maybe yeah, like any sort of yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yes, exactly. I, was, I mean, I was <clears throat> I was thinking supernatural, um, <laughs> but um, and, but you know they, that that is like you know a thing that a lot of Thing get things other things to take from and um and you know luckily for uh for filmmakers they don't have to worry about what god sounds like they can just use that to to rely upon um but <laughs> the um but like unless it, you're monty python and well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well monty python's are there to break the rules you know so <laughs> um but the um but yeah like it's kind of it wouldn't surprise me if like any being from that plane of existence or whatever had this kind of weird morphed sound because that's the only way we can hear it as humans and um and as mortals um and then like well you and know, also the difference between angels and demons is one group fell down well yeah they're the same thing like you know yeah. they're, they're all demons and angels and i mean lucifer was an angel um you know so um maybe like you know i mean for me i just feel like it's there's these two opposing for, I don't know, maybe it's because i read too much stephen king and there's always a an opposing force um but like i just sort of feel like you know like ray is is kind of ironic that he's like the innocent one and he's the he's kind of got this very pure soul that's being um completely corrupted and then you have someone you know who you know is a metalhead and he's a creative and he smokes and he smokes weed and like you know he clearly bangs and you know <laughs> you know he's the kind of archetype that you would <laughs> that you would say is probably more of like the troublesome one quote unquote and he's actually fucking wholesome as shit and he's got his shit together for the most part and he works hard and he, and he tries um and he's the one who's being you know influenced by the kind of you know the godlike or more angelic force thing it just it i really like these sort of like the way that i interpreted it as like these very sort of opposing contrasting 
um, well, <clears throat> contrast, <laughs> for lack of a better I term. I feel like the opposition, though, comes more from within himself. Like, it yeah. is, the strength of his own convictions keeps him strong against the opposing power. Because, like I said, like, I look at him, like, especially at the very end when he finds the children. There is a brief moment at the very end where I I was like, look, Jesus, like, yeah, yeah. it's his, his lights up. It's like, you know, yes. you get the yeah. sunbeam on it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's how I. So I, I think it's I think you're probably on the same page that I. Yeah, that's how I read it. He's been tested numerous times. Right. And he's literally had the trials of hell. Yeah, you know, the devil whispering in his ear, and his family almost killed, and he had success dangled in front of him, and everything he could think of, and he yeah, still yeah. persevered. So at the very end, that's when he has his moment of grace. Yeah, the light comes out. He yeah, saves yeah, yeah. the kids. You know, he's got his family. They're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I yeah, I like I like that that as well. Like. um uh, the, I mean, I, you know, anything like that, I, th I just always find really, really interesting. Um, can we as well, like, Jamie, you, I think you mentioned sort of uh, briefly earlier about, like, the look of the film. Can we talk about, like, the cinematography and, and what this film looks like? Like, Brian, obviously, this is your pick and you probably have some thoughts on it with being, like, a creative yourself. Um, yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah, okay. I think it's amazing. I uh, <laughs> the love <end>. the... <laughs> This movie seems very Texas to me without looking like a uh, a take on the Texas Chainsaw where everything is brown and dusty and, you know, heat saturated. Mm -hmm. I love the wide open skies and the bigness when you get to see the outside world and all that. It really emphasizes, for me, the isolation aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, we never know. They never say oh, well, you know, school's 20 miles away, and this is all we ever get is, you know, work is two buses away, but that's very ambiguous. So it helps, for me anyways, underscore the isolation, the aspect of when stuff kicks off and you know it's going to, these people are going to be all by themselves. Yeah. And, and you, I, yeah, the whole time at the end, I'm like... Where are the cops? Where mm. are the cops? Because they called the police, but they Well, they just, just killed two, and well, they thought yeah. that was enough, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. But I was like, and at this movie, I was like, I know there are two cops there, but you know, they it, and it is a small town, but they have more. Where are they? <laughs> yeah, they're so far out. You know, it's, it's, they're so far away. Especially in some rural parts of America, it is so big. And, you know, hearing gunshots isn't all that uncommon, not not even for bad reasons, not even for crime or whatever, but just, you know, we love our guns. I mean, this is Texas, so, you know. Exactly, like, yeah. Oh, and, someone's and, shooting off again. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just Larry over at the back. You know, like. yeah. well, uh, by the way, uh, just so our British listeners know, we are not born with guns in our hand. Not everyone in America owns guns. <laughs> yes, you are. Jamie, it's okay. It's a safe space. <laughs> I mean, we do, but it's honestly, I think more people in this country don't own guns than do. Yes, I think more <laughs> by, by the majority does not own guns, but there is a large, I mean, and they're talking about people <laughs> being born with, I was, I mean, I grew up with guns in the house. Well, from I did too, an but early it wasn't age. in my hand when I came out. <laughs> <laughs> they waited until you could sit up on your own security number and that's the same thing 
I guess. <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's, well, it's, I just think it's funny because every time I uh, see anything where a, <coughs> excuse me, like a, um, a British creator is doing a review of anything on YouTube or something. It's always like, you know, well, they're American, you know, they have guns. And I'm like, oh, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. But like, we also have to deal with like, you know, constantly eating scones and drinking tea. I mean, I do like scones. Oh, that's true. that's true. Um, you know, I mean, scones have never really killed. I mean, they've maybe killed like through choking, but, um, like not in the way that guns have. So I suppose it's a kind of stereotype, um, but. Um, yeah, and it's usually, and it's usually in jest. And and I take that in stride. <laughs> I think it's funny, but it's just, I, I really, there are people who have the impression that every single American is like, you know, armed yeah. to the hilt. Locked and loaded. And it's, yeah, it's just not. It's just not that way. But then you get friend, people like my friend Jim. Oh, well, yeah, he has more guns than, 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 well, he's armed enough for Five a small people. town. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's not like that everyone has guns. It's just those have guns have guns enough for everyone. And, yeah. and they're very loud. <laughs> they're very know? loud they, about it. They're they're, well, they have to shout that. over the guns. So, you yeah, know. Right. <laughs> well, it is very loud. <laughs> they are. They are very loud. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, that makes sense. That's just, that's just common sense, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah no don't worry <laughs> I don't think like anyone's gonna be like oh these Americans with their guns <laughs> I roll um but yeah no yeah basically cops are cops are rubbish in this area or at least they're just too slow <laughs> um and uh yeah and it is it is it but I feel like that's like a common horror movie thing isn't it like they're like oh where, where are the cops they turn up and they're dead within 10 seconds of arriving <laughs> they oh I gotta send more everything happens yes they do uh, did you, man, I do love the one cop, uh, the the woman who is talking to Zoe. Oh, and, she's great. And then she's she's so sweet. And she's just like, I promise I will never, I won't let anything happen to you. And then, you know, was everybody else like, oh, well, she's dead. You can't make that promise. You can't make that promise in real life, let alone in horror movie land. Like, no, sorry. That's like, you can't do but that. Because I liked her. And that's the thing. That's the strength of this film is I think that there's so many likable characters. There really is. They make you feel well, I don't things, think there's damn anyone, it. I don't think there's anyone unlikable with the exception of maybe the gallery owner. Because he, gallery he knows what he's doing. And, and the secondary. Purpose- well, yeah. That, her, too. She's just kind of a snooty bitch. bitch. But, uh, <laughs> Hot, though, right? Hot, though. He is clearly <laughs> in on it. He knows what he's doing, and he knows what he's promoting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody yeah. else sell, is sell your soul to being me. real people. Yeah. yeah. And he basically needs like to... Real people. Yeah. yeah. He just needs to twiddle yeah. his moustache, you know, and have a cane yeah. and all that. Yeah, no, yeah, for for absolute um, reals, like, the, yeah, everyone here is is so well written and you can see that they are people they're not just you know they don't feel like actors writing a script they don't feel like these very two-dimensional even the side characters you know even that you know that cop that we're talking about and you know things like that you can tell you can see through the way that they're written and the way that they're acted that they are fully developed characters that they have backstories that they have you know connections and all of that and I just even if we're not given all of it you can see that that's been considered and things and I just you know I really appreciate that because it that's when this world feels like an actual world 
and it's it's something that we're invited into um yeah. and and we and we feel is is very authentic and yeah i really always appreciate that um also things i appreciate is um ethan embry looking like christian bale being topless while using a um spray can with the with the gas mask on it's really yeah oh yeah he's dreamy it doesn't hurt it's uh, and the way that his light shines on the lines of his muscles i mean apart, <clears throat> apart from anything else just great cinematography it's just, um, really really smart <laughs> use thing, of lighting you know yes one yeah. thing i really appreciate is if you know the songs in the soundtrack they are used perfectly um when we first see ethan i mean just when he's first painting and all that, the song that's playing, it's by Metallica, or at least it's a cover they did. It's Am I Evil? Later on, when he is possessed by the power of the devil and he's painting again, it's By Demons Be Driven. So it's clear whoever made this movie really loves metal because the songs they picked for each individual scene was just perfect mm, and if you nice. know these songs as well as the director does then it's just an it's an extra layer of awesome oh that is really cool yeah i didn't realize that that is cool and actually what you were saying there actually does um, play more into your theory um what you were saying about he, at that point he's you know he's being driven sort of by more evil forces with with that song title um that's really cool i love shit i love fucking easter eggs and shit like that oh fuck yeah <laughs> well, and I love it because that indicates that this was a carefully crafted yes. film. Yeah. That it wasn't, they didn't yeah. just pick a song because it sounded cool or sounded metal. metal. It's like, no, <laughs> this sound. Well, that's that's how you have to say metal. It's like. <laughs> yeah, you can't say it. It's like the it, band like... Slayer. You can never say Slayer. No. It always has to be Slayer! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, Darling, I'm going to see Slayer at the weekend. Hope yeah, no, it doesn't have the same ring. You also as well <laughs> have to do like, you know, um, oh, fuck. The devil what? Horns. Yeah, the devil, the devil horns. horns. Yeah, yeah, every time. Every time it's metal or Slayer or anything, I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I've, I've done that. I've, you can't see me, um, but I've just done that about 10 times at, to reiterate every single point I was making there. <laughs> well, I think we both did it when we did, did Slayer. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, when we it's all like unanimously automatic. just, yes. <laughs> And you close your eyes. About it. You just do it. <laughs> you like close your eyes and there do are, and tilt your head and be like, ah! <laughs> you know? There are times when I'm driving and I'm listening to some heavy metal music or whatever. And I'm getting down to it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I just happen to notice. <laughs> I look down and I see the hand holding the wheel is in the horns. Nice. And I don't know why. Oh. It just does it by itself. Because you're being <laughs> like you're being infiltrated by the devil. That's why. Yeah. Maybe you are having power yeah. over. Yeah. Um, That's why you play the music so loud? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You have to. I um, am terrible. Whenever like I play rock music in my car, um, especially, uh, I can't help it. Like The one that really gets me, because I listen to a lot of Queens of the Stone Age, especially in the car, is Go With The Flow. If you ain't going like 100 mile an hour on the motorway listening to shit like that, then you're doing it wrong. And I always sort of have this, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I'll like have scenarios play out in my head and how I would deal with it. Um, just me? Okay, yep. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> and I always think like, what if I got pulled over? I'm like, nah, because all I'd do, right, is I'd be like, look, I know what you're gonna say after, right? I know I was going too fast, but just listen. And then I'd play it. <laughs> and, and then I'd play a bit of it and I'd be like, tell me, 
that you like you're telling me to go speed limit to that song yeah no that's what i thought i'll see you later thanks mate you know like <laughs> and then he's like right off you go yeah he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like no 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 that that tracks move along you have a, war a warning next time but you know yeah right. absolutely yeah all right then all right on your, yeah, right. <laughs> <on> your bike <laughs> hello 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 uh, the second to the last <laughs> Priest album came out. I was still living back in Georgia. I bought the album. I went to Best Buy. I bought the album. I put it in my car, and then I proceeded to drive. We had, back in Athens, There is the, it's called The Loop. And it's like a bit of freeway that just loops all the way around the city. It's a circle. And so I just got on The Loop and drove through the entire album probably about three times. <laughs> just And I just let it yeah. play and I just drove and drove and drove and because you can't do that nowadays in today's fuel prices though so fair play oh right driving with just metal and I'm always thinking because I know that like I'll even have my windows up but I know that if you have your sound turned up then people around you can hear it coming out of the oh car. yeah so if I'm yeah. stuck, like the other day I was stuck in traffic when they were doing all the construction I mean, and I was just sitting in traffic and I was listening to Ghost and I had just Ghost, I'm not, you know, I was listening to Ice Nine Kills. That's oh, what I was, yeah. so I was listening to Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. And, you know, parts of that are just like, Rah! Yeah. Rah! you know, and then it will be very melodic. And yeah, like, it's a great Rah! one. You know, but there was uh, at one point I was sitting there and I looked over and there was this woman in the car next to me and she was just like looking like what the hell? <laughs> I love that so much. I have a kind of the horns. See if was... she returns it. Well, and and that the, the funny thing is that people always it, it comes whenever they find out I'm a horror fan. Same thing. But you look so normal. Yeah. Um, and I was wearing my business clothes, you know, so because I was coming from work, so I was dressed businessy and i'm just sitting there just like <laughs> <laughs> i uh i have a, a similar story but different but um there's more i'm just more embarrassed by mine really um but i was i remember eight like years and years ago um being in my car started traffic it was a really hot day so i had my windows down and i um but that wasn't it wasn't really like it wasn't like in the middle of town or anything you know there wasn't really anyone around um, so I had my windows down and I was listening to uh, Lady Gaga. Awesome. Um, and I was... Gaga. I fucking love Gaga. No shame. No, none, none. Oh, no, that's not where I'm feeling embarrassed. No, fucking love Gaga. Um, no shame oh, okay. whatsoever. She's awesome. No, no, fuck yeah. Um, but uh, I was listening to, like, um, like, one of her kind of, like, remix albums or whatever, and I had the track... This is how long ago it was a CD. Um, and uh, I had... The, I don't know if you guys have heard her, her sort of like slowed down, stripped back um, sort of piano version of Poker Face. And it's very I sort of like have. jazzy. And yeah, you know what I'm talking like Very jazzy, lots of like long notes. Anyway, <clears throat> so I was singing really loudly along to that. And um, I'm getting into it. I've got my eyes closed. I'm full on like, you know, swinging my head around all this kind of like, yeah. And like hand movements, everything. And in my head moments, I look over and one of the rare seconds that I open my eyes, and there was a car next to me also with their windows down. And a group of lads were just there staring at me while I was <laughs> living my best Gaga life. And I've never driven off so fucking fast in my entire life. <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit. 
I literally didn't realize that like anyone else could hear me. I was that moment like, yeah, sing like no one can hear you, you know, kind of. And I, I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well. real bad, but yeah. Um, that's all right. Obviously, I never saw him again. Didn't care. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Oh oh, there was a Queens of the Stone Age song in this film, wasn't there? What is it? Is it Love Is Like a Drug? No. Shit. Brian, can you remember? Uh, I don't think I picked out that one. Ah, oh, is that, there's always like um a soundtrack thing on like IMDb, right? Fucking there is because I remember. Right is it? Thank you. Um, yeah, usually. Oh, fuck you. There doesn't seem to be on now, this one. Yeah, yeah, because I've got a note that says, ooh, love a bit of Queens of the Stone Age. Um, hang on. Oh, oh my phone. Ah, oh, sort off. Sort off. Not you. Yeah, I don't phone. know if they would have an actual soundtrack that you could buy or anything, because that would be where you'd have to put the big money into the whole... Yeah, yeah, right. If you're going to be and distributing that. and all the rest yeah. of it. No, but they, have like a, they usually have like all the list of songs on IMDb. Um, it was one of the Metallica, The Devil by uh, oh PJ Harvey. Ah, oh, yeah, was it Desert Sessions? Uh, it was The Devil. Then <laughs> Killing Inside by Cavalera Conspiracy, Shake by Nader Mansour, formed by the Wanton Bishops. I don't know them. Mm. Then. Oh, yeah, Like a Drug, Queens of the Stone. Oh, it was Like a Drug. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Good I can't remember call. which bit that was in. Pick that out. Well done. Uh, I'll pick out Queens of the Stone Age from fucking anything. Like, I still love the fact that uh, they use If Only at the beginning of Wrong Turn. Like, I love Wrong Turn anyway, but it's just it's just like, mm, chef's kiss from using a bit of Queens of the Stone Age. It just gets me going. Pantera <laughs> and Slayer. Oh, mm-hmm. such a fucking killer soundtrack, man. No pun intended. Oh, for whom the bell tolls, which is obviously crazy. that intro to, for to for whom the bell tolls. Mm. God damn it! Oh. For whom the bell tolls is one of the best intros ever. Like I just yeah, agree. You hear that that distant bell, and then the bottom, bottom, bottom. I just love it so much. Yeah, it, that's the thing about metal. It really does get that kind of like visceral reaction from like. Mm. Right, it's all about power. It's all about you know, if metal is not moving you, you're listening to it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that that's is that's what kills me too. Is that everyone back in like back during the whole PMRC days when it was you know the satanic panic and everybody's freaking mm. out. Everybody just focused on the negativity of it and just like oh well they're they sound you know they sound harsh and or they you know listen to those lyrics but yeah listen to the lyrics if you listen to the lyrics most of the time it's it's not what you would what the person who doesn't know anything about metal would think it was mm-hmm. like and frequently it's very positive yeah. especially if you look at power metal which is like all about uh Gathering your strength. What's the word I'm thinking of? Oh, Empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like, uh, uh, you know, where the, where the eagles fly. Yeah, and you know, something like me is, and all of that is, it's all very positive. It's all yeah. very. I mean, you got sounds like um, fight the good fight. I mean, literally, the title is fight the good fight. You know, like yeah. um, shit like that. Yeah, it's yeah. This is the thing. I think like it's so easy to 
get swept up in an idea of something and not actually look at the detail of it and not actually take the time to listen or look or whatever, you know? Or they could be metaphors, you know? Um, there was the the song from the Metallica song. What was the Metallica song that everybody like lost their shit over and like, oh, people are telling people to commit suicide. Um, <laughs> but it was actually a very personal song that people misinterpreted, but... Well, Ozzy Osbourne has Suicide Solution, which is not about suicide at all. It's about drinking yourself to death. That's the suicide solution. Um, I can't remember the Metallica one. Oh, oh, Christ. My metal friends are yelling at me right now. Uh, What the hell is it? They do have a... Oh, it's going to bug me. I don't know. But yeah, but but everyone's like they're telling kids to commit suicide. No, no they're it's not. About the dangers of suicide, not giving in. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to like listen. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, just do the thing it's there for. Um, speaking of things being fucking metal as fuck, um, is um, just the whole thing really. I mean, like that whole bedroom scene at the end where the flames and the blood and the fucking sick soundtrack and all this. But then when Jesse kills him using the flying V guitar and shit, that was like awesome. it's just mm. such poetry, you know. Because, like, by this point, we've seen how, like, you know, I, I for me anyway, at this point, my sympathy is pretty much gone for Ray by this point. Um, yeah, he's too far gone. Yeah. He's way too yeah, far gone. He's lost. Yeah, so but he can't help himself. So you yeah. have to, you know, this is the point where you have to put the dog down, or it's gonna hurt people. Yeah, exactly. And so when when Jesse does that with the guitar, I'm like, fuck yeah, you know. And like the way that it's all in slow motion and silhouetted against the flame with like the embers flying, it's just, oh my god, it's so fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> um, and you know, and and like the soundtrack with like the, I think like. Is it this bit? It's got the call music and shit. It's all fucking epic as hell. And then you've got like Zoe screaming in sheer terror. And it's, oh, the whole thing is just so fucking badass. I, I just oh, I love it so much. Mm. And it's kind <sighs> of cheesy, but the bit where he's like, you know, I, you know, I promise I'll catch you. Oh, and but I don't care by that point. I'm just like, yeah, give it all to go, me. You know, jump off the bed, you know, into his arms. Yeah. But I mean, think about the history they've just had. She has he has let her down numerous times yeah. recently not because he wanted to but it still but, happened <clears throat> but it still happened and so her being a kid moment, she doesn't understand the reasons why either she's just like dad let me down again yeah you know and at that moment he's like you know trust me i've got you and it just and <laughs> the she last time she wound up in a stranger's bathroom yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and she does and she leaps into his arms and it just makes me ball i was gonna say time. jamie did you cry did you cry jamie? of course i of course did. She did i'm crying right now <laughs> do you need and a nap i'm not kidding i i am i am i'm crying right now <laughs> oh, but it's just well you know i get moved i get moved. i know you do i love it about you by beautiful things or and when i say beautiful i don't just mean like pretty i mean just things that are beautifully constructed or things that yeah just like really emotive i get really involved and so Mm. yeah it affects me i'll cry watching a jaws documentary because that's my thing (laughs) (laughs) oh jamie i love you so much don't change ever no i I couldn't if i wanted Couldn't if you tried yeah well we definitely don't (laughs) want you to so um matt um 
what kind of stuff really stuck out for you with like this film like is there any sort of like scene in particular any lines or anything like that um, fucking awesome. not, not really any lines as such um just for me um yeah i just love the the dynamics um especially like when they're in the car right at the beginning and she, the, um, the wife Astrid just turns around to Jesse and says, oh, can, you know, can you turn it down? And like, <laughs> you know, and they're rocking away the parent. I love that. You know, there's a real connection there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's really brilliant. Um, can we listen to uh, something less heavy? Yeah. Yeah. I love um I love it as well when like he's looking at Zoe in, in the rear view mirror and she's looking at him back making eye contact because they know that drop's about to come and they're both like, ah, uh, and yeah. And like they both head bang and shit. And it's just ah, oh, yeah. it's great. Uh, and the way they cough each other and shit. And like you know that like this is something they do all the time because Astrid's just like, ah, oh, all right, guys. You know, <laughs> she's just like yeah okay i guess this is monday morning you know <laughs> um but there's a real love there she's not really like annoyed or anything like you know she seems to be one of these people where it's like all right this isn't really my exact vibe but i love what's going on here and i love my husband and love my kid you know like uh, you know it's, it's a real lovely dynamic that they have which obviously we've spoken about but like it's just in that scene you really get a clear sense of who they are before the shit comes it's on them, you yeah. know and it's wonderful to see it really the, is. Yeah, the, the brutality as well. Because um, you don't really see anything. It's all, a lot of it is, you know, out, out of shot. You know, and it's just your own imagination. You know, you see um, Ray, like, with, with the rock. And you see what he's about to do. But you don't actually see it. You know, and then the same, same with the, um, the police. You hear them, you know, screaming right. outside. And that's that's horrifying, mm. you know. Yeah, just hear them crying out. The vehicles and then the yeah. screaming, and you're just like, "Holy shit, what's going on what out the there?" Fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it, you know, and you see the police officers trapped. Oh, God, uh, yeah. And then this is like he just walks up and then, boof, you know, smacks a with rock. a rock. You <laughs> <laughs> know, and then, then smacks in the other police officer. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't you don't see it though, do you? We, no, no, you just kind, see it. kind of see it, but you don't, you know. It's that very clever, quick edit where you think you've yeah. seen it, but you haven't. But you actually haven't. Yeah, it's very it's good. So good, so well done. Um, and I just, yeah, the, I, I, as I say, as I said earlier, I find that that moment when, um, when Ray is, you know, is about to shoot Astrid in the head. I find that really powerful. Um, and then just how he's so angry that he just, you know, he'd run out of bullets. It was just like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Because I couldn't remember what was going to happen. No, well, no, I couldn't. And I was like, shit, it had been such a, well, it had been like three or four years before, you know, since I last seen the film. And I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And I was like, oh, no, she just whispers, like, you know, I love you. And then he's just going to go, <laughs> and it's like, oh, thank God for that. Oh, yeah, man, oh. the relief that you feel. Because the yeah. thing is, as well, any other movie, you could be like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a cheap get-out kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, there's no more bullets kind of thing. Oh, that was convenient. But with this film, fuck, you're so relieved, you know, because yeah. you care so much about these characters. You're like, oh, thank God there was no bullets there. Oh, my God, yeah, that was lucky. You know, like, genuinely, you're not even being like, oh, that was yeah. lucky. Um, you know, it's... And I think that's a real kind of... Um, testament to the to the writing of the film where you, where yeah, you sure. feel so 
empath emphatically towards these people and, and yeah, the fights they yeah. go through. And it's also it's a good sign of a good solid horror filmmaker when you're not sure how far they're gonna go. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you said, most movies, you know, kids are gonna be fine, you know. Chances are pets won't be, but they might be, you know. There's certain rules when it comes to horror films that yeah. most filmmakers abide, but here there's a sense that you don't know where the lines are for this guy. It's yeah. like watching Game of Thrones. Anybody could die at any minute. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Love that. Yeah. 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 I love daring filmmaking script writing like that because yes. I feel like it's it pushes it and it's oh fuck yeah, it takes you to some like really unnerving places where you're like, oh fuck 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 but nice. like that's but why I love Cronenberg so much. You know, mm. I fell in love with Cronenberg uh, when I was a kid and he is still to this day my favorite director because he was never afraid to go there. And even back in the seventies, you know, he just he would Kids would be in danger, you know, and like, say, for instance, like Shivers, mm, you know, yeah. kids are mm. very much in danger in that. And that's all about <laughs> sex. Like that film is a is that's kind of hardcore and and kind of not kind of it's really taboo. But, yeah. you know, you see that you don't see anything graphically happen to children. But there's a scene where you see those two kids that are like on a leash, mm -hmm. like little dogs. And you're like, oh, Oof. shit, you know, and they're <laughs> so you know that it has been passed to them. But and it's just horrifying just to think about it. You don't have to see anything. You don't have to know what happened. But just that little bit of imagery is horrifying. Mm -hmm. But a lot of directors wouldn't do something like that because it's too taboo. It's too yeah. dark. But when a director's willing to do it, I'm on board. Go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got to be done in the right way, I think. But absolutely, as if it's if you're not afraid to push those, then it's just it's just really exciting filmmaking to me. Yeah, and I think oh, one more right. thing I was going to say that speaks to your theory about the good influences. I think that there had to be something, and whether it was like I said, where it was like his, you know, the strength of his own personal, because he is like the Christ figure. Yeah, yeah. Whether it was an outside influence, something had to be at play toward the end because when he got shot, um, like he was down for a while and he mm -hmm. honestly, he shouldn't be able to breathe because it was a lung shot. Like It was a lung if shot. You're judging by, if you're judging by the hole in the back of his shirt, like yeah. he should not have been able to be as active as it as he was but i mean we all know that like if in dire situations especially if something like your child is in danger yeah you you can shake that shit off and and your body allows you to do things you wouldn't normally be able to do in certain drastic situations but, but if that was the case and he, he would have fallen down straight away after his he knew his child was safe whereas he doesn't he walks right, he does, yeah, you know it would have just yeah but instead he was still up moving like he didn't have any any difficulty moving around at all he caught her when she jumped and then after that like after he climbed down and they they were all safe he immediately went over to like where the kids were and started yeah, taking them. so something had to be moving him along yeah and you can still I, say that it's still like you know the power of good god whoever whatever um you know moving him so to find those kids but he didn't look weak he didn't seem like oh i've just got to do this one last thing and then that's it i can rest it no, was like fine. he was strong and you know and i also want to just like you know reiterate i don't feel like 
I'm not saying, you know, my theories and stuff, I don't feel like it takes away from his character. I think he has to be that strong-willed character, that good character, the guy who's, you know, who's got that resilience and signed him to be able to withstand. I don't think necessarily that it's like this force of good that's making him this way. I feel like it's this force that's good that's just guiding him towards where he needs to be kind of thing. But I always felt like uh, Jesse was this very strong um very you know focused guy um with his priorities in check and that's what made him such a like a perfect opposition to ray because he had that sound mind and he had that that moral compass within him already you know which yeah, is why the devil can't had moved into that house it would have ended very differently yes agreed yeah and this is why the devil can't tempt him he can't you know steer him away from the path that he's supposed to be on because he is a he is a, a solid guy um so yeah so i just wanted to sort of like make that clear so i wasn't sure if that that was clear um but yeah no it's um i think that's a really i didn't think of that what you were saying with like you know him being all right after having this long wound um and i think that that's a really cool yeah i really like that <laughs> is there nice. anything anyone else wants to say about this movie any other points um i'm good with it yeah, yeah. i'm good too i'm just yeah looking through notes and yeah no i'm good yeah the only um the only one thing a real quick throwaway line but i just really loved it was um don't let school get in the way of your education oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah like ah oh, so good i'm gonna t i'm gonna say that to Ava when she gets a bit older Anyway, uh, but yeah, otherwise I'm good. Um, Jamie, anything on anything you want to add or raise or? No, I've about? blathered quite a bit about it. Uh, <laughs> you have I, I not blathered. Covered, I think we not covered pretty much everything. Yeah, and also the can we there is a quick? little bit of blather. No, everything Jamie has to say is to the point and valued. Also, it's it makes a nice difference for me blathering on all the time. So. Um, but I also as well just real quick as um with like the end credits, even the end credits oh, yeah, I know then she blathers on more, I get it. Um <laughs> just 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 real quick. Yeah, no, another, but another hour passes. Yeah, no, shut up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'd have said it by Sorry, now, go on, Kate. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> but like the end credits are even metal as fuck with like all of the imagery and everything. Like, oh, so cool. I just yes. wanted to mention that with like the music and everything. Oh, is great i'm gonna say one thing quickly all right, all I, right. I really like the painting oh yeah I'll the painting's really cool yeah yeah whoever they got to do all the various paintings yeah 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 really, really badass also that, what bank i'm sorry what bank is commissioning a picture like that because he's all like oh the butterflies i'm like that's still a gothic as fuck it's dark as hell mm. like yeah. what bank is that i want to go to that bank like if they're like yeah this is our brand <laughs> Uh, sign me up, please. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I even I even like the butterfly painting. Yeah, like he's kind really of making nice. fun of, but I like it because it's I mean it's butterflies, but it's still very dark. The yeah. metal butterflies. Yeah, it's 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 pretty, <laughs> but goth. <laughs> it's pretty, but metal. maybe there was like him bleeding through. Like they said, paint some nice, lovely butterflies, and they said, okay, well. This is what I can do. <laughs> yeah. It's like that time I tried to write that children's story. Oh, yeah. You know? I did. I tried to write a children's book one time. How did that go? All my writing has always been horror. I only ever write horror because that's all I, you know, whatever. So I was like, well, let me write a children's book. Let me see if I can do this. Mainly because children's books are a huge market. So I was like, <laughs> um, 
But I was like, let me see if I can do this. No, I could not do it. It started out as a sweet story, and by the time we got to the end, the main character was being ripped apart by by a. a <laughs> Everyone so dies. I was like, well, I mean, if right, Brother Grimm can get away with it, I don't know. I understand why you can't. You know what? That's true. Well, people are very different now than they were back well, then. <laughs> fucking snowflakes. <laughs> now we have to think of the children. Yeah, <laughs> fucking prepare them and shit. Brothers Grimm's were fucking popular for a reason because it taught you about fucking life and shit. Tell you what, you know what, Jamie? I would read Ava your book. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I can find it, I'll send it to you. <laughs> do you know what? If you, I was in the in like a thrift store, the American term thrift store, the other day, um, and there was because it's ha- it? charity shops. Oh, charity shops. Yeah. Um, okay. You are. Speak British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh <laughs> and yeah and, and so there's all this halloween stuff or whatever so i kind of left her in the kids section to just like look at shit that i'll never buy her and um <laughs> and and she was just like looking at all this kind of halloweeny kid stuff and she turned around to me and she said mommy i like scary stuff oh <gasps> yay there is you a caveat right there is a caveat to this story though I bought oh. her this DVD, so I, I did buy her something. It was 50p. It's not really. Um, it's DVD of like, it was like a, an animated monster type kit. It was a U, which I don't think, I don't know if you guys have a U over there, if it's something different. It's basically, yeah, it's basically just for like anyone, universal, anyone, your yeah, baby yeah. can watch it. And we got That's 10 minutes. That's rated G here for oh, right. audiences. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we have it as U for universal. And um, <laughs> we get about 10 minutes in and she's like, Mommy, it's too scary. (laughs) We were doing so well. But then it's weird because she loves stuff like she loves Nightmare Before Christmas. She loves dinosaurs. She loves Jurassic Park. So I don't know. Anyway. um, (laughs) But yeah, I would. Yeah, I would totally read that story to Ava. Um, And then I'll send her off to her dad since she can have nightmares there and I can have a nice, quiet night to myself Um, (laughs) in peace and get a whole night's rest. Lost. Um, cool. Anyway, back to uh, Devil Candy. Are we ready for scrolls, George Dawes? Let's do it. All right, then. Guest first. Um, this is your pick, Brian. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, we do one to ten again, yeah? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, like I said before, I don't get in too technical when it comes to my ratings. I'm very much a go with my gut kind of guy and i love this movie so i'm gonna give it a 10 nice nice oh uh 10 horns up 10 horns <laughs> up yeah <laughs> all right cool. nice one all right i have a feeling i might be stealing someone's but i uh, am giving this 10 flying bees nice out of 10 nice. and that is because in this matt this film i do think is perfect <laughs> that's not totally that's not just my emotional feeling that is no that's I good that's good we think this film is perfect i wouldn't change a thing about it nice no i, I wouldn't change a thing about it either and yet matt what's your score <laughs> i mean and yet well my score <laughs> is four out of no so much it is eight Brutal rocks to the head out of 10. Now, so obviously you guys know that my scoring is 
not as generous as mine. It's not as generous, but it's it's the correct way. Uh, uh, It is uh, the correct uh, way. uh, Okay. There's only one ten out of ten film that, and that's the thing. So I'll fight everybody. I'm not disputing that. that That's not. I'm not saying that that's not a ten out of ten film, but it's not the only ten out of ten film. But just just to like, like, I always go back to the first episode for like the baseline. Gave Alien an eight out of ten, so this is on par with the likes of fucking Alien. So it's pretty fucking good, for, you know, under mats. Incorrect. I, I mean, Wait. eight is respectable. I can take it. You know that that's that's good. That's and and for Matt, that's really good. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm really I'm really tough that you like this. Thank one, you Matt. for bringing it. Yeah. Um, cool. And then so I have nine point five death screams out of ten. Nice. Yeah, the only reason why it's literally off that I wouldn't change anything about it. It's just it's not. I reserve like ten out of ten movies for I don't know, just real. I don't know. I don't anything I say. I don't want to take it away from this because this is a fucking fantastic film. But just like anything that just just gets me a, a little bit extra than just being fucking amazing. I don't know. Like I, I can yeah, but just like. Oh man, like this is just is Dan fucking and Gab supreme would say a film gods movie. Yeah, like this is just fucking supreme filmmaking, you know. And although I do think this is an absolutely fantastic film, I couldn't get nine was too low, but ten, I just I don't know. I just I was like, that's reserved for like ones that really just get my goat goat proper 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 going extra. Um, and this um, is maybe not quite that. And I can't even tell you why, but I do fucking adore it. I think it's fantastic. Awesome. It's an all-round thoroughly good movie. Damn right. Awesome. Well, great picks, guys. Thank you very much. Um, And thank you so much for for coming on our show. Um, Thank you for having us. Our little corner. Uh, Oh, no, man. Any fucking time. Yeah, yeah. So we had to, we had to, we had a bit of technical issues. So we had to have like, we had to do this recording over two sessions. Um, but we, yeah, so we really appreciate you guys coming back and doing that with us as well. Um, obviously, you guys have your own stuff. You mentioned it earlier in the show. You have your own stuff and your own projects and things. Please pimp them like black exploitation movies. Pimp people. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I didn't think where I was going and I just, no. yeah, I'm sorry. It's late. <laughs> It's late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, we mainly have Horror in the House of Salmons, which is available on Anchor, and which means it's pretty much available anywhere yeah. uh, that you would listen to podcasts. And that is a show where we, it's actually in three sections. We The first part of the show is where we bring two movies Uh, Well, we did go by, it was ABCs of Hidden Horror, but we're about to, we just ended season two, and in season three, we're changing it up. But uh, Mm. we are are bringing films that either we don't think get talked about enough, or we've always wanted to talk about and we never have. Sometimes they're obscure, sometimes we're not. We don't aim to be like, oh, we've seen this movie and you haven't, (laughs) like, that's not the goal. The goal is just to embrace what we love. And because uh, we had both just gotten sick of talking about shit we didn't like. And yeah. it, it's yeah. depressing, you know, yeah. so I'm like, so we purposely and Brian came up with that idea several years ago, but we purposely came uh, to the point where we only want to bring movies to the table that we love and want to really just uh, a light on. get into. And yeah. this, 
the second bit is um, Bumps in the Night, which is where it can go anywhere. We could tell ghost stories um, or paranormal stories or um, do lists of various things that like, you know, top 10, you know, actually one that we did was top 10 slasher characters that aren't main characters. So just random things like that. Sometimes we'll do trivia. There was one that got that was actually our most popular episode where we did a reaction to speaking of uh, the satanic panic. Oh we, yeah. We did a reaction yeah. to a 2020 episode where they were talking about horror films and how the, they are corrupting the youth. Right. Oh, this is geez. back from the eighties. So this is yeah. right. Oh, prime time. right. Yeah. So we, uh, we played that and we did a reaction to it and, and, Everybody loved it because angry Brian is hilarious, Brian, and he was very angry during that. I love so. angry Brian. He's my favorite Brian. <laughs> well, Sorry, Brian. Yeah. I probably, it's probably not that fun for you, but it's really entertaining for me. So <laughs> He likes it. I do. It allows me to vent. <laughs> yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy expression. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Then the third segment is just we're going through our collection in alphabetical order, just watching everything we own, and we do, like, quick... Uh, run through review like you know five minute reviews of those and just do a batch of those and so that's our main thing that's mainly what we do apart from that i have a show that i do with Bo monthly much like you but um ours is called what you're watching and Bo and i just get together and uh talk about what we've watched recently not necessarily horror but most of the time it is and then uh, it usually branches off into some kind of ridiculous conversation about something that has nothing to do with anything it's so great i love your conversations (laughs) i'll just never get over it was it the dead cats or something in the mountains puppies yeah something i knew it was something something yeah there was a box of dead puppies on the porch yep of my yeah. friend's grandmother's house when I went to visit and, and we were going outside and she's like, y'all don't mind the dead puppies. <laughs> <laughs> they were waiting for the spring thaw so they could bury them. Uh, but, uh, and then, but that's it for podcasts, but Brian has his own endeavors. Oh, yeah. Hit us with oh, these, Brian. Uh, uh, coming up soon, there will be a book through Dark Regions Press yeah. called Tales from Arkham Sanitarium. It's all about uh, Lovecrafting horror meets specifically insanity, craziness, and stuff like that. And then there's also PS Publishing, which is an outfit from the UK, so that's in your neck of the woods. And they're going to be releasing a new one that I did with my buddy Glenn. He's also from over there. We've worked together a lot. And that book is called, let me see if I get this right, uh, <laughs> Mystery, Murder, Madness, Mythos. And these are all going to be Lovecrafting horror meets various flavors of mystery story or detective story. Nice. So, so, right, it's so a, a collection of different, different yes, stories. I yeah? usually, uh, I usually do uh, anthologies. I'm an editor. So I contact other authors and I tell them what I'm looking for and then I work with them once they send me something and then we put them all together and the best stories go in the book and here you go. I love anthologies. It's one of my favorite forms of uh, horror entertainment, be it movies or books, because I just, I love a 
good collection of short stories. Yeah. So yeah. That's what nice. these are. He's really good at coming up with themes too for the various anthologies that he publishes. And it's, I, I just love it. It's so, because they're all over the place. Like he has, and they're all mythos, but. Not all of them, but well, a lot no, of them. <laughs> but most of them are mythos. But he has like steampunk Cthulhu. Yes. Um, oh, love that. And there's Summer of Lovecraft, which is an anthology all about uh, Lovecraftian stories that take place in the 60s. I'm in that book. Yes, I have you a are. story in that book. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Wow. And, um, you know, it's just all over the place. Like, he just has really creative themes. And I think that that's why his readers enjoy them so much. And his authors that he works with always want to work with him. Like, they have their if they hear Brian has a new book that's going to be, that he's going to be working on, they will like claw to get <laughs> to like, I want to do it. I want to do it. You know, which get involved. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, good. Love fun. that. Oh, nice I know one. Kate was asking about your RPG stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, I want to know. Uh, Cause I'm a, I'm a uh, Dungeons and Dragons dude. So. Nerd. Okay. Um, we play nerd. Dungeons and yeah. Dragons every <laughs> other week. <laughs> Or we try to. We try least. to. If yeah. we can do it, we try to play every other week. But uh, oh, cool. I haven't done too much for Dungeons & Dragons. I've actually done a lot for... <laughs> there was a comic book called Knights of the Dinner Table, and they always had Dungeons & Dragons-related stuff, and I've done a bunch of stuff for them. But as far as serious RPG writing, I've mostly worked for Call of Cthulhu, naturally, because that is... Yeah. The- yeah. In gaming, and I've done a bunch of scenarios and adventures and source books and campaigns. Um, it was the first thing I ever tried to write, and I was luckily I was successful, and I still like doing it today. It's just it's a different type of writing. I always call it writing in three D because normally you when you write, visualize it. Well, that too, but normally when you write, you control everything. Every character, every whatever goes on a page, you're 100% in charge. When you're writing for an RPG, you've got to keep in mind that you're going to have people playing this. And who yeah. knows what they're going to do. So you've got to think of the possible avenues and try they to might cover take. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you can't be too in-depth because then you'll be, you know, you have a giant book nobody wants to read. So you got to think of what is the most likely courses of action and so on and so forth. Steer them in the right way, yeah, sure. Yes. Without letting them feel Without, like you're scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, just watched, yeah, uh, yeah. we watched a, on YouTube not too long ago a group playing one of his scenarios in somewhere European, not UK, but I think it was like... There's been a bunch. Uh, that's one of the things I love is... Sorry, I know you guys don't like to be called European. <laughs> oh, hey, no, that's... Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine too. But anyway, they were... Uh, it was interesting if because only. they were playing his scenario and they would... And he, the, the guy who was leading the campaign, um, I guess the GM... Right. Would it be a game master if it's not Dungeons and Dragons? If it's Call of Cthulhu, then it's a keeper. A keeper. Oh. <laughs> so uh, the keeper uh, would was purposely going in directions that you hadn't intended, but yes. it was interesting still. Like it, he he was like, 
I feel like he was like, I feel like it, the game wants me to do this, but I'm going to do this. And <laughs> it was still fun to see how it ended up and what ended up happening with it. So yeah. well, ultimately, that's where I get my kick, whether it's writing and then seeing people play my stuff or when I just run a game for my own group. I enjoy watching people react to what I come up with and seeing how they deal with it. Mm -hmm. nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. I set up all the stuff and then I go, okay, now what do you do? <laughs> and so mm. I let them go from there. There was one scenario, remember that guy wrote you and he's just like, I just wanted to let you know, I loved playing this, but I will never sleep again. Like it was, <laughs> I don't remember which one it was, but it, a lot of people have commented on how terrifying it was. That was probably forget me not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I, I've had some um, really good experiences with that. Most recently, they released a campaign of mine, which campaign, think of it as a big novel. It's a whole bunch of collected scenarios that all have, like, one single focus. And uh, that's called A Time to Harvest. That just came out earlier this year. And it's been getting some good reviews and such. So I'm quite happy awesome. with it. Oh, nice. oh man you guys are freaking way busy and like <laughs> uh we just i just do one show a month but yep cool um, <laughs> i'm a lot less busy than i used to be seriously there were time Eesh. there was a time when i was doing seven different podcasts oh my god uh, no I don't just, like we had set schedules and there was one halloween i remember in the span of one week i did 13 shows and so hell. obviously I was doing multiple shows a night. Like I would just end one show and then jump on another one. You and I was doing a lot of guest spots because it was Halloween. But you know You did that with um with the summer series last year. We had like a ridiculously long, like eight hour recording session and you were like, Cool, I got another one after this. Yeah. Right? That was you, yeah, right? I, yeah. Hell. Yeah, no, I do that. And uh I don't do it like I used to though. Um Oof. but which honestly I think Dave Z had another recording. Now as well and that was i was just like no i'm gonna bed i have got a headache i'm like dehydrated <laughs> i'm exhausted i mean in fairness it was all my fault that it went on that <laughs> 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 i mean you know not that it was on purpose but you know duncan did put you and i on an episode together so i don't really know what he was expecting but um <laughs> twice no if like, he was smart he would have redrawn that one yeah well, <laughs> if, well yeah. if he no, jesus christ in future <laughs> He couldn't have redrawn again. That was the third or fourth time that he had to redraw because right. he kept fucking it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't all my fault. Um, I feel like it was Duncan's fault, too. Well, um, but, yeah, it was a long one. And then you went off and did another entire, di entirely different recording after that. I was pff, fucking in awe of, uh, of your stamina. There's nothing short of stamina. Um, cool. Well, I mean, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate on. you guys coming on. I really enjoyed that. Thank yeah. You. Oh, I was really so excited. It. I mean, you guys know, because I usually send, uh, at least I'll send Kate messages. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I listen to every single episode I have since the beginning. And <sighs> yeah. I always look forward to oh, it. You. Yours is one of the shows that... Um, I have some shows that are that I call my filler shows that I still that I like, but I listen to them when my headliners don't have anything new out. So if I'm listening to a filler show and your show comes out, I drop what I'm doing and I start listening <laughs> to that. Aww, that's very kind. Thank you. Uh, aww. 
Oh, I'm gonna cry, Jamie. <laughs> it's really sweet. I love it. I love your dynamic. I love it's so much fun. And like I said, I felt like I knew Matt before we even talked because I listened to him all the time. So oh, that's um, great. Thank like you. your inside Hi. jokes are our inside jokes. Oh. Everyone, you listen. Everyone who listens to you, you know, it's like a little family. Oh, I love that. I love that so it much. Is. So um yeah. who what would you rather? Would you rather shag a the celebrity of your choice or lose two lose your legs? <laughs> <laughs> that's the question we should ask them. <laughs> i think i would go honestly i'd go for the dead celebrity because yeah, that would only last for so long and if you lose your legs that's forever so that's forever and although i have good imagination so i can make it work right yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as i said any holds a goal right i um i said this to someone i thought you were about to say you're married to me <laughs> i'm used to it i would never i, I would never uh no i posted i can't remember who i posted oh i think i posted oh my god <laughs> i think i actually I, so I went on a date on sunday and i uh i i asked the guy this question <laughs> And then by the end, I didn't fancy him anyway, but by the end, we're like, yeah, we probably won't see each other again. And I'm like, now I'm realizing no why. Shit. Now I'm realizing <laughs> probably that's why. Anyway, but he was, he answered though, and he said he'd do the leg one because then he can get those like cool, like those cool, like running legs that like athletes oh, get. Yeah, and like what's the face had in, like in the, in the, in the, in Kingsman, you know, in the first one. Um, you know, the, what's the face? Like Sophia. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can do that and run real fast. I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. That is pretty good in fairness. But no, it's still not shagging Henry Cavill, even if he is past it, literally. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, I'm really glad. I mean, that was, you know, that's the crux of this show is, is finding out those things from you. So thanks for answering, honestly, guys. <laughs> um it's all a ruse um cool uh well yeah all right well that's us um matt what are we doing what are we doing next time well 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 um i'm doing pre-2000s and you're doing post-2000s for the next show yes yes uh so as i'm post-2000s yep. <laughs> you go first i i am gonna go for a quality classic director in the form of lucio fulci yeah. I am going for a cat in the brain. Nice. Um, is that available anywhere? Probably not. Now, yes, it is. Oh, wait, it's oh, available. Oh. I think it's, it's on available. Shutter. Or at least it is here, I think. Yeah, I think they uh, have a different shutter over there. I think yeah, we do, because I don't think it is on our shutter. It's, it's not on shutter. It's on Chile. It's on Chile. You can rent it for two forty nine. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. Um, if you got a magic VPN, you can stream it on Tubi TV, <laughs> uh, Night Flight Plus, and Plex. During this, oh, state. you can get it on Plex. Oh, sure, indeed. Okay. All right, that's all right then. Um, I mean, I I, I bought the Blu-ray uh, from. Oh Amazon. yeah, okay. I think it was, it was only like a tenner. Oh, that's so, That's fair enough. Bad. Actually, I was in H and V today, and I was having a look for it, and it wasn't. I couldn't find it. Okay. Sad story. All right, cool. Well, I've got post 2000. So this is something that I've had uh, in the back of my mind for a bit. Um, and I thought it's got a nice sort of bleak feeling as we head into November, which although is a bit it's weird, because even though November is often like preemptive Christmas, and it's all very festive and stuff, for some reason in my head, I always associate it with like the bleakness that January Darkness. has as well. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Nothing cheery. And um, it is prisoners 
from 2013. Um, and you can get that, at least in the UK, you can get it on Netflix and Prime and Sky and Now TV and also Virgin Go. Um, but if you don't have those things, then you can rent it for 249 on Amazon, Chile, YouTube, Rakuten, um, and 349 on Apple TV, or you can also buy it on those places too. Um, but for a bit more money and you, if you've got Netflix or Prime or now, now TV, which you probably do, you can get it for free. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so that'll be nice. next month. That'll be good. Awesome. Um, so where can you find us? Am I doing this one, Matt? You do it. I always yeah. do. You're so good at it. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> can't argue with that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, like Jamie said earlier, if you're on Anchor, you're pretty much everywhere. So you can find us on Anchor wherever you're listening now. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. Um, you can get in touch with us uh, through our Facebook page. Um, you can join our group. That is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Edinism pod. Um, it's a really nice little group we've got going on there. Everyone interacts and posts and chimes in and we're doing the 31 of Halloween at the moment. So everyone's sort of putting in what they're watching, which is really good fun to see. Um, and uh, our Instagram page is um, not so interactive, but if, if interaction with um, strangers online is not your thing you can follow us at um edinism underscore podcast um and it's usually funny memes and putting up what i'm watching on my 31 of halloween and stuff like that so yeah um Absolutely. cool so that is everything guys once again thank you so much hope you had fun i hope everyone uh, in fact, i know everyone at home would have loved listening to you guys because who doesn't not any of our listeners or any that's if they don't we don't want them so <laughs> Aww, you're so sweet. I had a really good time. Yeah, you this guys was a lot of fun. Are so fun. awesome. Aww. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you guys in uh, always come back, and um, you know, Jamie, I'm sure you and I will chat and um, probably end up uh, recording again at some point. Anyway, just you and me or whatever. Um, but yeah, you guys always welcome back, and it's been an absolute pleasure and delight for sure. It's been Good really blast. good. Cool. Well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? That's it. All right. We'll see you later. Guys, see, see you later. Take care. Bye. 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 I'm not sick, but I'm not well. And I'm so hot. Because I'm from hell. I'm paranoid, I'm paranoid. I can't remember the rest of the words. <laughs> I am so drunk. <laughs>